The following is a special presentation of Sacred Heart Catholic Radio and the Prep Sports Radio Network. It's time for the Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine pregame show. And now, for a detailed look at tonight's game and to break down other key matchups in the area, here's Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. Well, hello and good evening from a sun-drenched pit at Elder High School. The Elder Panthers will take on Clearwater Academy, and I think the folks from Clearwater brought the weather up with them from Florida. Is it is uh, warm, but a nice, comfortable breeze is blowing in from the west, and uh, we have a temporary little sunshade up here because we look to the west in the setting sun, and we got a little shade somewhat filtering it through so we're not uh, suffering like we normal normally do but uh, guys tonight uh, a team clearwater academy i know a few years back uh, elder played uh, a, a team from broward county uh, and uh, kind of a, a a charter type school and the team was uh, was putting it mildly dreadful they were poorly coached very poor uh, basics of football and understanding of the game, and it was just a mismatch from the beginning. That's not going to happen tonight. This team from Clearwater uh, is a school that basically, I guess the best way to understand it is is like in, in hockey. Uh, I, I can give you an example. Uh, a player now, Ryan Carpenter, who is was just recently signed, with the Chicago Blackhawks as a forward. He grew up in Florida, and he wanted to learn the game of hockey, but he, he couldn't. He was way better in Florida. Obviously, he learned, so he, he moved up to uh, to Detroit and uh, with a billet family, as they called it, and he, he lived there and, and played on a team up there through high school, and, and uh, that's how he got noticed and so forth, and that's what you have to do. So reverse that. A lot of people in Canada that want to become noticed in football, they have to get noticed somewhere and playing for some of the teams in Canada, you just don't get noticed. So uh, the team we're playing tonight is an international type school. There's people from Samoa, from Canada, from Italy. and China, uh, Germany, and Spain. So it's all over, and they're good players. There's not a lot of them, uh, but there are a lot of good players. So it's going to be a good challenge for the Elder Panthers, Steve. It is. It's going to be a good challenge to, just to see how it matches up, how things get going and get off to a start. They have a lot of speed. They have a quarterback. I was watching him in warm-ups. He's got a good arm, throws a good ball, but obviously he wasn't being rushed. And they, they've, they've played uh, two, uh, Lehigh and uh, another local Florida school, Imokali, or I'm not exactly yeah, sure yeah, on the pronunciation. A, yeah. and, Close uh, they, they won 52 to nothing and 68 to, to six. And... and uh, they, they just won those games going away, so they haven't really been challenged. They, they were up uh, 56 to nothing, or uh, yeah, 46 to nothing at, at, uh, in the first game uh, or week, last week before halftime. So, uh, so you know, he was, uh, you, know, they, you know, they were up, and, and uh, they really haven't been challenged. I don't know if this quarterback, you know, he's a sophomore. This is his third year starting, so he started on this team as an eighth grader. And unlike the team we played last week who were celebrating their 100th year uh, of football, they're celebrating their fourth year of football. So be an interesting matchup all the way, see if they got the horses to go the distance with Elder Panthers and see if Elder has enough speed to keep up with what they have to offer. 
You know, Doug Ramsey had mentioned that there's probably a handful of players on this team that possibly could play in the NFL, and obviously many that will be playing on Saturday on some major teams, one going to Clemson, of course. We're going to talk more about this in the second segment of our show, but it's going to be an interesting game out here at Elder. There's uh, obviously... there's not going to be a lot of fans for their team driving all the way up. Uh, there's some that flew up to watch their, their kids play. But there are plenty of seats. Uh, come on out and enjoy the night here at the pit at Elder. Uh, it'll be a, a great game. But, guys, uh, let's let's look backwards. Uh, we're coming off an exciting game, the kind of games we like on Prep Sports Radio, the ones that keep people listening to the end of the game, a overtime win, Tom. 38-31, the Elder Panthers knock off a very, very good team uh, from Indianapolis Cathedral. You're right there. Uh, Cathedral gets to play every school in the GCL South, which will be interesting. They're 1-1. One one. Uh, of course, they beat Moeller uh, the week before and then lost in overtime here to the Elder Panthers. But what Doug said at Dance Club on Tuesday was he th- Doug thought the the play of the game was when Elder was came up lethargic pretty much in the second half. They came out so-so. They weren't as crisp as they should be. But uh, Matthew Luby had third and 17 on their own side of the field and got away and ran for a first down, which kind of turned the momentum back in the favor of the Elder Panthers. And needless to say, Matthew Luby was one of the stars of the game last week uh, with, with his running uh, as well as passing. But, uh, you know, uh, he and, and uh, we're seeing more and more of Doug's son, Drew Ramsey, uh, kind of in the quasi-quarterback uh, position every once in a while. And uh, uh, he caught uh, six, a team-high six passes to Drew uh, for 38 yards, while uh, once the, the, the reliable Joe Royer, uh, five catches for 72 yards, and you have to see it again and again and again, the 11-yard touchdown pass that he caught right before halftime where Everybody at Dance Club, we're, we're trying to count how many tackles he broke as he went into the end zone. Well, it, it was a, a, a good, hard-fought win. One of those games, Tom, that when Joe Harbin starts coming back on the show and plugging in numbers, it, it's one of those games you know you have to put in the bank. You need that game if you want to play on Week 11. Uh, that's one they had to win. And, uh, you know, they're, they're one of the teams – that is not looking good right now out of the shoot in the GCL South is the Mueller Crusaders. They lost their second game uh, to Trinity. Well, second game of the year, but they lost this week, last week to Trinity, 41 to nothing. And Steve, uh, seeing a Mueller team not being able to generate any offense for the first two games, and I know that some people are saying it goes back to last year, but uh, they are, I think, playing in Lafayette, Kentucky uh, at Princeton tonight, but uh, uh, that's very uncharacteristic for a Mueller team. It is, but, you know, you got to look at Mueller in the program, too. Uh, you know, Mueller has a proud tradition going back to the 70s when they started playing football, or maybe the late 60s, but over the years they've had steady, they've gone through as many head coaches in the last six years as they did in the, probably the last 20 combined, there, there's nobody there to establish themselves, develop themselves, and develop their program. They, they've always, you know, the hallmark of their program has always been the ability to get the exceptional player. But if you don't have a way to establish that, develop it, 
and through the years, and I know I noticed there's already grumblings this early in the season uh, out on Montgomery Road on, and on some of the message boards to, you know, to oust uh, the guy that's there now and uh, move on to somebody else. But all you're going to do is provide more inconsistency. Right, right. So I think the Mueller program, they need to stick with what they have, take uh, baby steps, and move forward and get back in. They'll be back in the hunt for the GCL in no time. I know elder grad Tony Aceto is a, a defensive coach out there, and he just said, look, they have a, one of the youngest teams say, of, yeah. of, of, of all time, Tom. Go yeah, ahead. no, go ahead. They're very young. They're playing a lot of sophomores, as I understand. And, uh, you know, at this level of competition, uh, it takes it takes talent and experience, and and if you're young and, and don't have the experience, it's going to take some time. And uh, you know, unfortunately for Moeller and the GCL South, you know that's what they're up against in, in a very tough and challenging 2019. Of course, St. X Bombers last week knocked off Colerain 21 to 14. Tonight they travel uh, to Northern Indiana, playing Mishawaka or playing in Mishawaka, Indiana, playing Penn. And uh, the the bombers uh, are leading the uh, division region four division one Harbin points and uh, bombers look like things are clicking for them. But the team that really jumps off uh, had kind of a subpar season. Tom, your Lasalle Lancers, uh, you know they they had a big win last week, uh, knocking off Mason thirty one to seven. And that I mean that's a huge test for a division two school. And uh, they play a team from Mansfield, Massachusetts, I guess, tonight. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the Lancers seem to have uh, all things clicking. Yeah, they do, Mark and Steve. Uh, and that was a week after they uh, took care of Lakota West and Tom Bolden, the new head coach, out there 31-7. to uh, But LaSalle's defense, first shutout for them this season and the uh, second uh, road win against a GC, GMC opponent last week. Uh, and it seems like they're... They have a, a junior quarterback named Zach uh, Branham uh, making only his second varsity start, and he was 14 for 19, 126 yards and two touchdowns, while also running 12 times for th- 133 yards and another touchdown. And when you can have a quarterback that can both run and pass, like Elder is so blessed to have this year and pre- previous years, uh, it's going to bode well for you and your and your record. Well, guys, the Bonanza, the GMC teams are all coming together and start, start playing play, league play tonight and wow you know, we'll be looking at some of those games tonight uh, any key one steve that you have your eye on two and two uh or two and oh princeton versus uh two and oh sycamore tonight uh the uh leading passer in the gmc andrew fair out of sycamore is, is uh gonna take on a, a very tough princeton defense so that's gonna be excuse me the game within the game there and, and we'll, we'll be watching that game. Uh, and of course, Princeton's got a ton of Division One recruits as well. Um, I'm sorry, my voice just kind of went away here. Yeah. Um, Wyoming at Mount Healthy is going to be a good game, lower level, but Wyoming is, is two and zero on the year, and uh, they have uh, the quarterback uh, going to uh, my alma mater, UC Evan Prater. Uh, he had nine, uh, has nine touchdowns thrown this year already. Uh, so he, he's. Uh, you know, phenomenal, and the Cowboys of Wyoming want to continue their 33-game regular winning streak. So that's going to be something to, to watch, and we'll talk about that in the post-game show tonight. And one game in Northern Kentucky, guys, that Elder would have some interest in, and it's hosting Boone County. Uh, Elder's going to face Ryle here at the pit uh, in a few weeks. So uh, always looking at Harbin points. Uh, 
and both teams come in at two and one. Uh, Boone County's best re- best record since 2011, and they're looking to snap an eight-game losing streak uh, against the Raiders of Ryle. So uh, Ryle had a big win last week, uh, and uh, they lost in the first week, 37 to nothing to Cuffcath, uh, but they beat. Uh, I think it was Connor last week. But anyway, a good game. And if you're interested in Harbins, it's good to, to keep an eye out for the score that we're going to provide at half, Steve, and after the game. All right. And, uh, of course, uh, we will be providing all those scores and so much other things coming to you live from La Rosa's on Boudinot following the game, Prep Sports Radio Game Night. Uh, we'll have uh, a little special guest, uh, Mark Meinhardt's coming out. Big Sophie's Angel Runs coming up uh, the end of the month, I think the 29th, 29th of, uh, yes. on Sunday. 1 o'clock on and, Sunday. And uh, so uh, we'll be talking about that. And uh, you can uh, register at sophiesangelrun.org on that, your registration forms and all the information on that. But we'll be talking uh, to Mark uh, and and about that race at La Rosa's on Boudinot. Well, we're going to take a time out here. It's Elder. It's uh, Clearwater Academy tonight at the pit, and we'll talk about that game in detail when we come back on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. We're proud to support Elder football and just as proud to provide outstanding orthopedic care to all Panther athletes and their friends and families throughout the West Side. If you have an injury, we can help. For your sports medicine needs from the simple to the complex, we're at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Take care for Joseph Toyota Clarence event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a seventeen fifty rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. josephtoyota.com. With the Sacred Heart Radio app on your phone, Sacred Heart Radio goes wherever you go. For Android devices, search the Google Play Store for Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Install. For iPhone, go to the App Store and search Sacred Heart Radio Sunrise and click Get. And then you've got Sacred Heart Radio everywhere. And it is a Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show. We're live at the pit at Elder, where tonight the Elder Panthers take on Clearwater Academy out of Clearwater, Florida. And it's funny, when I was setting up for the post-game show, uh, our old buddy Perry was saying, why do you guys always play teams from out of town? I said, Perry, it's very complicated, but uh, the the Harbin computer system, it it forces teams to play chess with their schedule. And they're trying to work themselves in, so if you can't get teams locally to play, you got to pay teams to come in here, and that's what's happening tonight. And this is going to be a good one, boys. This is going to be one. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch and uh, see how Elder handles this challenge. Yeah, as they say, this is going to be a good old good one. They got a lot of Division One players that have already committed or are being recruited by multiple schools, and that includes uh, their wide receiver 
I'm not quite sure on the pronunciation. Adjo, Adjo, who's a 6'3", 2'10", commit to Clemson. And uh, reading uh, some things in the Tampa Bay papers this week, basically the quarterback, uh, Luke Stanzani, just throws the ball up and, and uh, as you climbs the ladder to get the ball so a lot of it's just jump ball time so uh, you know that's what he expects to do is just throw it up there and get the ball they also have another guy uh, Brendan Barrow who is uh, either a junior or a senior depending on the two different rosters I was looking at he's a 5'8 175 pound running back he runs a legitimate 4440 and he just flies so the elder's gonna have to contend with, with speed as well they uh, run pretty much uh, pro style offense and uh, they, they come at you fairly vanilla on defense a little bit of man to man they got a lot of two-way players uh, so you know, it's gonna be an interesting game and uh, not only are receivers and and uh, and, and uh, running backs being recruited but they have uh, three defensive uh, linemen that, that are uh, looking at uh, division one offers they have a one one commit to Indiana so it's going to be their strong defensive line against the elders d1 uh, committed uh, offensive line so that's going to be an interesting matchup there as well so it's going to be an interesting game for the Knights tonight to see if they have the horses to do it I think gentlemen just looking at the keys to the game uh, for the Knights if I, if I can yeah, again this is the third week in row travel is an issue I, I think they need to adjust to the setting uh, they didn't put their uh, uniforms on until about 15 minutes ago they were out there just kind of clowning around they were out on the field since 5:30, and uh, just put the uniforms on and, and uh, there's a, pretty much as loose as a bunch as you can get so they had they just went in and out of the locker room a little bit ago and I, I think they need to sustain drives just the lightning fast quick strikes that they're going to be able to, to accomplish with their speed I don't think are going to last the whole game because the elders going to keep coming at them and uh, Tom one of the things that, that might be stealing your thunder but one of the things that, that uh, Doug Ramsey said on Tuesday night was they may have played a lot of teams but they haven't been smashed in the mouth every play and he said that's my, my challenge to the team is we want to be smashing them in the mouth every play so whether they can stand up to, to that storm every play of the game every snap of the ball all the way through the fourth quarter is what they're going to have to do and usual all phases whole game they, they need to be pretty clean on all phases of the game I, I think if they get behind early they're going to start panicking and uh, it, could, it could be bad Tom uh Reading and enduring research for on this team, uh, and I know Doug mentioned this uh, in the press that uh, it's very difficult to try to analyze what this team's up. Now they're they're trying to emulate that IMG Academy, which is a huge, you know, football player mill in Florida. And you look at the top 100 players in the state of Florida. There's a lot of the guys on this team on there, but they're way down the list. I mean, a lot of the Florida, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas and IMG. There's a lot of schools. So they're getting their feet wet. They got some great, great players that are kind of falling under the radar. So uh, I, I think what 
Doug needs to do is, you know, if, if they score quick, just keep keep at it and uh, play team football. And let's it's going to be a, a long game. Don't get frustrated if, if things get out of hand early on. Yeah, well, that's all true. And, and Steve, great work done by you on, on the team coming uh, up from Clearwater, Florida. Uh, I did a little bit. They're, they're a Division Seven school, and you can consider them like an AAU program, like both you guys were talking about. Uh, if you look at every name on that roster, it probably has the, the letters A-T-H right after them, meaning they're, ath- they're an athlete. Uh, so they only have 35 players on the roster. 12 are going to D1, like you said, Steve. Uh, four on the D-line. And uh, Doug mentioned on Tuesday that he compares this game tonight to two previous games. One goes way back to 2007 when uh, Elder beat Charlotte Independence out of North Carolina when they beat their 90-game or 110-game winning streak. Elder won 41-34 to in overtime. And then the second game that Doug refer- referenced a comparison to was in right here at the pit in 2015 when DePaul Catholic got to Chicago very offensive-minded team. Elder won that classic 35-34 to 34 in overtime at here at the pit. So as you both you guys were saying, it's going to be a track meet out there. The thing that concerns me a little bit is Elder's defensive line is a little bit undersized, and then who knows about Elder's secondary uh, with the defensive backs going against, you know, quick and tall and fast guys. It'll just be interesting to see. Mark, I love what you said a few minutes ago about it's, a, it's going to be – uh, an I mentality, meaning the Clearwater Academy, Academy Knights, it's all about individual stats and things versus the cohesiveness that we've talked for years and years and years about Elder and what right. the GCL South is all about. So I think Doug and company are going to hone in on that cohesiveness, that team concept. Let's play as a team. And like you said, Steve, I, I am going to mention Smash, Smash Mouth because Doug did say that. This team that Elder's playing tonight, they've never been smash-mouthed before yet this year. They've been playing against JV-type teams, and that's why they're winning 60 to nothing and 56 to 6. So and they've never played in a venue like the, like the pit. They've never played in front of thousands of people. So you just don't know how that's going to react to these young men coming up from Clearwater. But whatever it is, the Panthers should take advantage of it. And so if we can quickly get into a keys, Elder needs to come off early and off, and they need to get a quick lead. And, and see if they're going to, you know, quote, we're better than you mentality. Show us and prove it because I think they're every bit as talented on the other side of the ball as Elder is. Uh, Elder's 12th man is going to be really important. Doug mentioned on Tuesday how loud the cheering block was last week, and I mentioned it as well. It was really loud, and I think that's going to help the team uh, in getting that 12th man. And then the final point, it's really not – the game related but it's an outgrowth of that game and it's with the Harbin points since this is a division seven school there's going to be very limited Harbin points to be had even if Elder would win same way on the other side it's very limited points that they're going to lose although they're only playing a five game schedule is Clearwater they play five games and this is game three so their season's more than halfway done after tonight so they're like an AAU team It'll be interesting to see uh, Elder keep their pressure uh, under control and and see if they can come out with a win. All right. Why don't we uh, switch down on the field where our Len Harvey is with head coach Doug Ramsey and get his take on tonight's game. Len?
I see at the end of the game, were you thinking of going for it? Um, yeah, I mean, we, 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 Sam hasn't had a chance this year yet in a, in a pressure situation. And, you know, uh, you know, in hindsight, uh, I'm really glad we did it, you know, because now I think it gives him a, a great amount of confidence, um, you know, it gives me confidence in him and. You know, if we need three, we know we can send him out there and get it done. Yeah, I mean, a 33-yarder is a risk, but you know what? It worked out great and a big win. Uh, tremendous, tremendous job. A couple of picks by Matthew Luby last week, but he continues to still play well. Quarterback, uh, five touchdowns rushing already. Yeah, yeah, he's playing well. You know, and the first the first pick was a, was a tip ball. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he's playing well. He's throwing it well, but, you know, running really well. And he's just doing good things for us. And he's a tough guy to have to defend. Now, Joe Royer uh, was able to run over a few people on that touchdown. It was pretty much all him, 15 yards into the end zone. Yeah, you know, and we, we know. Joe, Joe's a very talented player. And, you know, you just want to get his hands on the ball when you can. And, and uh, you know something's going to happen when he does. So what are the keys for tonight's game? Very athletic team. Yeah, very athletic. we we got to limit the big plays, you know, um, and then we've got to be able to block them up front. They're very good uh, with their defensive line, you know, but it, we, we got to make them drive the field. I think it's the kind of team that's so used to scoring in one, two, three-play drives that, you know, we got to get them in situations where it's third and long and, and make them have to, you know, have a, uh, have, a, have a tough down, you know what I mean? And so, so I think that's the real key. It looks like a lot of athletic players on this team. What should we look for from from Clearwater tonight? Well, uh, offensively, they, they like to run the ball a lot, but you know they've got some really good receivers. I mean, one kid's committed to Clemson, you know, so you know they've got they got some some skilled receivers, but uh, they, they 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 really want to run a lot of a lot of RPOs. So if you're coming down and run game too fast, they're going to throw the ball over your head. And defensively, they're very simple. You know, it's a it's a four down and. They don't blitz a ton, and um, they just say, you know, I, I think their their mentalities were better than you, and 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 we're going to stop you. Have, you. have you looked on, you know, any film? Uh, obviously, you looked a little bit on film, but uh, you've seen them before. Oh yeah, yeah, we've got their two games that they played, and they uh, they had runaway games, you know, wow, sixty-six to seven and forty-something to nothing, whatever. So. Um, so, yeah, they're capable of putting a lot of points on the board. And, and you look at last week's game, that's going to help this team tonight after a great win in overtime last week, confidence-wise. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, we played a good team last week and went toe-to-toe and, and found a way in the end to, you know, stop them to, to a field goal and go down and match that field goal and get the win in overtime. So, yeah, those, those are things you always build off of. Well, great. Thanks, Coach, and uh, good luck tonight. You are listening to the Mercy Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine pregame show on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace, and they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. 
and your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Sometimes we take electricity for granted. I think we forget about the safety of our home's electrical wiring. There's a home electrical fire in America every eight minutes, which is why Cooper Electric has a home electrical test called Current Safe. They test for faulty wiring, failing components, hidden fire hazards. Cooper Electric's Current Safe will help reduce the risk of fire and eliminate shock hazards. And Current Safe is the best test after a lightning strike. Cooper makes it easy. They offer an in-home consultation. And they won a Super Service Award in 2011. You'll be impressed. Cooper Electric, 513-271-5000. Schedule your home to be current safe. When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. This is Bill Hemmer, Fox News Channel, Elder Class of 83. No one forgets their first time in the pit, and neither do I. And today, with technology, I can catch every Elder football game, no matter where in the world the news takes me. The Prep Sports Radio Network and ehsports.com. Altiora and go Panthers. I am Father Larry Tharp, pastor of Sacred Heart in Fairfield. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Hoding Realtors, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Red Wing Shoes, La Rosa's Pizza, Jim Collins Auto Body, the wealth management team of Adam Schoester, Rosart Pharmacy, Skyline Chili, the Underground Sports Shop, Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, Wardway Fuels and Grills, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Robert Jones Plumbing, Cooper Electric, and Schmidt Heating and Cooling. And now, let's go down on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bangle. Good Friday evening and welcome to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. I'm Len Harvey along with Phil Bangle. Tonight's week three of the high school football season. We're at the pit. On this Friday the 13th for the Prep Sports Radio Network, Kelsey Chevrolet, Elder Panther Game of the Week, live around Cincinnati. You're hearing us on Sacred Heart Radio and around the world at ehsports.com. Tonight the Panthers take on the Clearwater Academy Knights from Florida. Elder comes in 2-0 with a 38-31 win last week. And tonight, keys to the game is going to be the athletes of Clearwater. Tonight's Wardway Fuels game time temperature is 90 degrees, and we're off 
as Connor Eamon kicks it off going from left to right and getting up now for Clearwater Academy up to about the 28-yard line. And that was Austin Minot will get the carry there. At Woodway Fuels is providing heating, oil, and propane for the home and business needs. Gas grills and pool supplies are also available, including parts and service. Again, 90 degrees at kickoff. Phil Bengal a little, uh, little warm tonight on a Friday night on the 13th of September. Yeah, it uh, kind of reminds me of some of those games we've had in the past years against Eds and Ignatius yeah. right now. But there's a nice breeze. It's starting to cool off down the field. I think everything will be business as usual. A white and uh, with silver numbers for the Knights and the white helmets and the white pants. Uh, Stanzani, the quarterback, and he'll give it up the middle across. And it's going to get a good run this time to the 15, to the fi- 40, to the 50, down the sidelines to the 20, the 15, the 10. And that is a touchdown for Clearwater Academy of 72 yards on the opening drive. And Brandon Barrow, I believe, on the carry. Let's see. It's tough to tell with the silver numbers, Phil. Yeah, and really with the elder defense, I mean that was just right up the middle. Elder, you know, got blocked, didn't get off their blocks. You get a hat on a hat. Brendan borrowed, you know, took that ball right up the gut uh, and, and was able to get, you know, get ahead of a head of steam, and nobody's going to catch him there. I mean, the defensive backs, big hole, able to get through. So Panthers not able to get anything. Now the interesting thing here, they're not kicking. Uh, so, you know, we'll be going for two. Um, Danzani will line up with two wide receivers off to the left side, including a Joe, a Joe who is uh, going to Clemson off to the left side. He's also got number number six in Luke Dean. And Dean, and now the fake the throw, and it is complete in the end zone for the two-point conversion. And that is, so it is 8-0 Clearwater Academy. 11.43 left in the first quarter. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder fans, Paul Cluxton here with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Thank you, Elder Nation, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. We have Kelsey Chevrolet from our family to yours. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal and quickly on one play, 72 yards, and then a two-point conversion. Clearwater has stunned the Elder Panthers. They already lead it 8 to nothing. If you're still uh, getting your ticket ripped at the gate, <laughs> you're going to come in down 8-0. It's a quick one, one play, real fast. I mean, that's kind of the emotion that Clearwater had warming up, getting into the stadium. I mean, you could tell they were ready right away, ready to come out and kind of pounce on the Panthers right now. You know, they could line up for the kick. Elders kind of watching for any sort of uh, onside or just a little pooch kick, but it looks like they're going to be kicking it deep. Brandon Barrow will kick off from right to left. The Panthers in their home purple jerseys. Set up back. Joe Royer is back. Checking out Tommy Thingman, rather. And off to the left side. They set up with Evan Vollmer. And now the kick, it's just a line drive. The up back taken by Connor oh, by Sanders. Sanders will take it to the 42-yard line, and that's where the Panthers will start off their first drive. Colton Sanders getting the carry on that one. So a quick drive, one play, 72 yards for Clearwater. And now Elder's going to have to answer down 8 to nothing. 
Yeah, it, and that's what it's going to be. I mean, with offense, Elder's going to have to be trying to get something to answer it right away, but you don't have to get a big play and to maybe drive it out a little bit on them, kind of wear them down because they seem to be real apt to the, the big play offense. First and 10 at the 41 for the Panthers. They go in motion. They've got Royer to the wide left. Drew is going to actually give it up the middle to Catania, the 45-yard line, and Luby uh, give the carry. So... Catania carries to for a couple on first down. Yeah, get a little push up front. Not not much kind of picking up, you know, where they were cathedral running game wise. You know, like to see a little bit more coming out of it uh, as best they can. But, you know, I'll take that on first down, getting a little bit of a positive push. I'll set up now with the second down and seven at the 45 with two wide receivers to the left, including Drew Ramsey and Royer out to the left. They've got Postal to the right side. Shotgun formation for Luby. Setting up in the backfield. They give to Catania up the middle 45. He's out to the 49 and maybe the 50-yard line. A gain of five. It'll be third down and two coming up. Tonight's game brought to you by La Rosa's. Makes it easy to order your favorite pizza on the smartphone or tablet. Go to La Rosa's to order online or download our mobile app at larosas.com. And Ludovic Chauvet was the one that scored the touchdown on a 72-yard run up the middle for Clearwater. A third and two at the 50. Elder down eight to nothing. Two wide receivers to the right. Now they go Vollmer in motion to the left side. Now setting up Luby, looking to call the play with Royer wide to the left with those two wide receivers. And now they give up the middle to Catania. 45. He's into Clearwater territory. And a first down for the Panthers. That time getting some good push on the offensive line. Yeah, nice hole on the left side, able to get over to the tackle and then have some room to, to work once you got to that next level to DBs. So that's the off- that's the running offense that the Panthers should have every down with the horses they got up front, and that should just be pretty easy behind James, Kandra, Berger, Beckenhop, and Smith. Set up now with 9.55 to go. Two wide receivers to the right side. Now the fake, the roll to the right for Luby. The throw is complete to Royer at the 35, and he's out to the 32. It's actually Drew Postal to the 32-yard line, and a first and 10 again for the Panthers there to set up. So the Panthers moving the ball a little bit slower, but they move the ball well. Yeah, and that's all you got to do at this point. And in fact, I would rather see Elder have a nice, slow, methodical drive, take the wind out of their sails a little bit over there on the Clearwater sideline, make them you know sit through a defensive possession so that their offense doesn't just keep riding on that momentum. Set up a first and 10 at the Clearwater 32. Two wide receivers to the left side and one to the right. Shotgun formation for Luby. The give to Catania. Catania is going to be taken back at the 35-yard line. A loss of three on the play. Tackle on the play by Ahim Mesador, number 11. Yeah, six foot three, 255 pounds uh, getting through the line. I mean, that's a pretty good matchup there uh, on that on that right side of the line for Beckenhop. Uh, at Berger and Smith right now. Set up a second and 12 at the 34. Just joining us, 8.55 remaining in the first quarter. Clearwater on top, 8 to nothing. Two wide receivers to the left and one to the right side. Shotgun formation. This time it's Drew Ramsey. Ramsey gives, he's going to keep it himself. He gets across the 35 to the 32-yard line. Picks up about two, but it's going to be a long third down coming up. Tonight's game brought to you by Cole Banker, West Shell. Uh, they're two strong names you can trust when marketing or buying a home, and they're proud to continue servicing the west side and the elder community. Caldwell Banker West Shell at 922-9400 to visit them at cbws.com. So a big third down already, Phil. Yeah, back to the line of scrimmage for the Panthers. 
It'll be at the 32-yard line, 8.15 remaining in the, in the opening quarter. 8-0 Clearwater Academy with the lead. A 72-yard touchdown run, and the two-point conversion was good. So they'll have three wide receivers, the Panthers, due to the right side of this third and ten from the 32. Luby rolling left, throwing it outside left, up top. It is complete. Oh, incomplete. A flag is down, though. And the, and that postal drew the interference there on the left side. So we saw that a lot last week where Postal made some of those plays where he, he had his back, he would get his defenders back to, to Luby and then just go make a jump ball play. Luby did a good job of making that read, getting up to the line of scrimmage, kind of drawing his guy to turn his head run, and then he had to just face face the defender. So an easy flag, the Panthers move. Uh, Berger lost his helmet, I think, on that one. So I think he had to come off the field. I think that's who it was. Uh, so they might have a, a replacement on the line. I can't see right now in the huddle. First and ten at the 17-yard line for the Panthers. Down eight to nothing. 7:58 remaining in the opening quarter. Three wide receivers off to the right for the Panthers. And setting up now is Luby. They go in motion with Volmer to the left side. Catania in the backfield. Now the tight end. It goes in motion as well. Setting up now and now looking left and throwing to Royer. Complete inside the ten to about the nine-yard line. A gain of eight on first down. It'll be second down and two coming up for the Panthers, but Royer again is kind of like that blanket, you know, security blanket for it. Yeah, quick fake running up the middle to Catania and then just throw a quick pass uh, to Royer. We see that he has good hands. You know, last weekend about this area, Royer had that big uh, catch where he rumbled and, and stumbled into the end zone, taking out a few guys, so we know he has that big playability. Second and one from the eight, seven twenty-five in the first quarter. Elder moving the ball well. Left side is looking now, give to Catania. Catania inside the five, and he pushes upside to about the three, maybe the two, and a first down for the Panthers and goal with seven seventeen remaining in the opening quarter, down eight to nothing. The 2009 Sophie's Angel run will be taking place on Sunday, September 29th, and now is the time to register for this 5K run walk by going to sophiesangelrun.org. That's uh, sophiesangelrun.org, the race in honor of Sophie Grace Meinhardt providing funding to Children's Medical Center and Educational Sponsorships, a great event for the entire family. 6.55 remaining, a first down and goal for the Panthers here in the first quarter. Two odd receivers to the right, setting up with two to the left. Catania in the backfield, shotgun, Luby. The fake to Catania. The throw is complete. Oh, he dropped it in the end zone. Oh, almost. It was looked like uh, Royer that time had it and had it off his hands. Yeah, defensive back in coverage just had him blanketed, was able to make a play as the ball came in. Good, clean play. Uh, but Elder going to try to go for the quick hitter, just sitting there on the two-yard line. So second down, you know, he go ahead and, and do it again and take another run at it. Second down and goal. The ball spotted at the two-yard line. 6.41 remaining in the opening quarter. Clearwater Academy, if you're just joining us, scored on their opening drive. Their first play, a 72-yard touchdown run. Ludovic Shoyet uh, with that touchdown. Second and two now from the two. Setting up, looking, and the fake, the run up the middle, and the end zone. Touchdown, Catania. A touchdown, and it's 8-6 pending. The extra point for the Panthers. It has just another one. just went off to the left side. Tiny able to find the hole. He did a good job being patient, moving his hips, getting through. So the Panthers are going to be able to, you know, answer the call, and they're going to bring out Sam Harmeyer out here to kick Tommy Thamen to hold. And then Nathan Evans going to be on the snap. 6.38 remaining. The Panthers trailing 8-6, to six, penning this extra point. Harmeyer with Thamen to hold. Now the snap. 
The kick is up, and this one is good. So with 6.38 remaining in the first quarter, it's Clearwater Academy 8, Elder Panthers 7. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Skyline Chili, before or after a game, is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambrinides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue and Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last, it's Skyline time. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey along with Phil Bengal. It is 8-7, Clearwater Academy with the lead. The Panthers score on a two-yard touchdown run by Joseph Catania. Uh, that made it 8-7, a 72-yard touchdown run by Lud- Ludovic Shoket. That's easy for me to say, Shoket. With a 72-yard touchdown run and the two-point conversion. It'll be Connor Amen to kick off from left to right. Setting up back deep, a Joe, a Joe. And now the kick by Amen is going to be a high kick and into the end zone, and he's going to be there. It'll set up at the 20-yard line. It was Luke Dean with the reception in the end zone, and they will start at their own 20-yard line. But 8-7, to seven, Panthers do a good job of going back down. Yeah, able to answer right away, but now we got to see what adjustments the defense made on the sideline. That, you know, Len, that's going to be the key as to their success on this drive. What are they going to do differently so that those big plays aren't happening? Setting up now. One Williams in the backfield, two. They set up now with the quarterback is Stanzani. Two wide receivers off to the right side and one, make that two now, to the left side. 6.37 remaining in the opening quarter. Stanzani throws. It is complete across, and it is complete to the 25-yard line. Catch by a Joe Joe. And there is a penalty flag in the backfield, so we'll see what they mark this off as. That was actually one Williams on the catch for For Clearwater Academy. It's going to go on Clearwater Academy. So the Panthers get a break on that one with 6.30 to go here in the opening quarter. If your corporate casual company uniforms are getting a bit dated, it's your team's coach shirts worn out. We'll contact Sean Mason at the Underground Sports Shop. Shirts, caps, coats, whatever you need, your company logo customized on the newest style items. Visit undergroundsportshops.com or 513-751-1662. Underground Sports Shops, your official provider of the Prep Sports Radio Network. First and 10 at the 20-yard line. Actually, they move it back. They're actually at the 8-yard line. So setting up a first and 22 now. Two wide receivers off to the left. They go down to the center of the field. Uh, it is incomplete. A good play by Bartley Thomas to knock it away. Intended for a Joe Joe. Yeah, he had a step on him, was in front of him. Ball was over, underthrown. Uh, he was able to make a play and get a nice tip on it. So, you know, coming after that personal foul penalty that backs them up after having pretty good field position from the 20 from the 8, they try to go deep and score quick. But they are going to the line pretty fast to run their plays. Second down at 22 from the 20. 6.24 remaining, 8-7. They lead it. And now the give to the right side. That's off to Brandon Barrow. Barrow going to the sidelines. And he gets to about the 19, maybe the 18-yard line. 
So barely gets back uh, to the original. It'll be it'll be a third down coming up for Clearwater Academy. It's yeah, in Purdue. Nick Seeger uh, over there in that action for the Panthers, just able to run it out. But here's the third down. We saw that they have big playability, so no down and distance is really out of their reach. Third and 14 from the 16. Three wide receivers to the right, one to the left, and a Joe a Joe, looking. Stands out. He's going to run it. No, he's looking to the right side, going to throw. It's incomplete, almost intercepted by Tommy Thamen, and he would have took it to the house. Yeah, Tommy Thamen saw pay dirt, and he dropped that one. I also don't know if he really thought it was coming to him. Uh, the Panthers did a good job in pursuit and, and caused the quarterback to get flushed, and he threw a ball that I don't think he saw Tommy, uh, and Tommy gets his hands on it, but they're going to be going for it here on fourth down once they get lined up. Fourth and 14 from their own 16-yard line. Probably be a pooch kick here. We'll see what they do. But he's also the punter at times. Luca Stanzani, the quarterback, for the fourth and 14 from the 16. Looking, and he is going to kick it, and he does. It's a line drive kick. Bounces at the 50, 40, 35, and it's going to take a Clearwater bounce to the to about the 29-yard line. So the Panthers will have the football at their own 29-yard line, trailing 8-7. to seven. And Phil, after that big first drive for Clearwater with the one play, 72 yards, that was a big stop. Now only down 8-7. to seven. Yeah, I mean, looking at the stats coming out, they got 80 yards, you know, off of two attempts, um, off of those big runs. They got, that, that, that's it. And one of those was, you know, over 70 yards for the touchdown. So Elder's defense did a great job holding them right there. But now the Panthers could be on a 30. So let's see what their offense can do. I like the last drive, mixing it up, giving Catania the ball and letting him get some of those runs off of the left side. First and 10, they marked it at the 30-yard line. So two wide receivers to the left side. Now looking is Luby going to run it himself, and he gets back to the line of scrimmage. And that's going to be just about it. Uh, tackle on that one. Uh, by number 14, Javarius Wilson for Clearwater Academy. Only going with 35 players, Phil, which uh, back and forth in this heat. They're used to it in Florida, but still 35 players in this heat. And surprisingly, not a lot of their guys go back and forth. So this isn't like uh, the old days. Uh, sometimes I remember when Highlands would come yeah. in here, and it was like every starter on offense was also a starter on defense. Uh, they have a few guys that, that do that, but some of them, but still. It is. A warm night, you know, that can definitely drag on you, plus the travel. Exactly. Setting up a first down, a second down at nine from the 31. Is Luby going to run it across the 30, 35, and he's out to the 38-yard line before he's tackled on the play by Shakespeare. And that kind of looks like, you know, going back to the Gahanna game, Panthers like that draw because they, they just saw how their linebackers were covering it and bailing out. And I think right now Elder's kind of keying in on that, figuring it out offensively. Coach Doug Ramsey uh, trying to see what works best. And that, I mean, that, that was easy to, to pick those yards up. Third and two. They spotted at the 38-yard line. 440 remaining in the opening quarter. One wide receiver to the left now. And they go with one to the right. Now two to the left side. Shotgun formation for Luby up the middle is Catania across the 40 to the 41-yard line. A gain of three, and that is a first down for the Elder Panthers. Down eight to seven here, but they're moving the football a little bit at a time, and that's fine with them. Yeah, that was easy. That was easy. That's the old, uh, you know, what, a couple of yards, a cloud of dust. Yeah. You know, kind of, I mean, that's the kind of football right now. I mean, I guess it would be rubber pellets, but, you know, Catania right there just picked up the first down, got hit once he got past the markers, but still picks up those three yards just as they need. 
First and 10 from the 41-yard line for the Panthers. Shotgun for Luby. In motion goes Ramsey to the right, looking to throw to the right. Throws it complete to Royer at the 45-yard line before he's taken down on the play. So Joe Royer gets the uh, play, and it was tackled by Stephanie Martin Shashimbi. Great protection by the offensive line, Matthew Luby. Able to be patient and get that ball out there. And right now they're not putting anybody directly on Royer, trying to get two guys on him. But, I mean, unless you can throw somebody on him who's about six foot five, he's going to win every one of those those jump balls. Big play there, a first and ten now for the Panthers at the 45. Vollmer goes in motion, now lines up as a, a running back to the right. Now give to him, and it's Vollmer. Vollmer in the side of the 40 to the 37-yard line. So Evan Vollmer gets a carry on that one. Just a quick little, little shelf pass up, up the middle. Yeah, that's uh, actually a forward pass, so they'll get uh, credit yeah. for the reception. He almost, yeah. and he almost got caught up at the offense line, but Vollmer kind of squeezed out of a tackle. He was able to get past the up front. They got big, you know, a couple of big offensive linemen in there, number 75, Tyrell Lawrence, 6'7", 360, and I don't think he's going to keep up with uh, Vollmer. Second and two from the 37. They go Catania in the backfield, now too wide to the left. They'll give to Catania up the middle inside the 30. And he's inside to about the 27-yard line. A gain of 10 and a first down for the Panthers as they continue to move the football. And the Panthers are going to go to the line quick here. I think they they like what they see. And we're going to get a little uh, measurement here. They're going to move the chain. So Panthers getting a first and 10 at the 27-yard line of Clearwater Academy. Trailing 8-7 to here with 2.56 remaining. For over 30 years, Prep Sports has been around. Cooper Electric has been a proud sponsor the entire time. Reliable courtesy and quality is the hallmark of Cooper Electric's business. Upgrades to your home or business or to the efficient LEDs or elaborate changes and remodels. And you can contact Cooper Electric President and Elder Grad, Greg Hyland at 513-271-5000. First and 10 at the 27. The clock runs at 2.30 left in the first quarter. Three wide to the right side. They look, and now the pass complete to Vollmer inside the 25. He's out to about the 20, 19-yard line, and he's out of bounds. So a first down for the Panthers. It will close. It'll be a second and one probably coming up. Yeah, and that last one, Elder wanted to go to the line quick, but they had to actually take a Clearwater player off the field, not for injury. An official took him over. So I'm not sure what that was about. Um, but it, So that's what slowed down their offense on that last one like we said we said they wanted to go quick but obviously that play took a while to get in second down and one from the 19 yard line two wide receivers off to the left volmer and royer wide to the left catania goes in motion luby shotgun formation he's got the set and the give to catania inside the 15 now and catania gets to about the 12 yard line for a first down for the panthers they continue to be able to get those four and five and six yard gains yeah i'm loving this i mean they just the trenches are just absolutely owned by those five guys up front right now they set up now with a first down to Catania again inside the 15 to the 10. We got a bunch of flags down on the play. So Catania gets the carry again with 2.06 to play here in the opening quarter. Lots of flags down, and we'll see what we get here. Tonight's game brought to you by the Cincinnati Cyclones. New head coach Matt Thomas had his team total the highest points in Cyclones history. The, the Cyclones' aggressive and fast style of play will have you sitting on the edge of your seat. Season tickets or single game tickets on sale now. You can view the schedule at CyclonesHockey.com. Cyclones Hockey, it's more than just a game. There's a face mask on the play, so the Panthers will have a first down and goal at the three-yard line. So a big play here. Another big drive, down 8-7, to seven, a minute 52 remaining. 
in the first quarter. Two wide receivers to the left and one to the right. Shotgun for Luby. Luby looks, gives to Catania in the end zone for the touchdown. Touchdown number two for Joseph Catania. This time from three yards out. And the Panthers have a 13-8 lead pending the extra point. I wouldn't mind going back and seeing the film uh, on that little series because I think they just ran that same play about three, four times in a row. It's the same one. They just kept running and going right there on that left side between James and Kendra, and they were doing a great job blocking. So we got, again, it's, it's Evans and Thamen and Harmeyer for the extra. Setting up now with Thamen to hold, as you mentioned. Here comes the snap, the high snap, but the hell hold is good, and the kick is good. With a minute 45 remaining at quarter number one, it's the Elder Panthers 14 and Clearwater Academy Knights 8. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal back at the pit here at Elder High School on Friday the 13th. Phil Triscadecophobia. And what is that, sir? The fear of the number 13. Apparently was, Elder is not fearing that right now. No, I, they I got thought 14. that was one of those fear of big words. <laughs> Try spelling that as well. Uh, the Panthers have a 14-8 lead, setting up Connor Amon to kick off from left to right. To the Knights, and now we'll set up, and it'll be into the end zone, over the head, over the head that time of Cody Michaels, and that uh, will give the Knights their first down at the 20-yard line. If you're not, if you're feeling good and hungry, then it's no, it's Skyline time. There's no better West Side tradition than the Skyline Chili before or after the game. Skyline Chili on Delhi Pike, Harrison Avenue in Denton, or Glenway Avenue across from Pep Boys. Skyline Chili. First down at 10 at the 20-yard line with a minute 45 remaining in the opening quarter. The Panthers on top 14-8. to Stanzani, the quarterback, setting up with two wide receivers to the right and the left. Now they give up the middle, this time again uh, across the 25 to the 29-yard line, and that was uh, Lud- Ludovic Jovic uh, who got the uh, carry. And I think that on the stop for the Panthers, numbers got a little crumpled there as wait until it came out, was Jonathan Paff chased him down. That's actually Choquette to keep uh, getting that second down and one. At the 29-yard line, stands out. He looking to throw down the field, wide open. This time, it's number seven, one Williams. He will go to the house, 71 yards for the touchdown. That, that, that right there, it wasn't necessarily so much a question of uh, so much a question of execution as far as it was just bad coverage for the Panthers. They kind of got behind the guy from from the second, so. I mean, speed was a factor there on the breakaway, but nothing that the Panthers can't make adjustments for and handle in the the future. But nice ball thrown by the quarterback, a good pass. They answer, get right back on the board, and you know they're going to go for two. So this will be the Panthers' opportunity to get a stop here in game style. Setting up now, he's got one Williams to the right side, a Joe, a Joe to the left side, stands any of the quarterback. In the backfield, he's got Barrow. Now setting up now for Stanzani on this two-point conversion 
for Clearwater Academy. They're waiting on another player. We got a flag down, and they got too much time. Might have had too many men. And it is on Clearwater Academy on the uh, two-point conversion. So tied at 14, a minute nine to play. Hoding Realtors is proud to bring you Elder Panther football. The next time you're selling your home or looking for a new one, call one of these Elder grads and Hoding team members, Brian Baisley, Steve Florian, Rick Hoding, Doug Rolfes, Mike Rolfes, or Mike Wright. Call Hoding team Realtor uh, for all of your real estate needs at 451-4800 or visit them on the web at Hoding.com. So they mark it out now. They're at the uh, 10-yard line. Setting up two to the right side and one to the left on the wide receiver side. It stands any of the quarterback. Shotgun formation. They give up the middle. The cross inside for Barrow for the two-point conversion. And that looked almost too easy, Phil. Yeah, it just blocking downfield by the Knights was really good on that play. I mean, actually, I mean, I'm kind of speechless on it. They were just hat on a hat. It looked like Elder was going to make a play. And they were able to come up and get some great blocks downfield. Um, I, right now, you know, Elder's offense can come back out, but defense, a lot of adjustments have to be made. And as far as one of the things that's hard is when you take away one thing, they got another option. You know, if you if you take away the run, they can throw the ball over the top. So it's really going to come down to at the end of this quarter, just talking to defenses. Everybody's got to got to do their assignment. Everybody has to be on, you know, exactly what they need to be doing, so that you can trust each other and trust that the scheme is going to work. Well, 16-14, Clearwater Academy, uh, two big plays, a 71-yard touchdown by one Williams on that last drive, and then a two-point conversion for Barrow, and we are 16-14, to a good one here at the pit at Elder High School, a minute nine still to go in the opening quarter. Ramsey back deep for the Panthers at the 13-yard line. Vollmer at his 20. And now looking to kick this one off from right to left for Clearwater Academy. And it's a Joe, a Joe. He's going to kick this one off. Does a little bit of kicking, too. In addition to the wide receiver and a little running back duties, it's going to be a line drive kick taken by Catania. He's going to he's going to go to the 25. He goes left side and gets to about the 28, 29-yard line before he's taken down by Brandon Barrow. Jim Collins Auto Body approaching their 50th year in business, and they've achieved this milestone of providing reliable service you can trust, turning your car back into your pride and joy. It's what you can expect at Jim Collins Auto Body, a proud sponsor of Elder Football. Right now, Elder trailing 16-14 to 14, with a minute two remaining here in the opening quarter. Panthers have a first down and 10 at their own 30-yard line. Two wide receivers to the left side and two to the right. And now we get a little movement. Could be a timeout here. Let's see if they're going to call it. Yep. Yeah, okay. we'll take a quick timeout with the score. Clearwater Academy 16, the Panthers 14 on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hoding Realtors is a proud sponsor of Elder High School Football. The professionalism, integrity, and work ethic of Hoding agents reflect the values of the elder community they serve. Whether you're selling your home or property or finding a new one, you can expect Hoding agents to go the extra yard to meet and exceed your needs. Hoding Realtors is proud to be a part of the great heritage of Western Cincinnati, where they've chosen to raise their families and serve their community for the past 25 years. Hoding Realtors, 451-4800, or on the web at Hoding.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal here at the Pitt at Elder High School. The Clearwater Academy Knights have a 16-14 lead over the Elder Panthers. Two big plays, a 72-yard touchdown run by 
Ludovic Choquette. And then they had a 71-yard touchdown pass to one Williams from Stanzani. A two-point conversion on both were good. Panthers touchdowns have been Catania from uh, three yards and two yards. First and ten at the 30-yard line. 16-14 the score with a minute two. Looking Luby throwing across to Ramsey. Across the 30. And he's out to the 33-yard line. Good tackle on the play by number 24. And that was Stephanie martin Chizimki. And the Panthers probably... They're going to take their time a little bit here. You know, right. clock's going to tick. Trailder's going to be happy to take the possession into the second quarter, so they're really in no rush here. No, they're not. With 35 seconds remaining, and the clock continues to run. Second down and six upcoming at the 34-yard line for the Panthers. Down 16-14, to 14, but a, after a couple of big plays, they're still in this game plenty. Two wide receivers off to the left and one to the right with 20 seconds remaining in the quarter. Shotgun formation. Luby looks to throw. He's got a little time. Throws. It's knocked down and then a push. But he could because it was tipped and it was incomplete. Intended for Joe Royer. Yeah, once it's tipped, you know, everybody's alive on that one. That's fine. But that was one. I tell you what, you're saying they don't want to rush and worry about going into the second half. And as soon as you drop back the pass, I got a little bit worried, you know, uh, if that was going to be a turnover. And, of course, get the tip ball from linebacker. He gets the ball up there, makes a good play was intended for Joe Royer. So the Panthers with 12 seconds here got to run at least one. Third and six from the 34. Two wide receivers off to the left side and one to the right. They set up now. Shotgun formation. Looking Luby left. Rolling to the left. Looking, throwing. He's got Royer. It's overthrown with seven seconds remaining and a fourth down coming up for the Panthers. Daughter's going to have to punt. And Just missed him, too. He had him wide open. Yeah, and they're going to bring out, uh, you know, last week, he was on the sideline, but this is going to be Dieters. Dieters going to come out. Ben Dieters can do that rugby-style punt. Uh, he can, all, I mean, he can also straight back punt, but he's probably going to be doing that rugby-style, keep them honest, and see if they're respecting it. Six seconds remaining in the quarter, fourth and six from the 34, and it's Dieters back at his 18-yard line to punt this one away. Setting up is Shakespeare back at his 20, and now the kick is a line drive to the corner inside the 30, bounces the 20 to the 15, to the 14-yard line where they finally stop the football. So a good kick to end the first quarter of play with the score. Clearwater Academy 16, the Elder Panthers 14. We'll be back with quarter number two on the Prep Sports Radio Network. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. I'm Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And while I'm proud to provide orthopedic sports medicine care to the Elder Panther athletes, I want to remind all our listeners that Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is available for youth and recreational athletes as well. If you or your loved one has an injury that's affecting your active lifestyle, we can help you get back in the game. We are conveniently located at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999, and on the web at mercy.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. One Harvey and Phil Bengal starting quarter number two. Panthers trailing at 16 to 14. Clearwater Academy. Stanzani will set up a first and 10 at their own 14 yard line. Fumbles the football. And let's see the Panthers have it at the 10 yard line. 
Number 91 looks like Brady Butler. Yeah, Brady Butler just falls Butler. right on it, so that's a quick, Butler, quick change of events for the Panthers. And Sanders announced it right away. Remember last week, Coach Ramsey said, you know, if you get a fumble uh, with David Larkins, to act like he got the at the ball, and Alder certain, certainly was celebrating that one. Yeah, fumble on the snap, and Brady Butler got the fumble recovery. And the Panthers here in the second quarter just underway with 11.57 remaining. That was uh, that was the key to that nice uh, punt by Dieters. A first and 10 at the 11-yard line for the Panthers. Three wide receivers off to the left. They go Larkin to the left side as well. Shotgun for Luby. The give to Connor Johnson. Cooper Johnson to the end zone. Touchdown. 11-yard touchdown run by Cooper Johnson. And the Elder Panthers now have a 20-16 to lead pending the extra point. 11-yard touchdown run for Cooper Johnson. Getting a little break as uh, Catania, who had 11 carries, 47 yards in the first quarter for two touchdowns. And that was just an easy one, too. I mean, right up the gut, no, not really any pushback. Good blocking, still dominating that up front for the Panthers. Back and forth here tonight, 20-16, to 16, Elder Panthers with the lead. Extra point by Harmeyer is up with the right foot, and this one is good. So with 11.53 remaining in quarter number two, it's the Panthers 21, and it's Clearwater Academy 16 on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey and Phil Bengal, the Elder Panthers, with a 21-16 lead over Clearwater Academy. It was a Cooper Johnson 11-yard touchdown run right after the fumble recovery by Brady Bullard. And that with 11.53 remaining here in quarter number two. Panthers will kick off with Connor Raymond at his 40-yard line. He'll kick a short kick this time. It's going to bounce at about the 15-yard line, taken by outside to about the 19. He crosses the 20-yard line. And finally, he is taken down across, and that was Luke Dean. And that's Sanders making the tackle. You know, for the Panthers, and it was really because great coverage got the, the runner to string that play out. So as he's slowing down, Sam's able to catch up in pursuit. 11.45 remaining here in quarter number two. Panthers have a 21-16 lead. The Knights of Clearwater will have a first and 10 at the 24-yard line. They line up left side. They've got a Joe Joe lined up wide to the left side. They've got number seven, and that is one Williams off to the right side. Here's Stanzani, the give up the middle, this time across the 25. That's about all. Sanders on the tackle with a bunch of Elder Panthers on that one. And that was a Brady, uh, excuse me, Brandon Barrow on the carry for Clearwater Academy. Defense answering after the last, you know, the last one to get a, f- a fumble, and then this one to get a nice push. Second and eight from the 26. Two wide receivers to the left for Clearwater Academy, one to the right. Shotgun for Stanzani. 
Sanzani looking, looking to throw to the left side. It's complete across to a Joe Joe to the 30. Jips over somebody to 35 to the 40. We got a flag down on the play, but what an athletic move by a Joe Joe. This one probably coming back. Yeah, this one's coming back. And let's see what they get. They got a holding on. No, you get, get a personal foul on this. I'm not sure. You're going to move it back. 15-yard penalty takes it back to the 19-yard line. So they set up now a first and 10. A second down, rather. One wide receiver off to the left and two to the right side. Second and 15. And now looking. Throwing down the field. Stands down. No one there. A little bit too far for a Joe a Joe that time. Great pressure up front with uh, Larkins, Kendra, good push, and then just the force the overthrow. And I think on the last one, now I'm going to have to go back and look in, in the rule book, but you said he jumped over a guy, and I believe that that is not a legal move in, in high school sports as far as safety. I, I could have sworn that that was something. It, the signal, I didn't get it. But I, I'll, I'll, I'll check in on that. Third and 15 from the 19-yard line across the 24-yard line. And that's going to be a fourth down coming up. Brandon Barrow with the carry for Clearwater Academy. But that'll set up the fourth down. Yeah, penalty uh, in Ohio, according to uh, Tom Kennedy, to jump over a player. It is a safety issue. Okay. You are correct, Phil Bengal. You are the Zen master there. <laughs> fourth down and 10 from the 24-yard line. They'll set up with two wide receivers to the left side, two to the right. Sanzani did this last time and wound up punting it. We'll see what we do, what they do here. Yeah, as soon as that back in the, in the field moves up to kind of protect. 10-19 remaining, looking to throw and does to a Joe. Joe, it's incomplete, and the Panthers will take over on downs, and they'll have it at the Clearwater Academy 24-yard line. Interesting move there. Yeah, well, they were going to try to run, you know, to a Joe, Joe on the outside, just a real quick pass, and then get guys pulling. Tyrell Lawrence, Tyrell Lawrence was out, and remember we said that's that six foot seven, uh, 360-pound lineman. They were going to let him be the lead blocker. I mean, that's like, you know, driving a Mack truck yeah. down the field. Uh, but he, you know, obviously got to catch the ball first. Ball was in his hands. He was already moving. It's a little behind him. Uh, it could have been a big play, but Panther defense answers huge. First and 10 at the 24. One wide receiver to the left. They move Volmer now to the left side with one to the right in Postal. The give to Cooper Johnson inside the 20. He's out to about the 16-yard line before he's tackled by Stephanie Martin to Shimby on the tackle for Clearwater Academy and the Panthers will go to the line quickly two wide left one to the right and now we got a flag down and it looks like we got some movement maybe and it might be on Clearwater Academy no, they, no. Uh, Clearwater Academy was going to have too many men on the field on a substitution because Elder went quick and then they had to burn a timeout portions of tonight's game are sponsored by Financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations. You can call them at 513 562 8304. Just some quick stats Matthew Luby, six of eight, uh, six of nine now, 57 yards. 
Uh, we've got Catania, 11 carries, 47 yards, two touchdowns. Joe Royer with two receptions for 23 yards. Stanzani is one of five for 71 for Clearwater, but he had a one, a 70-yard, one-yard touchdown to one Williams, the big play there. And uh, Ludwig Shoket with uh, four uh, carries for 88 yards, including that one 72-yard touchdown run. Yeah, and I'm looking at the stats before, Len, as you're talking to me, uh, or as you're going through the, the stat, and basically, you know, their rushing yards, they're at 94. Two of them, two, two runs were 80. Second down and two from the 16-yard line for the Panthers. The give to Cooper Johnson inside the 15 to the 10. He's at the 7-yard line. A first down for the Panthers at the 7-yard line. A first and goal as Cooper Johnson, and they rush up to the line again. Yeah, Elder likes this kind of game. Keep it going in the trenches. Two wide to the left side. The give to Cooper Johnson again. This time gets hit about the five-yard line. And that's because right now they move uh, Lawrence, our, our big number 75. They got him sitting right in front of James and Kendra. Nine and a half to play. Setting up now Cooper Johnson again. They're going to give to Luby this time. Luby inside the two and did not get in. They move him all the way back. But uh, let's see. They'll give him forward progress about the two-yard line as uh, Wesley Bailey made the tackle and a little bit more extracurricular after the play there. Yeah, no comment. Uh, Panthers, you know, got up the, about the two, Luby. So what's going on is you got Lawrence, they've moved him in front of Kendra and James because they have no answer. They've just been a, 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 just an absolute demolition machine. So now Lawrence is basically like they're pushing up against the brick wall. Uh, but Elder on that play, what they did is they let that happen and then let Luby just wait a second and find where the linebackers filled or didn't. I think you get a touchdown on this one here. Third and two from the two. Shotgun for Luby, two wide to the right side. Looking, the faking, the get to Kirk Johnson again, and Johnson gets into the end zone for the touchdown. The second touchdown of the quarter for Cooper Johnson, and the Elder Panthers now have a 27-16 lead. Yeah, not to, I mean, it is, it's just dominant on the offensive line. All of a sudden, I mean, it, it's it's nothing. I mean, if it is if it is not running right at number 75, Elder's basically doing what they want. So really happy with the progress that the offense has made since the first drive. 8.34 remaining here in quarter number two. Harmeyer add the extra point, and it is up and good. So with 8.34 remaining in quarter number two, the Elder Panthers 28 and Clearwater Academy 16 on the Prep Sports Radio Network. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. Say here for Joseph Toyota Clarence event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. JosephToyota.com. Welcome back to the Donavita broadcast booth here at Elder High School on this Friday the 13th evening. The Elder Panthers with a 28-16 lead. Lynn Harvey, Phil Bengal, and an exciting one here again. This is two weeks in a row, Phil. Really good football here at the pit. Connor Amen will go from right to left to kick this one off. Setting back is Barrow along with one Williams, or a Joe Joe rather, back deep. With 8.34 remaining here in quarter number two. Heyman's been able to put the ball at the 
end zone or better. Let's see what he does. This time it's going to be a little shorter kick taken about Byro to about the 15. Almost steps out but gets to the 20. He's going on the left side. He's trying to get up to about the 25 and does to the 28-yard line. So a very good return by Barrow to the 28-yard line for Clearwater Academy. But the Panthers with two consecutive Cooper Johnson touchdowns, one from 11 yards, one from two yards, they took a 16-14 deficit and turned it into a 28-16 lead. And another defense stop here would be big. I think if, if Elder's defense can stop this Clearwater offense that has a lot of self-confidence another time, I, I think you're going to start seeing you know some desperation moves from, from players and coaches that are trying to start making their own plays and getting out of the system, and that's exactly what Elder's defense needs. Three wide receivers off to the right to give to Stanchuk off to the 30, the 35, 40, down the sidelines. He's going to go all the way. Ludovic Choquette will be into the end zone from 72 yards out again. That is the second 72-yard touchdown of the game for Choquette. And that, just just I said, eat my own words. I mean, that, that one was easy. He just bounced it outside. There, there was, the, you know, they spread everybody out uh, to the far hash. Everybody out towards the elder sideline got the DBs out, so there's really nobody out there to provide any chase opposite field. So they're able to get a big run, and again, we're going to go for two. So let's see if the Panthers can actually get a stop on one of these. 28-22, 8-15 remaining in the second quarter. Stanzani, shotgun formation. Sets up with... One to the right side, make that two now to the right, looking, looking to throw, throws it, it is complete into the end zone. It's a Joe, a Joe for the two-point conversion. So with 8.15 remaining in quarter number two, the Panthers 28 and Clearwater Academy 24 on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal back here at the pit. It's been one touchdown after another. This time, uh, Ludovic Schoket with his second 72-yard touchdown run of the game. He has five carries, 160 yards, and two touchdowns. But the good thing is the Panthers still have the lead, 28-24. Yeah, still got the lead. And the other thing that does play into the Panthers' favor if they can have another good offensive drive is your defense has just been on the field, on the field, on the field. And now your offense comes out and scores and... 20 seconds now guess what you gotta go play defense again so uh you know that bodes well for the elder offense uh same thing for the elder offense they gotta go back onto the field but i I think they got all the confidence in the world right now they do Uh, ramsey will be back at his 20 yard line with 815 remaining here in quarter number two it's been an offensive juggernaut on both sides We'll get through all this scoring and tell you in a second, but a lot of scoring, 28-24 here in just the, the second quarter. Barrow will look to kick it off at his 40. It's a line drive kick taken by Ramsey at about the 15 to the 20, 25. He's off to uh, about the 30-yard line where the Elder Panthers will have it. 
And with 8-10 remaining here in quarter number two, the Panthers leading it 28-24. For over 114 years, the Red Wing Shoe Company of Red Wing, Minnesota, has crafted and distributed premium footwear for work and outdoor. And now with Red Wing Shoes Ultimate Fit Experience, you'll receive the state-of-the-art foot scanning, fitting, and products best suited for your work environment. Get the ultimate fit experience at one of the five Cincinnati Red Wing Shoe locations at Western Hills, Florence, Eastgate, Mason, and Tri-County. The Panthers, first and ten, they mark it at the 31. One wide to the right. They move two more to the right with Ramsey, and they set up now with Postal looking to roll, and it's it's going to be actually Luby. Luby across the 40, 45, and he's taken down at the 45-yard line by Shakespeare. Setting up there, Shakespeare Lewis on the car- on the uh, tackle there, Phil. Yeah, he come from the opposite side of the field and come down the line to make the play. So, I mean, really, Luby looked like he got through that hole pretty easy. So, my biggest takeaway right now is Elder's offensive line is dominating up front and causing this defense problems. So, we have to hope that this is going to be something that can wear this defense down and give Elder the upper hand in the, when we get into the second half. First and 10 at the 46-yard line. Larkin moves to the right side. Now looking, it's Ramsey going to keep it across the 50. He's to the 45 in a Clearwater territory at the 43-yard line. So a gain of nine, I believe, on that one. Yeah, just start the track over. Great push by the offensive line up front. Good decision by Ramsey to hold at that time. They keyed in on Luby, and then he found his lane, and they're just picking up chunks of yards. First and 10 at the Clearwater. They mark it at the 44-yard line. The Panthers have the football. From right to left, they go 28-24 with the lead. Three wide receivers off to the right. Now they roll them back, and we got two to the left side and one to the right. Shotgun, and now Luby gives to Catania across the inside the 40 to the 37-yard line, and we got a helmet lost. And they're going to set up there as uh, Mason Berger lost his helmet. Yeah, but it just uh, it looked like his helmet got ripped off, too, at the end of the play. Uh, you just got – got my, my big takeaway is you just got to keep an eye on this stuff. You can't let stuff brew because that's when stuff gets out of control. And, and you know, if it's happening now, you got to got to put the kibosh on it early or they, you have nobody, you know – I'll stop, I'll stop there. 6.55 remaining here in the second quarter. The Panthers with the lead, 28-24, second and three from the Clearwater 37. Two wide, make that three to the right side. Larkin goes in motion in front of Luby. Sets up now, give to Catania inside the 35, and he gets to about the 32-yard line, a gain of five on that one. So Catania continues to impress. As he's got, uh, I believe, 13 carries, about 59 yards uh, unofficially. Luby, 6 of 9, 57 yards through the air. You know, in the best yeah. in the best way Elder can handle that is just continue to pound them on the offensive line. I mean, just keep hitting them. Just keep hitting them and hitting them because the only reason stuff is taking place is because they haven't been physically beat like this before. First and 10 from the 33 for the Panthers. They got Ramsey in the quarterback slot this time. Two wide to the left and one to the right, including Luby. He's going to run past, and Luby's going to take the carry, look to throw, and it is complete to Royer at the 25. And he's out to the 23, fumbles it out of bounds. But the Panthers will have the football at the 22-yard line. A little taunting there. We're going to get a flag on number 11. Akeem Mazador will get a taunting Stupid. call. Not a good, not a smart play there. Absolutely juvenile right there. Play was over. Tackle happened. Ball's out of bounds. And he comes back dancing around the guy, giving him one. Great, great toss by the official right there. 
you just gotta you gotta keep that stuff under control. They're doing it. The officials, that's a great job. That's the kind of stuff that that I like to see. Like just we gotta keep we gotta keep telling these kids that this is how you you can't behave like that. So that's a big pickup for the Panthers. They're going to move it at the 10-yard line. So it would have been at the 22, but, yeah. Phil, they got it at the 10-yard line. So Right. They had the play yeah. completely sniffed out. I mean, Royer wasn't going anywhere. I mean, they get a stop, and now the Panthers first and goal. Well, I think he was just because he fumbled it out of bounds. He got excited, but you don't need to do that. Three wide receivers to the right, two to the left side. Luby setting up shotgun. He's got Larkin in front of him. Catania to the behind him. The give to Catania. Inside the 10, he spins to, the, to about the 8-yard line. Where he stacked up there, but Catania still moves the pile. Go inside on that one. He runs inside on that, picks up those yards a little bit easier. Outside, he had to work for him. And sometimes that maybe, maybe that's how, how, how Catania likes it. Maybe, you know, he, he's a big Joseph. He's kind of, well, I'm going to earn it the hard way. Absolutely. 14 carries, about 62 yards for Joseph Catania. He's got two touchdowns on the day. The Panthers a second and nine at the nine-yard line on the second down at 5.05 to play here in quarter number two, leading 28-24. to 24. Now it's Ramsey. Ramsey to give to Luby the throw, and he overthrew Vollmer. Had him open, but just that play just didn't develop very well. Yeah, now <laughs> they're just going, you know, trying to, the, what they just did before, throwing it to Royer. We're going to do the same thing. Vollmer's open, but I think Luby was moving too quickly when he went to throw that football. Just too much momentum. A little uh, air in that the, one, yeah. Phil. A little air yeah. in the football there. Tonight's game brought to you by Shore Optical. Dr. Ken Shore of Shore Optical can make your world look a whole lot more in focus. Good eyesight is a key to success in school, work, or sports. If you think your vision isn't what it should be, then let 1979 elder grad Dr. Ken Shore give you a complete examination at Shore Optical 491-0010. Third down and goal from the nine. Two wide to the right. Shotgun for Luby. Two to the left side, including Royer. Looking to throw to the left side. Complete to Ramsey. Inside the five, and he's at the two. See, they got him in. It's a touchdown. A nine-yard touchdown pass from Luby to Ramsey. And the Elder Panthers lead 34-24, to 24, pending this extra point. And hopefully everybody saw Luby is able to just sit there patiently and make his reads. I mean, that's the best part of it. The offensive line winning the run game. They're winning the, pa- the pass blocking game. So right now, I mean, that's how you dominate a football game. That is a lot of offense here in the opening half. 4.50 remaining. And Harmeyer will look to add the extra point. Setting up now with a, it'll be Heyman to hold. And now the, the, the kick is up the right foot, and this one is good. So with 4.50 remaining in quarter number two, it's Elder 35 and Clearwater Academy 24 on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Hello, I'm Father Jerry Reinersman, pastor of St. Joseph Parish in Cold Spring, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. It's Len Harvey, Phil Bengal. 
here at Elder High School at the pit. The Elder Panthers have survived two 72-yard touchdown runs on the other side, but they lead it 35-24. to Consistent offense has been the key for the Panthers. Right, and the defense has showed times of consistency, and then others, you know, the schemes, just what, what a call, it just doesn't work. You know, it almost looks like the old video game style of, well, we didn't pick that play. Uh, and, and so we've seen their defense do it. Let's hope they can get that going. Heyman's just going to kick it to the up back and fumbles it. And finally, uh, taken about the 40-yard line, that was number 25, Johari McGregor will get the carry to about the 39-yard line is where they'll finally mark the football. So Clearwater County's been very explosive. Just some uh, early stats here. Stanzani's 1 of 5 for 71 for Clearwater Academy, but it's Shoket with uh, five carries, 160 yards, and two touchdowns, but two touchdowns of 72 yards, uh, so not much on anything else. Ajoa Joe lines up wide to the left side. They've got three wide to the right side. Sanzani, the quarterback, on a first and 10 at the 40. 446 remain here in quarter number two. Sanzani, it's complete across the 45 to about the 48-yard line to Austin Manol. And Manol gets the uh, call that time. Nicholas Seeger with the tackle for the Panthers. So they just try to throw the ball on the outside, not getting those runs, you know, but look for that coming out as they can continue to get them spread. Right now, Bartley Thomas is in one-on-one coverage on the far side. Second and two, and they set it up for Choquette. And now left side, Choquette across the 50. He's out to the 46-yard line before he's taken out of bounds. Uh, Sanders was right behind him but couldn't get him. Yeah, and finally, yeah, Thomas takes him out on that side. And I think, you know, obviously our proximity to the coaching staff and they're wondering, you know, on the defensive end, who was supposed to be that outside guy? Who's got to have that contain? If you're on that end, you know, your job is that contain until the play has crossed the line of scrimmage on the other side. So you can't. Get, start sniffing inside. Three wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Sanzani on a first and ten at the 45. Loses the snap. Choquette going to step down and across the 50, and he's going to be down at uh, around the 49-yard line. So that was interesting. As uh, Again, they had to lose the snap. They already lost one snap, and Elder was able to recover it uh, as Bradley Buller recovered a fumble, which led to a touchdown for the Panthers. Now we'll set up a second down and 17-yard uh, over at the 48-yard line. Three wide receivers off to the right side. One to the left. Stanzani sets up shotgun formation. And now the give to the left side is Buller looking at the 40. And he goes to the right side, 35, 30, 25, 20. He's at the 15 to the 13-yard line before he's taken down by Sanders as Brandon Barrow gets the big carry and again the, just the big plays here for Clearwater Academy. Yeah, Sanders able to get that one but the Panthers seem like a lot of guys just on a, a, the defensive line just kind of pausing and not really shedding blocks, just kind of standing still there. He hit a gap and if guys that kind of moved left or right might have been able to get an arm on him and make a tackle. Too wide to the left side, setting up Stanzani looking to throw, looking left, now rolling right, looking to the right side, throws it is co- incomplete. Had that one intended for one Williams. Seager in coverage for the Panthers. It would have kind of helped to break that up. Good pressure up front. Kandra uh, got back in there uh, with a little bit of a push, as did uh, Joe Foles and Logan. Second down at 13 from the 13-yard line for Clearwater Academy. 35-24, the Panthers lead. 3-10 remaining in the second. Two wide to the right. Sanzani gives the, up the middle to Barrow, and Barrow's not going to get back. 
uh, he will not get back to the line of scrimmage. He'll be short of a couple there, about the 15-yard line. Carter Smith gets uh, tied up on there and uh, you know, tried to bring him down, so the Panthers hold. So we're looking at a third and ten here. We know, I mean, this is there's no kicking, so, I mean, they got two downs to get this. Third and ten from the 13. Two wide to the left side, two to the right. Shotgun for Stanzani, looking to throw. Throws it in the end zone and throws it actually into the almost the first row of the crowd. Uh, as that'll pick up, bring up a fourth down here at the 13-yard line. Yeah, I'm not sure who is going to get that. You know, Joe Joe is only six foot four, uh, and he even turned back and looked at his coach, kind of wondering what that was. So I'm not sure who that was intended to. I don't know if the quarterback thought there was going to be another route on the backside, and there were only two guys. I, I'm just, I'm not sure. So we're fourth and ten. But it, all they need, if they can pick up, you know, this is not fourth and goal, so they're on the 13. Yeah. So they fourth, can still get another set. Fourth and 10 from the 13s. You mentioned two wide to the left, two to the right. Shotgun for Stanzani. Rolling left, now throwing right. Throws it in the middle, incomplete. And that'll be turnover on downs again for the Elder Panthers with 2.35 remaining here in the second quarter. The Panthers on top, 35 to 24, Phil. And that, that one Williams was the guy who was the ball intended for. All he saw was he heard purple jersey behind him, purple in front. He wanted nothing to do with trying to catch that football because he was going to get hit and going to get hit hard at the goal line. So he just didn't make a play on it, and that's the best thing that the Panthers could have. Panthers take over 235 to go with all three of their timeouts. And we'll probably see a lot of uh, the running. They've been doing a great job mixing it up with Catania. 14 carries, 59 yards, and two touchdowns. Cooper Johnson, five carries, 34 yards, and two touchdowns. They set up a first and 10 at their own 13. Luby looking, and he's going to roll it and, th- and run it, and it's back uh, maybe to the line of scrimmage. Not much more than that, as Luby does with 225 remaining here in quarter number two. Kelsey Chevrolet is your West Side full service Chevy dealership, proud sponsor of Prep Sports Radio Network. And now at Kelsey Chevrolet Lifetime Powertrain Protection, see Walt Kelsey or Paul Cluxton at Kelsey Chevrolet Route 50 in Lawrenceburg or visit KelseyChev.com. 205 remaining. In the second quarter, a second and 11 from the 12-yard line. They set up now. Now looks like Ramsey. Ramsey's going to run it. Ramsey across the, the 10 and uh, gets to about back to the 12-yard line. So it'll be third down coming up with a minute 48 to go here in quarter number two. Yeah, just nothing going there for the Panthers. They aren't really winning the battle right now up front. Uh, not getting a push in on that one, too. Luby and Ramsey got a little tied up at the backfield just so they – kind of fell on top of each other i was a little bit more worried about a fumble so i'll take the the loss on that uh, rather than a ball hitting the turf third down and 11 for the elder panthers from right to left leading at 35 to 24 a minute 20 to play here in the second quarter coming up at halftime the colwell banker west shell and the best halftime show in the business with mark bengal steve bengal and tom kennedy with the third and 11 at the 12 they get a flag down maybe too much time there and it is a delay game against the Panthers, so they're uh, going to move it back even further on this third down. Third down and 16 coming up for the Elder Panthers. A minute 11, as mentioned, the best halftime show in the business coming up. Call Banker West Show halftime report coming up with the guys coming up next. Third and 16. They'll set up at the seven yard line. Shotgun formation and looking rolling is Luby. Luby with the pitch to uh, Catania and nothing doing. He gets 
to about the eight-yard line, maybe a yard with a minute to go. They continue to run it with fourth down, and the Panthers will probably try to just pump this one away. They'll take as much time off the clock as they can, leading it 35-24. to 24. It's been an offensive juggernaut on both sides of the football, and the guys will try to go through all this. Clearwater's finally going to take their time out. Fourth and 15 with 46 seconds remaining here in the second quarter. Back deep is Shakespeare Lewis. And he'll go back to the bench as they go with the timeout. Tonight's game is brought to you by Schmidt Heating and Cooling. From from preventative maintenance to major repairs to your heating or cooling systems, you want somebody you can trust. That's Schmidt Heating and Cooling at 531-6900. That's, they've been family-owned and operated since 1954. We'll give you the straight answers and help you what you're looking for for your system. Schmidt Heating and Cooling, 531-6900. I bet they're getting a ton of calls with this 90-degree stretch of temperatures here in the middle of September. They're not getting a call from me because no. Schmidt Heating and Cooling got a new system in my house this summer, and it's been absolutely fantastic. You're feeling a little cold. Exactly. I gotta get a blanket nice. sometimes. Fourth and fifteen for the Panthers at the eight-yard line. Back in the end zone is Dieters. Shakespeare back at Shakespeare Lewis back at his forty-nine. Back of the end zone is Dieters. He steps up and there's the kick. It's a line drive kick and a bounce about the thirty-five to the forty. And it's gonna continue to roll to the forty-five to the forty-six-yard line. So a pretty good kick by Dieters with 34 seconds remaining, but don't cannot Clearwater Academy. No. They've had they've had two or actually three big plays in this game, two 72-yard touchdown runs, and they've also had a 71-yard pass completion for a touchdown. But interesting, as Shoket has five carries, 160 yards, but two carries for 144. Yeah, and that's what what. You just said it right. This is not a 34 seconds. We're going to run a, a short dive and take it to the locker room. I mean, this this is 30, you know, 30 seconds of high-powered offense still coming at you. So Elder better be ready. This is as close to a run and shoot as you'll see. A first and 10 at the 47. Three wide receivers to the right side. Stanzani in the shotgun formation. Showkit behind him. One wide receiver to the left, and that's a Joe a Joe. They set up now for the first and ten. Sanzani looking down the field. He's got a Joe a Joe, but he overthrew him. Had him on the left side. He had beaten his man, Bradley, a Bartley Thomas, but it was a little bit too far. Yeah, I mean, and that again, you know, Bartley Thomas taking on a Joe a Joe is only standing at five foot nine. So five nine six four. If he gets ahead of him, I mean, that's going to be caught. So I mean, you might want to give him a little bit of space here. I mean, it's one thing to say I'm going to stop this guy, but you know. If he's quicker than you and you don't give him a cushion, that's your own fault. So you got to make sure you're ready so that you can cover him. Second and ten from the 47. Three wide to the right. Setting up now. Looking Stanzani to the right side now. Going down the field. He's got a man open and complete. He overthrew that time. He had number five wide open, Austin Manol. Right now the best defense Elder has is overthrown passes. Yeah. I mean, in every situation, Elder has been out, out of position. Stenzani has been just overthrowing his guys. Now the pressure up front has caused him to get rid of that ball a little bit quicker. So let's see what happens. they got Royer on one end and Larkins on the other. So you got two long, long bodies going against really, I mean, they're big tackles, but they are not super mobile. Watch, look for one Williams here to the right side. They set up now with a third down and 10 at the 47. 18 ticks of the clock remaining before halftime. 
Too wide to the left. Looking Stanzani. The give up the middle. It's complete to Shoket. Shoket across the 45 to the around to the 30. He's down to the 25 and out of bounds about the 23-yard line. It was actually Choket getting the carry. And that's another big run for Choket. Yeah, I mean, you would think, you know, that, that's obviously one of their possibilities. They've just aired it out, aired it out. So Alder's ready for them to air it out again. And they take it to Choket, let him run, kind of get through. So nine seconds now at the 23. Let's see what the Panther defense can do. Two wide to the left side, one to the right, actually two to the right. Shotgun for Stansani, Choket. Is in his backfield, looking to throw, steps up, throws, and it's going to be overthrown and incomplete into the end zone. It was almost picked up, but uh, that was incomplete, intending for a Joe Joe in the end zone. Yeah, and I think that was broken up. It was Marco Sabato. Uh, you know, Marco Sabato is able to break that up because I thought a Joe Joe was going to have it. The ball was there, great jump ball, but he's able to break it up on the way down. Sabato again, five foot seven. Uh, he's not going to win any of those jump balls, and I think Elder. You know, Elder's going to burn a timeout here and talk talk strategy. Four seconds remaining in the second quarter, as mentioned, coming up at halftime. The best halftime show in the business, the Call Banker West Shell Halftime Report with Mark Bengal, Steve Bengal, and Tom Kennedy. And don't forget, after the game, make sure you head over to La Rosa's as uh, it'll be a, another great night at La Rosa's. It's Prep Sports Radio Network game night. La Rosa's on Boudinot. I'll be out there as well after the game, so uh, come on down and have a slice and listen to some good radio. Yeah, and then, you know, the, the game night gets you all the scores that you're, you need. Just like at halftime, we'll check in with a bunch of games. Now, some of the games, though, they moved their start times back to 7.30 because of the heat. So some games, you know, still might be uh, not close to halftime yet, so we might get those in action in the second quarter. And the elder cheering section, thinking it was the end of the quarter, started to go down to the concession stand area, which works out perfectly because that's actually where we're at with Clearwater. So they took the, the cheering section to them. Second down at 10 from the 18, four ticks remaining. Setting up now, Stanzani looking, rolling to the left. The last play of the half, throws it into the end zone. It is incomplete. And he'll take it to halftime with a score. The Elder Panthers 35 and Clearwater Academy 24. Coming up at halftime, the Coal Banker West Show halftime report. We'll take a timeout with the score. Elder 35, Clearwater Academy 24 on the Prep Sports Radio Network. When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365, 513-271-5000, 271-5000. 
Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Skyline Chili before or after a game is a tradition that spans generations. And Skyline Chili, like Elder, has its roots in Price Hill. The Lambranides family carries on this tradition with Skyline Chili restaurants in Delhi, Harrison Avenue in Dent, and Glenway Avenue. So put on your purple and enjoy that delicious Skyline Chili. It's always Skyline time. Together, at last it's Skyline time. This is Father Benedict Kinsler, the pastor of Our Lady of Victory in Delhi. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time for the Coldwell Banker West Shell Realty Halftime Report. Now, let's go back and break down all the first half action and get you updated on other scores in the area. Once again, here's Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengal. Welcome back to the pit at Elder High School, where if you like offense, uh, you're getting it tonight. Halftime score, Elder 35, Clearwater uh, 24, Clearwater Academy, that is. And, Clearwater uh, Academy International. International. And uh, before we start into the uh, uh, talking about this, it's, of course, uh, this week was 9-11, and it was 18 years ago. So if you think about it, this is the first year uh, after the... 9-11-2001 attack that nobody, well, I can't say nobody, most of the players on this team were not even born yeah. at that time. So uh, they're all 16, 17-year-old. I, I would imagine same on the the other team. Uh, I, I saw some of them. I don't think so. Well, <laughs> so, but it is a... Uh, they might have been 10 at a, that a time. Memorable, <laughs> memorable week and a solemn week. and, and uh, uh, good, But a good week for me. I just want to get a big shout-out and congratulations to my daughter Julia and her husband Jason Krupp uh, on the birth of their second child Owen James a little uh, eight pound almost nine pound little guy so uh, congratulations to them and uh, also congratulations to the beaming grandma and grandpa yeah we're very very happy and, uh, that's great news and a big shout out to my mom listening in Eagle's Nest out on Harrison Avenue uh, uh, Marilyn Bangle uh, glad you're listening but guys uh, uh what is going to happen in the second half, I am not sure. But the first half, uh, this we talked about in the pregame, we're not sure. And we know this team's athletic, and they are. They, they one mistake, and they're going to score. But Elder has uh, answered and, and have been methodical. And, and they, likewise, the other team doesn't know what to do, how to stop. So this is going to be, you mentioned it on a sideline, Steve, it could be one of those... 65 to 64 games, the last guy with oh. the ball, but uh, who knows? Well, you know, one of the things back in the day when, when uh, Colerain, to an extent, ran an offense like this where they were just high-powered and uh, just 
just could really you know score from anywhere on on the on the field at any time. One of the things that the elder defense did is they worked very hard on pursuit angles, so that if somebody got out in the open running, they knew how to get to them. So that basically what they did against Coleraine is they frustrated them, and they would let them get 10, 12 yards, but they wouldn't let them get 60, 70. And I think Brett Kern and, and, and the men need to kind of work on that at halftime. I think that's a, very important that they get them from snapping off. They've had multiple runs of 70-plus yards, and that's uh, just, as they say, not acceptable. You know, when we started to broadcast, one of the, the comments that we both used, Steve, was smash mouth football. And we could say it for both squads, right? Uh, definitely with uh, CAI came down and 70 yards something right in your face, 7 to nothing or 8 to nothing. They went and got the two-point conversion right at Elder. But here comes the Elder Panthers, slow and methodical, and basically saying, okay, we took your punch, and we're going to punch right back. And I think for the Elder Panthers, one, one stat that I kept a close look on through the whole entire first half, 24 minutes make up the first half, 12, two 12-minute periods. And the uh, time of possession, uh, 18 minutes for the Elder Panthers and six minutes for uh, CIA. So right there and then, it tells you that Elder's offensive line was in control. Uh, they were methodical. The Panthers were methodical. Uh, this was a perfect game for Cooper Johnson, Joe Catania. Uh, what a tandem back there. And uh, Elder took the smash right in the mouth and gave it back to CIA just as much as they wanted. You know, I think watching this game and you're looking at the, I don't know, the gestures and the, uh, of the other team, they are not used to being behind at all. So being t- down at halftime 34 to 24, 35 to 24 in this heat, they were frustrated, Steve. We were looking at a couple of times coming off the field, they were – Yelling back and forth to yeah, each other. Yelling at another, yelling at the coaches. Yeah. Uh, they're, 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 like you said, they're in a position they're not used to. They were undefeated last year. They, they're 2-0 they're, uh, this year. And uh, they only have a handful of games to go to finish out this season. So, uh, you know, they're in a position they're not used to being in. They have weapons, uh, whether they have the composure, and they have not been showing composure in a lot of what they've been doing late in, in the second quarter. Well, in my eyes, uh, Clearwater had two turnovers. Uh, obviously, the one turnover was uh, picked up by Brady Ballard, and, and, and uh, we scored on that one. The other one was, and I look at it as almost as a turnover, going for it on fourth and whatever, <laughs> deep in Elder's territory, and yeah. they, it didn't happen, and Elder gets the ball and goes down and scores. I know it's not a turnover. Absolutely, it's a turnover, it's a turnover on turnover, downover, turnover but, and downs. But, but it's like it was an odd play when you're – when you're, you're this good, maybe they think, what the heck? We, we can score at will. It's not a big deal. But I was shocked when that happened. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think from a uh, strategic point of view, uh, you wouldn't see the Elder Panthers do that. You wouldn't see many teams in Cincinnati do that. Uh, uh, but this is a different kind of animal. Uh, CAI, uh, you know, it just Clearwater Academy, and they just, they're very arrogant. They're very uh uh, confident, confident, yeah. confident, yeah. and uh, they don't care. They just throw it out to the wind. And I guess from their standpoint, is there's 35 kids on the team, and we said it's at the beginning of the game. It's it's a team sport. Tr- tr- traditionally, it's a tr- team sport. Fo- football is, but from uh, Clearwater Academy, I think there's a lot of individuality on this team, 
that they want to put up their numbers because they're playing for scouts. And thanks to Kevin Welsh uh, on the sidelines, he, he noticed that there were two scouts from the University of West Virginia. I'm sure they're looking at the Elder Panthers, but nonetheless, if they weren't looking for the at certain Elder Panthers, they were probably scouting some of the players on Clearwater Academy. No doubt about it. Uh, once again, halftime score here, 35-24. to 24, And uh, we'll be giving you all the scores later on tonight over at La Rosa's. But, Steve, right now let's get people caught up in the area of the scores we have at the half or near. Like at Phil or mentioned, near the half. That yes. they, uh, that sounds familiar. they have uh, a lot of teams started late because of the heat. Uh, so some of these games are dragging behind us. But go ahead, Steve, with what we got. All right, we got Roger Bacon, 41, Newport Central Catholic, 14, Ryle over Cooper, 20 to 16, Clinton Massey, 7, Fenwick, nothing, Lakota East, 14, Mason, zip, uh, Lakota West, 12, Hamilton, 7, Highlands, 14, Simon Kenton, 7, Colerain, 28, Oak Hill, 7, Dixie, 24, Dixie Heights, 24, Covington Catholic, nothing. That's a, that's a shocker score. of a score. That's a shocker yeah. of a score. That score it's probably early in the first quarter or just into the second quarter. So we've seen Covington Catholic roar back a couple times this year. So uh, I look for that to happen again. I got uh, LaSalle up 24-7 to 7 over Mansfield. Uh, at the hell, out of Maine, Massachusetts. Yeah, and uh, LaSalle just having a, a banner year so far this year. Uh, Beachwood 13, Corbin, Kentucky, nothing. Lachlan and Hughes nodded at zero. Home 7, Holy Cross, nothing. Uh, just gave you the LaSalle score. Uh, Taft uh, losing to Wyoming, 28 to nothing. Um, Dayton, 36, Bellevue, 12. Purcell Marion, 27. Um, I can't even read my chicken scratch here. Um, and St. X, 20. Penn, nothing. Penn out of Mishawaka, Indiana. Maybe that's Schroeder. Schroeder, that's it. The little kid on Charlie Brown. Yeah. Getting with, beat with up by Purcell Marion, yeah. Yeah. And the score here at <laughs> halftime, Elder, 35. Uh, the the uh, recruits from uh, Florida, 24. All right, you're listening to the Colwell Banker West Shell Halftime Report. Uh, we'll come back with uh, the keys of the second half, talk a little bit more about this game when we come back right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too, 513-353-2230, or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Seg here for Joseph Toyota Clearance Event, $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. JosephToyota.com Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Did you know that almost 3.5 million young people will suffer a sports medicine-related injury this year? And 50% of those injuries are considered overuse injuries from focusing too much on one activity? Remember, a long-term healthy lifestyle begins when we're young. 
If your youngster is limping, has swelling, or is complaining of pain, we can help get them back in the game safely. Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. I'm Father Chet Artishevitz of the Glen Mary Home Missioners, and thank you so much for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. I always get a lot of reports from people that like to listen to the game sitting around the uh, fire pit. I doubt there's a lot of fires burning out there tonight. Uh, you won't need that. But actually, it's a pretty comfortable. You can. There's a cool front that is coming in for tomorrow. Uh, there's a nice breeze at the pit. Beautiful sunrise or sunset uh, off to the west. There, uh, it was just a stunning red sky before and uh so it's a great night for football a lot of action a lot of offense if you're here to watch uh, football but let's switch over to tom look at some of the stats uh from the first half okay guys 500 yards of total offense 313 for the knights from clearwater 206 for the elder panthers the passing yards are pretty even uh elder was 75 yards matthew luby 75 yards and clearwater was 79 the difference is the rushing yards. Uh, the Knights with 234 yards rushing and the Panthers with 131 yards rushing. Uh, first downs, Elder 14 to 6. Third down conversions, uh, Elder 4 to 6 and the Knights 1 to 4. Uh, mark your key on fourth down conversions for the Knights 0 for 2. Uh, the average play, uh, the every yard, yards per play. Uh, 12.5 for the Knights and 5.2 for the Elder Panthers. Every yard for completion, 40 yards for the Knights and about 10 yards for the Panthers. Uh, specifically for the Elder Panthers, Matthew Luby uh, passing 8 for 12 for 75, like I said, and one touchdown to Drew Ramsey. Uh, rushing the ball, uh, Joseph Catania, 15 for 60 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Cooper, Bulldog, Johnson, five carries for 34 yards, also with two touchdowns. Matthew Luby, five t- rushes for 25 yards. Andrew Ramsey, three for 12 yards. On the reception, <clears throat> Joe Royer leading the way, th- three for 32 yards. Uh, Evan Vollmer, uh, two catches for 17 yards. Uh, Drew Ramsey, two for 13. And Dakota Postal, one for 13. So all in all, a lot of stats favoring uh, the Knights on the rushing standpoint, but Elder in time, time of possession clearly, clearly using that to their advantage, which is giving them an 11-point halftime lead. Steve, Steve, let's get into the head of uh, what you're the, the coach for the Knights and, and you're, what you're trying to analyze and what to tell these kids. And this is a strange territory for them to be in, down at half, down any time in the last couple of years. What do you say? I think one, you you, you, know, you don't look at the score. I think if I'm the coach, I got to look at the players and what I saw at the end of the half. They have to regain their composure. They were losing their composure on defense. There was some little bit of extracurricular activity going on after the whistle blew, and on offense they were in a panic mode. I thought on that last drive, and I think they need to get out of that. So I think the coach needs to bring them back to center. Um, they, they need to to just kind of pull it all 
all in. Talk about, you know, if they're a proud program and, and they really want to get to the next level, which they talk about, they, they really need to, to, to man up here and get some composure. I think they just not panic. And Elder gets the ball first in the second half. If they can get a defensive stop, they can turn the field and, and get close to Elder. If Elder scores, they, they can go up, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, they can go up by as many as 18 points, and, and that's going to be not insurmountable because of the way they can score, but just the confidence level. They, if they get a defensive stop, they're playing a whole different game than if they let Elder go down the field and score. Offensively, I think they need to get JoJo or Ed JoJo or whatever his name. Number one, he's a phenomenal athlete, but he's on, he's out there about half the time engaged in what's going on. If they can get him into the game a little bit more, it's going to kick this high-powered offense up a whole nother notch. Tommy on the other side of the ball. Doug is probably happy he's got the win, but they need to definitely shore things up on the defense. But it just comes down to the fact that these guys are fast, strong, big, tall. Uh, there's no way to coach around that if you're shorter, slower, or weaker. But, uh, yeah. you know, just have to get the fundamentals and do the right thing. Yeah, you're right, guys. And I was going to mention, looking at the stats on the uh, Clearwater side, their quarterback, Luca Stanzani, 2 for 13. And that last drive, I don't, I'm not so sure the Elder Panthers stopped him on defense, is that the quarterback overthrew four downs in a row to some of the receivers that were open. There were some good coverage on some plays, but there were a couple overthrows as well. And it seems to me that that's their offense. Is yeah. You run as far as I'll throw the ball. And you'll it's almost it. the old shake and Blake where it's like I'll throw a rainbow. Throw the rainbow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know what Brett Curran's going to come up with. I'm sure he's going to come up with some great strategies. Uh, but collectively, I think it's going to come back to the same strategy that they used in the first half for the other Panthers. Control the line of scrimmage on offense. Take as much time as you can off the ball and, and keep moving the sticks. Take your time. Don't rush. And, and then really put uh, the Knights in an awkward position even more so than they are now. They're down uh, 11 right now. Elder gets the ball first, like Steve mentioned. If Elder can knock in a score and make it 42 to 24, that's, a, that's an 18-point difference. And I can guarantee you all 35 of them players have never been down uh, whatever that differential was in their whole life, probably. So that's good. Then you get to play in their head a little bit, and, and Elder would be in a good position from that standpoint. Well, it, it, if you like offensive football, the second half is going to be a wild one, and uh, I think what you need to do is uh, head out to La Rosa's yeah. afterward, relax, uh, get yourself a, a cold uh, uh Diet Coke and uh, yeah. relax with a nice slice of pizza and and uh, enjoy the post-game show with us. But this is going to be one that's going to be <laughs> – people are going to remember this game for quite a long time. No doubt. All right, well, that's all the time we have here for the Coldwell Banker West Shell Halftime Report. Once again, the halftime score is Elwood 35 and Clearwater Academy 24. We'll be talking to you next time you hear Tom, Steve, and I will be from the Roses. But stay tuned for Len Harvey and Phil Bengal for all the second-half action right here on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years. But that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service. And with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and 
sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. When you're in an auto accident and your insurance company insists you take your car to a cheap, no-name facility, do you think they're looking out for you or for them? It is your right to take your car to the place of your choice, so demand Jim Collins Auto Body. Accidents happen, and Jim Collins understands you want your vehicle back to pre-accident condition with no excuses. For over 40 years, Jim Collins' attention to detail, his commitment to quality, and a job that's always guaranteed has given his customers peace of mind. Jim Collins Auto Body on Glenway Avenue near Best Buy, 922-6336. Put your money where your heart is. Do business with someone who shares your faith and values from Sacred Heart Radio's Angels List of Underwriters. And don't forget to tell them where you found out about them. Go to sacredheartradio.com and click Angels List. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal. We are getting ready for the start of the third quarter and an exhausting first half. Elder with a 35-24 lead. It started out Clearwater Academy at one play, a 72-yard touchdown run, uh, setting up Ludovic as he set up uh, the touchdown. Choquette with a 72-yard touchdown run with 11.43 remaining in the first quarter. The two-point conversion was good to make it 8 to nothing. Joseph Catania scored a two-yard touchdown run for Elder to make it 8-7 with 6.38 to go. The kick was good. Also in the first, a three-yard touchdown run by Catania, his second of the game, with 1.45 left to make it 14-8. One Williams with a 71-yard touchdown catch from Stanzani. The two-point conversion was good. It was 16-14, and that was still in the first quarter with a minute nine to go. Second quarter, uh, it was Brant Buller, a fumble recovery. And that led to a Cooper Johnson 11-yard touchdown run. Uh, the kick was good. Elder with a 21-16 lead. Cooper Johnson got his second touchdown of the game, a two-yard touchdown run with 8.34 remaining in the second to make it 28-16. Then a 72-yard touchdown run, the second 72-yard touchdown run of the game. A Choquette with 8.15 left in the second to make it 28-24 as the two-point again was good. And then it was Drew Ramsey, a nine-yard touchdown catch from Matthew Luby to make it 35-24 to with 4.50 left in the first half. So all that scoring, and we still got another another half. Yeah, the other thing that's a telling tale, 17 minutes and 40 seconds time of possession for Elder, 6 minutes and 20 seconds time of possession for <laughs> Clearwater. Uh, big plays, you don't get a lot of time on the field, so that, I mean that's pretty obvious where we're looking, but my point to that is 17 minutes and 40 seconds has been how long Elder's offensive line has been able to just pound on those defensive guys. Their defense, to me, is where they're actually kind of starting to fall apart. Their offense, it's high-powered. It's got weapons. It's never really going to die off. Elder can have some great stops, but it's still going to be there all game. I mean, I don't know what the final number is going to end up here, but, I mean, they could turn this into a shootout. But I think their defense is going to keep wearing up front. And the Panthers, too, 5 for 5 from the red zone. Whereas right now, both the times that Clearwater has gotten there, they are 0 for 2. Just some uh, stats, as you mentioned, and uh, Shokat with uh, seven carries, 160 yards and two touchdowns. But again, 144 on two carries. And then Luby, 8 of 12 
75 yards and a touchdown. Catania, 15 carries, 60 yards and two touchdowns. One Williams, one catch for 71 yards. Now, Elder deferred in the first half, and they will get the the ball to start the second half as Drew Ramsey is back at his eight-yard line wearing the home purple jerseys, the purple pants, the white stripe, the white helmet. Meanwhile, Clearwater Academy in the road white jerseys. They've got silver numbers, white along. Some of the kids are wearing red shoes, which is kind of uh, interesting there for the Knights. And they go from right to left. And it's a little short squib kick and picked up at about the 46-yard line for the Elder Panthers. So... Uh, it was Tommy Thamen, I believe, on the recovery. Is Brandon Barrow with a short kick for? So Elder will get good field position to start this second half. I think actually that was Scotty Neiman. Scotty Neiman out there at hands crew. You got the big number 18, Scotty Neiman. Uh, stands uh, about six foot six. Thamen. Uh, We'll give him 5'9", I yeah. guess. So little difference from uh, little across bit, uh, the field. Once he came over He was over on here. the ground. It was tough to see, so uh, <laughs> I apologize for that. 15 and 18. I, I just want to make sure the Neemans, yeah. you know, aren't yeah. going to send me a text uh, that we got that wrong. I apologize to the Neiman family. Uh, it was first down at 10 at the 46. We've got one wide. Now Now make that three wide to the left as they move out. One to the right side. Setting up Luby at his 41. Goes inside the 45 to the 50, and he's into Clearwater territory at the 47-yard line. Close to the 46-yard line is where they'll mark it. The Panthers with a 35-24 lead just underway. Start of this second half, thanks to Champions for providing. I was noticing you put a lot of barbecue sauce on that chicken tonight. Yeah, I mean, you got why it, not? Yeah. I mean, it's free. <laughs> and thanks to Champions for that. So Phil could eat a little barbecue uh, sauce tonight. Second down and three from the 47 for the Panthers. 11-23 left here in quarter number three. Two wide to the left side. One to the right side with Luby. Shotgun. He's got Ramsey now. Ram Actually, check that. It's Catania inside the 45 to the 43-yard line. And Catania gets another carry. Catania continues to impress. That's his 16th carry of the game. But what's interesting, he just keeps getting four and five. Four and five. Yeah, he's able to find the right lane. And even if he doesn't, he still battles for four or five yards every time. He keeps, you know, the ball. He's pretty good with the with the football. And at the same time, that line up front right now is giving him easy lanes to look to find. First and 10 at the 42. The Panthers have it too wide to the right side. Setting up is Luby Shotgun. Rolling to the right. Looking still with the right. Going to throw it. It is complete to about the 30-yard line. And that is uh, Postal on the catch for the Panthers. They'll mark it at the 31-yard line. So it'll be a first down for the Panthers. Yeah, just uncovered over there on the side. Good good uh, pass and catch. Move the football. Pick up the first down. Just keep grinding it out on this team. I mean, defensively, they just... They look bored. I mean, they're just standing there kind of getting beat on and pushed on consistently, and that's really starting to wear on them early in the third quarter. First and ten for the Panthers. The ball spotted at the 30-yard line. One wide receiver in postal to the left this time, and Larkin will go in motion along with Evan Vollmer. He goes to the left side, setting up Royer to the right. Now the give to Catania up the middle, 30, and he's out to the 27-yard line. And actually, check that. He's at the 23-yard line, so a gain of seven on the play for Catania. 
Well, they'll actually give him six, so we'll uh, get that back to the 24. And they set it up again. Another carry for Catania. This time, not much doing. Gets to about the 23-yard line, maybe the 22. A gain of two. It'll be third down and two coming up for the Panthers with still 9.44 remaining in the third. 35-24 Elder. Trying to go quick, see if they can. guys can get lined up uh, if they want. And I think right now we're going to have an injured player. Uh, on uh, Clearwater, but at the same time, I'm not sure if it's just there's an injured player and there's another one who's saying, hey, he's injured because I'm tired. They set up now with 9.35 remaining. Today's uh, Wardway game time temperature was 90 degrees, but it's interesting. It's not much cooler right now here. At, uh, it's 84 degrees still on this game, and you don't see that too many times in, in September, uh, Phil. 84 degrees, and it's going to go down to uh, manageable by about 4 a.m., maybe about uh, 69 degrees. Well, down on I mean, there is a nice breeze in the stadium, so it doesn't feel too bad. I mean, up here in a press box, we're kind of stuck in this trapped air a little bit, so we're, we're struggling at times, but if you get in front of that door, I mean, there is a nice breeze, and it is down on the field, too. So that, that has helped, I think, alleviate a lot of it. Absolutely. And enjoy a hot, delicious slice of La Rosa's pizza during the game. Or stop by Boudinot Avenue before or after the game and treat yourself to La Rosa's favorites at 347-1111. And don't forget to come out after for Prep Sports Radio Network game night on La Rosa's on Boudinot, as we'll all be out there tonight. So come on down. Have a slice of pizza with us. Third down and two from the 22 for the Panthers. Three wide to the left side. Shotgun formation and the give to Catania. Catania inside the 20 to about the 16-yard line. So a gain of six for Catania. That's another first down. The Panthers continue to run the ball effectively, and Catania just running it up. Just got outside the end, and he had a a one-on-one with the backer there and just made him kind of miss and go ahead and pick up that first down and keep moving. I'm telling you, body language right now from the Knights is kind of one of those we would just rather be playing offense right now. We we have zero interest, hands on hips, Uh, and in fact, like I said, one guy actually subbed himself out. He walked over to the sideline and told somebody else to come on for him. Yeah, absolutely. And it wasn't the injured player. The injured player did walk off under his own power. First and 10 at the 17 with 8.50 to play here in the third. Here's Luby rolling. Luby pitches to Catania. It's at the 20, 15, 10, and he's out at the 7-yard line, out of bounds. Another gain of 10 for Joseph Catania. And before that, had 78 yards, give him 88 for 20 carries, over 4.8 yards a carry, and just moving the chains, Phil, just, and slowing it up a bit. Yeah. We could afford to, you know, I was mentioning uh, at halftime, it was like Mouse Davis's old run-and-shoot offense back in the day with the Houston Gamblers, if anybody remembers that. I know that that is a, a very old comment. Might, might predate me a yeah, little bit. The, yeah, predate the, uh, the Phil Bengal there. Two wide receivers out to the left side. One to the right on a second and one. They spot it at the eight-yard line, so they have to get another yard, and Catania goes up the middle and gets to the seven, so that should be enough for an Elder Panther first down with 8.35 to play here in quarter number three. 35-24, the Panthers on top. Again, thanks to Champions Grill for providing the press dinner tonight. It's always good to get some good food in the press box, so Champions, thank you for that. The clock continues to run. Tonight's game brought to you by Coal Banker West Shell. Two strong names you can trust when marketing or buying a home. And they're proud to continue servicing the west side and the older community. Call Banker West Shell at 922-9400. Third and, well, they, they didn't give him the first down. It's third and one at the eight. So Catania looked like he got to the seven. This time he gets up and hits hard. 
right around the seven, and I don't know. This time, I don't know if he got the first down or not. I think he got to the sticks after he got hit. Now, I don't know where they're going to mark him back, I guess. Um, but I thought he was at the sticks when he got hit. Again, I thought he had the first down in the last play. You know, I'll go back to, I said it last week, forward progress yeah. again. I don't understand it. It's like yeah. a catch to me. I don't get it. Um, so he, he didn't pick that one up. That's Tyrell Lawrence. That's the second time we called his name for a tackle this entire game. So he's getting off some blocks right now. Uh, so Kendra and James, he's sitting on the left side. they got to do a better job keeping him out of the equation. Fourth down and one. The ball spotted at the eight-yard line. Luby, shotgun, two wide, make that three to the right. And two to the left side, five wide receivers, and they get a timeout here with 7-11 to play here, and we will keep it here. The 2019 Sophie's Angel Run will be taking place on Sunday, September 29th, and now is the time to register. You can register for the 5K Run Walk by going to sophiesangelrun.org.org. This race in honor of Sophie Grace Meinhardt, providing funding to Children's Medical Center and educational sponsorships. A great event for the entire family. Once again, go to sophiesangelrun.org for complete details and registration. So uh, Sophie's Angel Run. 7-11 to play here in quarter number three, 35-24. Panthers trying to get a yard here. It's been tough on the last couple of plays. Yeah, and they've been trying to run it in the same spot, and I think finally Lawrence took a little bit of offense to it, and he starts getting off blocks and making tackles. And, you know, so obviously Coach Doug Ramsey's offense probably not going to run up that gap anymore. And that last time out, there was a little bit of confusion on that motion because it's never a good time out when Coach Ramsey sprints out to the hash marks to get his guys. Fourth and one from the eight. Shotgun. Vollmer goes in motion. He's got Royer to the left side. He's got Postal to the right side. Catania in the backfield. The give to Catania. This time he spins forward, and that should do it. If they don't give him the first down on this one, I don't know what they're measuring. Yeah, I'm not, I, I feel like the ball has moved at least three or four yards, but I think Each they're going to mark it. Finally, I think we have a first down and goal. Let's see. Do we? Have he finally measured it? Because if this is not a first down, I don't know what a first down yeah, is. They are gonna, they are we don't bring, know what it catches. So. They are going to bring the sticks out and go ahead and measure this one, I, I believe. It, it's close. The, the side judge closest to the, the yard markers. Looked like he had moved towards the down marker, but there was just a big pile in the middle of the field uh, on it. I'd like to see a replay on this if we could, but they marked the football at about the seven-yard line, which would give them a first down, so let's see. Is it enough? Yes. It is enough. So we, we do know what a first down is, apparently. So they got in, and they kept going back up that gap. They kept running there, and I think you have to. I mean, you need you should be able to run the ball behind James and Cantor. I mean, there's no matter who's yeah. there, you should be able to do it. I know Lawrence is a load at 360, but, I mean, those guys on that one have got to push. But at the same time, you know, the running back, everything's got to be perfect when it's there. So the Panthers, fresh set of downs, first and goal from the seventh. First and goal, as you mentioned, from the seven. 6.50 remaining here in the third quarter. Is it slowing down the pace a little bit tonight here in the third quarter? 35-24. Elder with the lead. Shotgun for Luby. Two wide receivers to the right side and one to the left. The give up to Catania. Not much doing there. And Catania maybe gets to the six-yard line a yard, if that, on the play. Yeah, just not a lot going right now with the run game. Still kind of running up between the tackles, not picking up a bunch. And it barely, didn't even really get back to the line of scrimmage on that one. Uh, but they're going to mark it there. So 
Panthers second and seven. You know, let's see if maybe they try to go to the air because Clearwater right now is just betting on the run. One positive thing, they continue to uh, get the clock continue to run. We've uh, gone through it six minutes now and five seconds to play here in the third quarter. The Panthers have the lead 35 to 24 in this second down. And goal from the seven-yard line. One wide to the left side, and Ramsey. Luby rolls to the right and gets hit hard at the 10-yard line, and it's going to lose a couple of yards. And that was uh, number 25, and he got a big uh, hit on that play. Yeah, really, run game right now has been unsuccessful. I'm not quite sure why the Panthers haven't tried to go to the air, throw it to Joe Royer, you know, get him involved in the action. I know you're working clock. I know you're 535, but you don't get anything other than a field goal out of this. I don't know. To me, it's kind of a waste of all the clock you ran down because we know they can score in 30 seconds. So, I mean, if they can score 8 and 30 and you can score 3 and, and 7, it's a waste. Third and ten from the ten. Shotgun for Luby. Looking, rolling, look out. And he rolls to the right, gets away from the rush. Inside the ten. He's to the five. And he's out to the two, maybe three-yard line is where they'll finally mark him with 5.05 to play. Luby avoided a, a big sack yeah. back at about the 12-yard line. Didn't have a, as good of uh, you know pocket to sit in as he, as he wanted to. So he had to basically take off run. So it's fourth and three. The Panthers are going to kick a field goal. And, you know, in my mind, I know you run a clock, you're going to get points on the board. You know, Evans, Thayman, and Harmeyer. But, I mean, this, this is not what you want after running seven know, minutes off the seven clock. Seven minutes off the clock. Fourth down and goal. The ball at the three-yard line. So it's uh, we'll set up here for a 20-yard attempt. Harmeyer hit one last week from 33 to to tie the game. This one is just to get three points on the board, and this kick is perfect through the uprights with 4.24 to go. Quarter number three. It's Elder 38, and it's Clearwater 24. Wait. We do have a penalty flag here, so let's see. This is after the kick. The field goal is good. It's going to be after the kick, personal foul. So it'll be assessed on the kickoff. 20-yard field goal for the Panthers. They lead it 38-24. to We'll take a timeout with 4.24 to go in quarter number three on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder fans, Walt Kelsey here, class of 2000 with Kelsey Chevrolet, your West Side full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Introducing a Kelsey-exclusive lifetime powertrain protection from our family to yours for life. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. Go Panthers, out to Yora. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal here at Elder High School. We're at the pit tonight on this Friday the 13th. Triskaidekaphobia for those that fear the number 13. But tonight the Elder Panthers are not feeling uh, fearing it because they lead it 38 to 24 over Clearwater Academy. But it's been an exciting one here tonight. Yeah, and let's hope it doesn't get too much more exciting because really a lot of that has been the big plays from Clearwater. So right now, 424, I mean, Connor Amon's probably going to put this one into the end zone, but we've seen them go 80 before. He sets up from left to right, kicks this one way through the goalpost. It was good. So not bad. Very nice uh, kick for 60 yards. 
Yeah, you actually know, seventy. If you want. Yeah, Connor Amon you know, is also you know on the soccer team leading the GCL right now in goals. You know, seven goals. I think got three or four assists. Uh, they just beat Moeller this week. You know, the number one team in the city. Hadn't lost anybody in, in a couple of years. So Connor Amon also on the soccer team. Carson Owens, one of the top guys, uh, the pace setters there too, uh, with goals. I, I think he's at five. Uh, and then Kyle Dressman's in the goal uh, with 37 saves this year, saving the ball 80, 88% of the time. Choquette in the backfield now for he'll he'll uh, fake it, but the quarterback's going to keep it this time to the 30, 35, and he's tackled at the 35, and that was a good tackle by Bartley Thomas, who stopped him from going anywhere. Yeah, Bartley Thomas still trying to you know work off. A little bit of getting a tough block from Majojo and make the play, but not after, like we said, big game from Clearwater. First down and 10 from the 37 for Clearwater Academy. Three wide receivers to the right side, one to the left side, looking and rolling as Stanzani. Going to throw the ball down the field to Joe Joe, and he caught it inside the 30, 25, and he's to the 20 of the Elder Panthers, and he just went over the top of Bartley Thomas that time, Phil. Well, six, again, 6'4 six, versus 5'9. 6'4 is going to win every time. You need pressure up front. You can't let them sit there and throw. We saw earlier the best defense we had against their pass game was him overthrowing the football. Now, ball's right there, so the Panthers better get a good push up front. First and 10 from the 20 yard line. Two wide receivers to the right side. The give to set the middle of the, the show. And it's going to be to the 15, but they've got a lot of flags down on the play. We'll see what they call here. Yeah, I mean, they hit him at, at, at the line of scrimmage, and nobody could bring him down. Four Panthers hit him. So good job by Choquette just continuing to pump his legs and run. So even in those big, we're going to get, well, a hit to the hands on the helmet from uh, Clearwater. So we're going to get another personal foul, and that one's coming back. I, I think it was on a block. I don't think it was actually on the uh the tackle so we're gonna march this one back and that's gonna be big because they started moving the football the Panthers have the lead 38 to 24 333 remaining here in the third quarter very high-powered offense for Clearwater Academy two wide receivers off to the right two to the left shotgun formation for Stanzani Choquette in the backfield and the give to Choquette inside the 30 and right at the 30 gets hit and we got another flag down, two flags down, and we continue to see flag after flag here. Let's, Let's see. see, one is at the line of scrimmage, uh, and I, I think you're going to get, I think you're going to get a hold, and then the other one, I'm not sure if it's. So we got a holding on the offense. That's one, and then a second one. I think it's going to be a personal foul on. Clearview at the end, I think. Okay, well, let's see. It could be two flags on the play. There are. There are two. There's yeah. one at the 30 and one down at the 25 past the ball, past the line of scrimmage. Trying, they haven't signaled the other flag yet. 324 remain in this one. Panthers have a 38-24 to 24 lead. So we're going to move this football back. The refs are talking it at the 30-yard line. Flag still remains at the 25-yard line. We'll have to pick that one up. But they start moving back 35, 40, 45. And that's where they'll mark the football, yeah, right at the edge of the Elder Panther logo here at the pit. So we got a holding call that was declined by the Panthers. They took the personal foul down the field uh, on that. So, so instead of a 10-yard, we got a 15-yard. So now we got a first in. Uh, 
Is that right? No, nah, first and 55 can't be right, but it's at the 45-yard <laughs> line. Let's see what they do. Here's Stan Sani back, looking, rolling to the right, going to run it across the 40, 35, 30. He's at the 25, going left side, 20-yard line, 15 down the sideline at the 13-yard line, and we get another flag right at the 13-yard line. At the end of the play, a little more of this, and but Stan Sani with a, with a great run down to the 13-yard line. I think we're going to get a penalty at personal foul. Again, 42-yard run. Clear water, 42-yard run. That one's going to be walked back. Um, didn't see the number on it, but it's because he went and hit somebody after the play out of bounds, after the quarterback yeah. makes a great run. So now you're drop. Now we're going back. It's still we're back to the drawing board. 31-yard line though. They did move it up a little bit, so they they netted a they netted a, they had it at the 45. So they're moving it down to the 31. So that they. They set it up with three wide receivers to the right side. Here's Stanzani looking to throw down the field. He's got a man. It's a, complete, it's a touchdown. And that was one Williams gets into the end zone for the 31-yard touchdown. That's his second touchdown of the game. Yeah, that is it. Wait a minute. And now. Well, we just got a personal foul at the end of that one again. Clearview, or I'm sorry, Clearwater, Clearview. I keep yeah. thinking of the place in Delhi. It's it hurting me right now. I'm sorry. Well, I apologize. Are they moving this one back? So no touchdown, right? Or, or was it a touchdown? Nope. No, I, no They're going to move this they one move, back. They move it back. So one Williams. Now, we have to talk about, though, the big problem, though, is the defensive backfield. They didn't have anybody covered on that. I mean, going through there, he was able to get through and get into a gap, and there wasn't, you know, Elder just kind of let him sit in. Uh, on that one, one Williams, I mean, he was going to catch that ball. If he stayed on the seat, he would have walked to the end zone. So Elder's really got to figure that out. The, the penalties are saving the Panthers right now. First and 31 at the 41. Setting up now to the right side. And it's a running back to the 40, to the 35. He's out of bounds at the 33-yard line. Luke Dean on the run. You got to get off those blocks on the edge. A lot of guys, you can see. I mean, you got to really concentrate. You got to keep those shoulders, you know, square and move down the line. And there are a couple other guys. I mean, their shoulders were pointing towards our sideline. Uh, you can't have that happen. Two fifty remaining in the third quarter. Elder on top, thirty-eight to twenty-four. Three wide receivers to the right now. One to the left side. Stanzani's got it at the thirty-five yard line. Steps up, calls the play. Now backs up at the forty. Second and 25. Now the give, the Shokat. Shokat 30, 25. He's at the 20. Pulls down to about the 18-yard line. And the Panthers get him. And that was uh, number 35, Ben Ott, on the tackle for the Panthers. So we're at third down, and we're finally back into the original down markers. We are finally at the 18, about the 19-yard line is where they're going to mark it out there on the field on the board. They got it at the 18. Third down and eight for Clearwater with 2.20 to play here in the third. Down 38 to 24. Two wide receivers to the left, one to the right. Stands down, he rolls to the left side. Throws complete inside the 10, and it's a Joe a Joe to the seven-yard line. And that will be enough for a, a Clearwater first down and first down and goal as a Joe a Joe with another big catch. So, what, two minutes, 30 seconds later on the clock, on the clock, we are finally, Clearwater has a first and goal on the seven. 
So that's how long that last series took for them just to get out of first down and pick that up. A minute 53 remaining here in the third. The, the roll up the middle. It's Bartley, and he's at the 10, and he's going to be pushed backwards as good play that time by Jonathan Paff and also Bart, uh, as he set up Bartley Thomas on the tackle for the Panthers. So on that second down, they'll move it back. Panthers with the lead, 38 to 24, a minute 25 remaining here in quarter number three. Penalty filled third quarter for Clearwater. Two wide receivers off to the right side and one to the right, including a Joe Joe. Second down and 10 at the 10. Stanzani, shotgun formation. The give left side Bartley inside the 10 to the 5. He's in the end zone for the touchdown. A 10-yard touchdown run. It's actually Brandon Barrow for the touchdown for Clearwater. And on that one, you know, going back to Tyrell Lawrence, had a big block on that for Clearwater. Just an absolute pancake block uh, on, I think it was uh, Path. I'd hate to be on the bottom of that pile. But he got a great block on the outside. It just You can't get out of the way of that. But right now, again, remember, going for yeah. two. 38 to 30. Stanzani rolls to the right. He's got room. Throws. It is complete into the end zone of Joe Joe. Or check that. That is that uh, on the right side. Might have been Showcat who caught that one. But either way, it's a two-point conversion. 38-32 Elder with a minute six to go here in the third quarter. We'll take a time out of the Prep Sports Radio Network. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. I am Father Kyle Schnipple. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal back at the pit at Elder High School. It's been a lot of offense on both sides. The Panthers with a 38-32 lead with a minute six to go. A 10-yard touchdown run by Barrow for Clearwater and then a two-point conversion. Uh, That time it was Luke Dean who got the two-point conversion in the right corner of the end zone. So a minute six remain here in the third quarter. The Panthers did a good job of taking seven minutes off the clock, but as you mentioned, Phil only got a field goal. And eight to three. And it's eight to three. You're right on that one. So a minute six remain in quarter number three. Panthers have the lead, 38-32. They'll start kicking it at the 40-yard line. Back deep is Ramsey. He's only at his 15-yard line. Elder Hands team out there, they keep Kicking it a little bit soft is a Joe. A Joe will kick this one off this time. Or check that barrel. And he it rolls it to the right and it goes out of bounds. It was almost uh, a chance where Clearwater could have recovered it, but the Panthers will have the football again in good field position at around the 40 yard line. Tonight's game is brought to you by Cooper Electric. Upgrades to your home and business and efficient LEDs are elaborate changes and remodels. Contact Cooper Electric's president and elder Greg Greg Highland at 513 271 5000. For the 30 years Prep Sports Radio have been around, Cooper Electric's been a proud sponsor the entire time. Reliable, courtesy, and quality. It's the hallmark of Cooper Electric's business. A minute six remain here in quarter number three. Panthers have the lead, but this time it's only 38 to 32. 
And the Panthers going to need to get something going on this drive to keep it going into the fourth quarter. 35-24 at the half. It's now 38-32. Two wide to the left side. Now one. And Luby's going to get it. Luby's going to run it across the 30, uh, 45 to the 46-yard line. Not much more than that, but a 46-yard line. So the Panthers will have a second down coming up. Yeah, just not a lot coming off. Trying to you know, see how they read some different things right now with uh, you know with Ramsey and with Luby. But I mean, I really think you know Panthers. The, I like to see them go back to the air. Uh, right now, Clear, Clearwater's just keying on the run too much for comfort. Second down and eight. Ball spotted at the 41 for the Panthers. Too wide to the receivers to the right side, and now no one to the left. Luby shotgun, fakes to Cooper Johnson, rolls, look out, comes and throws. It is incomplete. A good play that time as the defensive back was right there in the face. And that was Stephanie Martin to Shimby. That was great, great play, great pressure as well. So that was very tough for the Panthers to get anything on. Third down and eight for Elder. So Clearwater's defense is picking it up here with 22 seconds remain in the third quarter. Elder has a 38-32 lead. Panthers have a big third and eight coming up at the 41-yard line because if they don't score here, a six and a two would be the lead and then some. So two wide receivers off to the left side, one to the right. Shotgun formation for Luby. Looking, steps back at his 40. Now rolling to the left. Look out, and he got hit from behind. And that's going to cause an incomplete pass. Again, Stephanie Martin Tshimbi gets in the backfield and uh, causes some havoc. Yeah, without any time, Luby can't look down the field. Volmer's wide open. There's nobody covered him. They got single coverage on one side. In fact, they messed up on it. But there, there's no, he can't get it to him if the line is not providing him the time he needs. Fourth and eight, the Panthers will punt it away. Back deep is Shakespeare Lewis. He's back at his 15-yard line on this fourth and eight. Dieters at his 30, and Dieters kicks it to the right corner. It bounces. It goes out of bounds at around the 23-yard line. Let's see where they finally mark it off, maybe closer to the 20. But... Clearwater Academy will have the football, trailing only by six, Phil, with nine seconds remaining here in the third quarter. So uh, this is going to be a big drive for them. Yeah, I mean, nine seconds is enough for one of their big plays. First and ten, they'll mark it at the 26-yard line is where they finally mark it. Stanzani, a quarterback, they go with uh, three wide receivers to the right side, one to the left, and a Joe Joe. Shotgun for Stanzani. High snap throws to the right side. Incomplete. Almost intercepted. Thayman would have walked into the end zone that time, but it was just over his reach. That's twice. Twice. Yeah. Two of them he's been there. That one was that one was not as close to the first one. But in the right spots, Panthers really need something like that to go their way because the offense is kind of really leveled out. It's sputtering all of a sudden. You know, kind of resting. This team needs to, when they have somebody at that spot, they need to continue to push, push, push. Second and 10 from the 26 to give up the middle. And that's, uh, again, Choquette. Choquette across the 35 to the 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, 74 yards for Choquette. 
That's his third run of more than 70 yards in this game today. Well, I'm going to say, I mean, obviously Elder's defense is not making the play, getting up there and getting to the guy, but Choquette right now, once he gets into space, I mean, his speed is just, Elder can't handle it at all. His speed is taking over this football game. He can't be stopped once he gets in the open field. Bartley Thomas tried to get down there. It's not necessarily great downfield blocking, things like that. It is just sheer speed that is beating him. And we got a tie game in the third. We do have a injured player right now. It might be Shokat, I think. Probably just winded. Oh, I would say he's got, you know, Shokat has had three carries uh, for touchdowns, 72, 72, 74. He now has nine carries for 250 yards, three touchdowns, averaging 27.8 yards, and that's over 350 yards on the ground for Clearwater Academy there. But uh, Ludwig Shokat with... uh, it's crazy with what he's done in this game. Tied at 38. They're going to go again for two. Two wide receivers off to the right side. Set up two to the left side. A Joe, a Joe wide to the left. Stanzani will get the look and, and rolling to the left. Almost had him. Throws it in the back of the end zone. Is that complete to a Joe, a Joe? It is. A completed two-point conversion. Laundry, so that, that laundry is, on the field. There is laundry, as you mentioned, and that could be, and it is on Clearwater Academy. So no two-point conversion. Get a hold on that one that's going to come back. So now Joe Royer's going to come in maybe for a little outside speed rush. Um, we'll see what the Panthers can do. So the penalties are helping the Elder Panthers. Flip that switch. There is no time left. In the third quarter. And we get ready for the, this will be a two-point conversion at the 20-yard line. So they move it at the 21, actually. 38-38. This is the last play of the third quarter for the two-point conversion for Clearwater. Two wide receivers to the right. Two now to the left. Stanzani sets up. He's got Barrow in the backfield. The lone setback. He's off to the right. Now they're going to move him out of the backfield. Rolls to throw to the right side. Now steps up, throws. It is complete into the end zone for the two-point conversion. And Choquette was in the end zone. Down the field, right? That looks like number nine, and that will uh, yeah. be, yeah. Another flag. Another flag, though. Unbelievable. The illegal shift. So we'll bring this back again. So still no time left. They've they've completed what's amazing. Well, in that last one, so what happened is they went in motion. The Panthers had two defensive backs out, and the third one didn't come out. He kind of waltzed over, but they didn't trade the action. So when they actually ran a crossing route, the guy coming across the middle, wide open. Absolutely wide open. And, and here, I mean, so we're seeing their offense has some has some legs underneath it again. Setting up now. They go three wide to the right. One now to the left side. Shotgun at the 26-yard line this time. Sanzani's back at his 31. Now rolling back at the 35. Still rolling and throwing. And it is incomplete. 
So the two-point conversion is no good, and that is the end of the third quarter of play. Thank God. With the score, Clearwater Academy 38, Elder Panthers 38 on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. We're proud to support elder football and just as proud to provide outstanding orthopedic care to all Panther athletes and their friends and families throughout the West Side. If you have an injury, we can help. For your sports medicine needs from the simple to the complex, we're at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Len Harvey, Phil Bengal at the pit at Elder High School. We've completed three quarters of play. The Elder Panthers and Clearwater Academy now tied at 38. But it's the the showcatch show. He's got nine carries, 250 yards, three touchdowns. He's got touchdown runs of 72, 72, 74. Not too shabby. And if it wasn't for a bunch of penalties, this could be a lot worse. Yeah, I mean, it just, I, I'm looking right now. We're at 14, 14 penalties for for Clearwater. I mean, that's just, and they're all, I mean, they're all legitimate penalties. Setting up Barrow will look to kick at the 40. Bounces it, and it's picked up by the Panthers at the 45-yard line. And it was Mar- Marco Sabato who got on the ground and didn't just fell on it. That was the way to do it. Cause yeah. And so the Panthers have been starting with some pretty good field position. But the last time, they run clock. They milked it all the way down. They only come away with three. But we know that, that, that if you don't come away with a touchdown, it's not useful against a team like Clearwater. They just had nine seconds and tied the game up. 11.58 remaining in the fourth quarter. Panthers tied at 38 here. First and 10 from the 45 for the Panthers. Setting up, looks like Ramsey in a quarterback now. Oh, that is Luby. Setting up Luby across the 45, and he's out to the 48-yard line. So they move it to the 49 where Luby is tackled, but they move the, the football there that time for the Panthers. It'll be a second down and six coming up at the 49. Tied at 38 if you're just joining us. Choquet with a 74-yard touchdown run in the last drive. The two-point conversion was no good. And we are still tied here at 38. Two wide receivers for the Panthers, including Joseph Catania. And now Ramsey moves to the right with three wide receivers. Luby looking and rolling. Stepping up in the pocket. Throws complete to Royer in the 30, 25, 20. He's out the 16-yard line. And a first down for the Elder Panthers. And the passing game works that time, Phil. Yeah, I mean, looking downfield, the Panthers, I mean, now they give Luby some time, and there's no safeties down the field. There's no safeties. So it's easy if they can get those passes over the top, get them to Royer. Last one we said, last drive, Volmer was open. So get the ball in the air again, get them back on their heels, and then you can go back to pounding the football. Big play there to the 17-yard line of Clearwater. So Elder with a first and 10 at the 17. 38-38 in this one. 10-50 remaining here in quarter number four. Two wide receivers off to the right. 
Two now to the left side. Luby, shotgun. He's got Larkin to his left, looking, stepping up, throwing. In the left corner of the end zone, incomplete. It went out of bounds. Luby took a hit after as well. Well, right now, the defensive line, Clearwater, there's not a lot of... They're not really trying to make specific moves or anything. It's a lot of bull rushing. They're just running right at you, trying to use, you know, their fatigue and lean on you and hope that as alignment, I mean, you're kicking so hard it's going to catch you off guard a little bit. So the bull rush caused that pocket to collapse, that ball to go up. Royer at great position. Luby gets a regular football. We're looking at the possibility of a touchdown there. That one, we're lucky it wasn't intercepted. Second down and 10 at the 17. Royer's the lone receiver to the right. Now Vollmer will help him on the right side. Ramsey goes in motion to the right side. Now three to the right. Rolling right is Luby. Throws. He's got Ramsey. End zone. Tuck. Oh, he dropped it. It was right there. Great coverage. Great coverage by Clearwater. Great coverage Looks, out yeah. there on the side. And I can't. The reflection is either 12 or 13 over there. Um, <laughs> Just missed that one, though, Phil. He had it. The, the, yeah, it was either Gina Koba or uh, uh, Wadi who made the, the stop over there, but just got his hands up right as that ball came. Ramsey was kind of timing it in, and, and just a good play. Great defensive play to force a third and ten. Third and ten at the 17-yard line for the Panthers. 10-28 remaining in the third. Tied at 38. D- setting up now. Royer two wide to the right side, two now to the left side. Ramsey goes in motion, the fake to Ramsey, looking, Luby throwing, Royer, end zone, touchdown! Elder Panthers this time, 17 yards, Joe Royer, it's 44-38 pending. Just an easy one over the top, Royer, you know, let him go make the catch, and he does, like we said last week, you know, earning everything that people have said about him, goes out and makes a big catch, the Panthers strike. 10:22 on the clock. So the other thing I like about it is the fact that the Panthers give, are going to give themselves an opportunity if Clearwater is able to score again. You know, get themselves plenty of time to get the ball back instead of running so much clock. So let's see here if, if the Evans, Thame, and Harmeyer connection can uh, take this one to 45. They set up. Here comes the snap, the hold, the kick is up, and this one is good. So with 10-22 remaining in the fourth quarter, Elder Panthers 45 and Clearwater Academy 38 will take a timeout of the Prep Sports Radio Network. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth here at the pit at Elder High School. Another two weeks in a row, Phil, we've had an exciting game here at the pit. It doesn't get much better football than this. The Panthers lead it 45 to 38. Joe Royer, a 17-yard touchdown run in the, I mean, a, a catch in the right corner of the end zone. Yeah, and I prefer the exciting ones where it's it's us by a lot. Yeah. Um, I, you know, this is a little bit... Uh, Too close for comfort is what you were thinking? Yeah, and especially Clearwater's just got that quick score ability, so I'm, I'm not going to be comfortable in here until that clock is sitting at double zeros. I mean, I, nine seconds, the end of the third quarter, they tie the game up. Yeah. I mean, we just talk about it. So, I mean, this is a dangerous, dangerous team. Heyman just going to kick it into the ground, and... Uh, 
It's recovered by Clearwater Academy at the 45-yard line. And it was... Looked like uh, Stephanie Martin Tashimbi, number 24, with the recovery for Clearwater Academy. They'll have it at the 45-yard line. Just some stats. Joe Royer uh, with his uh, five receptions, about 80 yards in the touchdown. Let's see if it's updated on this one. It is not. But uh, that was the uh, last one was 17 yards. And the Panthers with the lead, 45-38, to 10-20 to go. Left to right is Clearwater Academy going almost near the Elder Panther logo at the 45-yard line. Three wide to the right. Stanzani gives, show, and he sets up, uh, Shokin up to the 47, maybe the 48-yard line. And Shokin that time didn't get a lot, but uh, he's been one that's been been doing it a lot and this is what the panthers need is a defense series like they had in the second quarter they need a big push here get the ball back force them to do something out of their comfort zone don't let them get into a groove second and six from the 49 three wide right one left stanzani shotgun at his 45 to give to choquette inside the 50 he's at the 47 maybe the 48 yard line of elder but Choquette continues to put the ball on the ground, and the third and four will be upcoming for Clearwater Academy. 45-38 Elder on top, 9-28 to play in the fourth. Three wide right, one wide left. Stanzani, shotgun formation with Choquette in the backfield. Calling the set play. Now will step back at about his 46-yard line for the shotgun snap. It's give to Choquette. Choquette left side and loses it. Uh, well, gets to about the 48. Somebody lost a helmet, though. Yes, yeah, somebody, I can't see who was come off the field. Uh, that's Buller. Buller lost his helmet. So Buller comes up off the pile uh, over there. I think I said Foles and Logan uh, as well. So a couple of different guys on that. But this team does a kick. I mean, it's fourth down. It might be a pooch kick, but I don't think at this point in the game, you know, you don't trip all the way from Florida to at this point. Fourth down, setting up at the 48-yard line. It's a fourth and about four. Three wide right, one wide left. Stanzani shotgun with Choquette in the backfield. He looks, looking to throw across the middle. It is complete. Down to the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Another touchdown. Luke Dean, I believe, on the touchdown reception. And that is another one, Phil. I mean, it just just coming across, it not very, not a lot of pressure up front. Quarterback's able to sit, and make a pass, and throw it down the field on, on you know just crossing route, deep cross, crossing route, and, and catching his, just gets ahead, you know, just gets ahead of his guy. And let's see if the Panthers, let's see if they can stop uh, uh, another another conversion here, because I mean that's going to be key. Put that at a one point game. You don't want this to be something the Panthers are chasing a score. So, 45, 44, one. yes, it is. And the two-point conversion is big with 8.35 to go. A 49-yard touchdown catch by Dean from Stanzani. And they set up here with this two-point conversion. Two wide to the right, one to the left, and a Joe, a Joe. 
And now Stanzani going to roll to the left and run into the end zone for the two-point conversion. No flags. And with 8.35 to play in the fourth quarter, it's Clearwater 46, Elder Panthers 45. We'll take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. It's been one of those days. It's Clearwater Academy just continues to find ways to score touchdowns, and they do it with the two-point conversion. This time, they lead it 46-45, a 49-yard touchdown catch by Dean, and then Stanzani runs in from from uh, for the two-point conversion, and right now, Elder's down by one. Yeah, and, and my, my die diagnostic take on this is you got to get pressure on a quarterback i mean they need to get him so he's throwing those balls uncomfortable like he was in the first half right now he, he not a lot of pressure easy to sit and make reads it just can't happen like that when you know that you're at a disadvantage mismatch wise by speed in the defensive backfield and the kickoff it's going to bounce and it's going to go out of bounds at the 25-yard line, a flag goes down, so the Panthers will get a little bit better. They'll get some good field position here with 8.34 to go. It is far from over. The Panthers trailing at 46-45, but the Panthers almost have to hold the ball as long as they can to score because it's just you give the ball back to them, and it's just one thing after another. Yeah, I mean, you got to hope you can hold the ball to double zeros almost. You score, the clock runs out. I mean, I, I, the, the team scares me with their big playability right now. And that's all they're living and dying by. So, I mean, that, that's kind of scaring me offensively for them. So the Panthers need to put together a drive. Last drive, you know, great. Got the ball through and went down, attacked the, you know, their defensive backfield, not playing with their safeties, kind of having everybody up, let Royer, you know, get out a little bit, stretch the field. Then maybe the draw and the, and the run comes back and you can start working the clock. First and 10 at the 35 for the Panthers. They'll set up two wide to the right, two to the left. Luby looking, stepping up, throwing to the sidelines, complete to Vollmer at the 41-yard uh, line. So a gain of six on first down for the Panthers, and they'll clock will continue to run with 8.20 to play. And like you said, the clock's going to run. They're not going to have any uh, pressure to really try to milk that clock. Second down and four for the Panthers, trailing 46-45, 8.10 to play here in the fourth quarter. Panthers scored on a 17-yard touchdown to Joe Royer last drive. Cooper Johnson's going to line up as a wide receiver wide to the right. They've got three wide receivers now to the right. They go two to the left. They empty backfield with Matthew Luby. Now looking, the blitz comes, the throw complete. It looks like Ramsey. It is to the 45, to the 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Ramsey, 59 yards, and the Panthers take the lead. What looked like what looked like a blitz was just a wide receiver screen. Just bring Ramsey around, and then he got to the second level, and the Panthers get up on the board quick here. There's 7.40 to go, 
but it's a nice play, good momentum change. And that's, I mean, really, if we're going to be in a shootout land, I, I, I guess let's get the offense, let's get them some confidence, and let's know that, let them know they can score quick too. Absolutely. And Drew Ramsey with the afterburners on, 59-yard catch from Luby. Right now the Panthers lead it 51-46. to 46. And no, this is not arena football. Setting up an extra point try. The snap. A little bit of movement there. The snap, the hold, Harmeyer's kick is up and good. With 7.40 remaining in the fourth quarter, it's the Elder Panthers 52 and Clearwater Academy 46. You're listening to the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder fans, Paul Cluxton here with Kelsey Chevrolet, your Westside full-service Chevy dealership and proud sponsor of Elder Prep Sports Radio. Sales, service, parts, and body shop, we can handle all your automotive needs. Thank you, Elder Nation, for making Kelsey Chevrolet Greater Cincinnati's fastest-growing franchise dealer, all because of your family believing in ours. Find new roads at KelseyChev.com. We are Kelsey Chevrolet, from our family to yours. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. I've had to go to page two now of my score sheet. It is 52 to 46, 500 and what'd you say? 526 yards for Clearwater. 76. Oh, 576 for Clearwater and 379 for Elder. It is 52 to 46. And no, this is not arena football, Phil Bengals. It's a, it's just a lot of offense happening out at the pit tonight. And it's Connor Amon going to kick it. And he's going to bounce it around the 10. Taken back, uh, it is to the 15 to the 20, the 25-yard line before he's hit hard at the 25-yard line. Nick Path just leveled him. Nick pa- Nicholas Path. He's a uh, you know he's a he's a sophomore, five uh, eight hundred seventy five pounds. Just tough, tough, tough player. I, mean, I got. got uh, you know, lucky enough to coach him last year in basketball. I mean, he's just a tough kid, does what you ask him every day, and that's what you need on a kickoff team is guys that do that, guys that just they'll come down and make a play, and, and that's, what my, that's my job, and that's what I just did. So now we're looking at let's see if the elder defense can hold. First and 10 at the 25-yard line, 7.32 remaining in the fourth. Setting up Stanzani, looking, throwing down the field, and it is incomplete. They wanted a flag, as Clearwater Academy did. It was intended for Austin Minot. If you're uh, if you're just looking at the official and you're tugging on like your towel, basically, and saying I was held, I mean, just do a better job of running your route. I mean, that that's you're just bagging right there. I mean, that was you weren't gonna, you know, focus on what you can control. Second down and 10 for Clearwater at the 25, 726 remaining in the fourth. Elder on top, 52-46. Rolling is Stanzani. He's not going to get much. Goes out of bounds at the 25-yard line. So it'll be third down coming up as the Panthers applied the pressure. Got Stanzani to go out of bounds. Yeah, Sandus and Connor Keyes run him out of bounds on that one. Do a good job pulling up right at the sideline, not picking up any you know late hits or anything pushing them out so now the panthers rotating some guys out getting ready for third down third and 10 from the 25 yard line one wide to the left three now to the right stanzani sets up with Shoket in the backfield 721 on this third and 10 25 elder on top 52 to 46 stanzani still looking looking there is a flag down 
Steps up, throws. It is incomplete. Another flag goes down at the 37-yard line of Elder. There are three flags on the field right now. So yeah, there's one at the 31-yard line. There's one at the 26-yard line all over the field. There's one down. So there's definitely going to be a pass interference on the Panthers on the catch, but I'm not sure what the other two are. So we'll see here. I mean, there's three penalties. So we'll kind of see what... Legal procedure, that's one. And then that's... Okay, so the two, I guess the two flags were for the same thing, so they're just going to offset. Yeah, okay. So we'll set up now with a fourth down and ten for Clearwater Academy. The Knights trailing 52-46. We have 7-14 remaining in this fourth quarter. Oh, they're going to make it third and ten, not fourth and ten. So third and ten for Clearwater. Two wide receivers to the left and now two to the right. Stanzani gives to Shoket. Shoket going to be tackled at the 30, actually checked that about the 29-yard line. And that's Sanders again with the tackle, too. Got down the line. Got his feet. Now they're going to line back up on this fourth down. Fourth and six. With 29. They're going to go right back to it. Fourth and six, as you mentioned, Phil. 6.52 remaining here in this fourth quarter. Elder Panthers with the lead. 52-46 to 46 on this fourth and six from the 29 for Clearwater. Stanzani looking at the sidelines for the play. And one wide to the left. Two to the right. Got two in the backfield with Barrow and Shoket. And now looks to throw. He throws it out. It is complete. Austin, but not going to do much. He breaks a tackle, though. 35 to the 41-yard line. He had him in. Tackled at the 30. And it was Austin Minot. And he gets the first down for Clearwater. you got to wrap up. I mean, you can't just drive a shoulder into somebody and hoping that they're going to go down. So the Panthers have it the fourth down. They have it wrapped up. It's a loss. It's a turnover on downs. And Clearwater's able to fight and pick up the first down. Fresh sets about six minutes to go. First and ten at the 41 for Clearwater. One wide left. Two wide right. Two running backs in the backfield, including the quarterback now. And now... Stanzani throws. It is incomplete around the 48-yard line intended for a Joe a Joe, but that was incomplete with 5.52 remaining here in the fourth. Elder on top, 52-46. to 46. Just a, a pressure's got to come from up front. You know, make the quarterback uncomfortable. I keep saying it, start the track over. I know it's on there, but that's basically what you're going to have to do when you have a disadvantage in defensive backfield. You're going to get pressure and you got to get sacks. Two wide right, one wide left. Second and 10 at the 41. Shotgun Stanzani gives the barrel off the 40, 45. He's out to the 49-yard line. A gain of eight. It'll be third down coming up and a short two. You know, I'm watching the defensive line. Len, sorry, I was pausing. I was watching the little extracurricular on the side. The elder player not being smart, you know, just playing after the whistle. Got lucky, but just defensive line. Got to be quicker with their stunts. Third and two from the 49. 5.25 remaining in the fourth. 52-46 Elder. One wide left, two wide right. Shotgun for Stanzani. Stanzani gives the ball to Barrow. Barrow inside the 50 to the 48-yard line at the middle of the field. Tommy Thayman 
on the tackle for the Panthers. And right, right now, the way that their offense is rolling, I mean, uh, the most confidence I, I mean I have is Panthers need to get turnover. I and mean, I just feel like their machine is, is really grinding. They need to get clear water to put the ball on the turf. First down and 10 now at the 48. Two wide right, one wide left. Stanzani at the Elder Panther logo at the 48. Now looks, gives to Barrow to the left side, gets an opening to the 45, and he's at the 43, keeps moving. We got a flag down back at the 48, though. Yeah, and I, I, you, I, uh, you know, I thought it was a face mask, but you're going to get holding yeah. on Clearwater. It's coming back, so we're, I mean, we just racking them up. Now, last season, Cyclones head coach Matt Thomas had his team total the highest points of any Cyclone team in history. The Cyclones' aggressive and fast style of play will have you sitting on the edge of your seat. Season tickets or single-game tickets on sale now. You can view the schedule at CyclonesHockey.com. Cyclones Hockey, it's more than just a game, although 80 degrees, you're not thinking about hockey too much, but it's going to be starting soon. First down and 10 at the 44-yard line as they move it back. A first and 18, rather, with 4.35 to go. Setting up Stanzani, looking, rolling, right side, throwing, overthrowing, intended for Austin Minot. And here's what we talked about earlier. Best defense for the Panthers is quarterback really having to throw those balls, trying to get them away when the Panthers there had good coverage. Therefore, forced them to really try to find some space to, to get that ball. Sabato, step for step, down the field. That's what it's going to take. Second and 18 from the 44 for Clearwater. 4.30 remaining. Two wide left. Two wide right. Stanzani throws to the left side. Completes it with Joe. 45-50. 45-40. And let's see. They get him out of bounds and around there. But Joe Joe was thinking a little bit bigger play than that even. Yeah, Sabato ran him out of bounds at about the 40 or at about the 35. Uh, let's see where they mark it. About 36. So he ran him out of bounds. He was their only hope. He wasn't there. You know, Spotto, quick, very quick, and, and luckily he got out there. First and 10 at the 36 for Clearwater. 421 remaining. As they get set, they should be running clock here. Three wide receivers. They haven't started the clock yet. One wide to the left. Now Stanzati. Now rolls out. It's... Uh, over there, Choquette, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. Let's see. Choquette with another touchdown, this time 36 yards. And that's his fourth touchdown of the game, Choquette. Three, three guys in position to make a tackle, just not wrapping up. I mean, you know, you can you can call whatever you want from from the booth you can call whatever you want on the field but if you can get to the ball and you're not wrapping your guy up and nobody else is there to help clean that up then i mean you can't ask for much i mean that, that you're putting the guys right in the place so we got right now uh, officials timeout guys coming off the field uh but i mean it's Elders right there. They're there to make a play. They had that play snowed under at the, about at the line of scrimmage. They had it about five yards down the field again, and then it just turns into a touchdown. That's been all the runs, and it's just it's frustrating because it it the, the, there it doesn't come down to scheme. It comes down to you got to make a play. And it looked like at some point, like you mentioned, making a tackle, but it almost looked like everybody just kind of stopped, and it looked like he was going to get uh, a whistle, but he yeah. just kept going. So a 36-yard touchdown for a chokehead. He now has 14 carries, 296 yards, and four 
touchdowns. He's had touchdowns of 72, 72, 74, 36. Here is the two-point conversion tied at 40, 52, rather. Two wide to the left. Stanzani sets up, gives to Barrow. No, he fakes it, throws in the end zone. It's a, t- it's a two-point conversion. And it is 54-52 on the two-point conversion with 4-10 remaining in the fourth quarter. Still plenty of time left on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Sig here for Joseph Toyota Clearance Event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy at Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. josephtoyota.com. Well, a key mentor, number 11, got the two-point conversion. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. Clearwater Academy with a 54-52 lead. We've got 4-10 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Now, the Panthers have plenty of time to to, they can get a field goal to to go ahead, a touchdown. It has been uh, one of those games where everything is just happening. We've got Choquette with 14 carries, 296 yards, and four touchdowns for Clearwater. And we've got on our side, on the elders' side, Joe Royers, five catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown. And the Panthers have scored 52. But here's an onside kick, and it is picked up by the elder Panthers. And the hands team of Tommy Thamen covers that one, and that was a tremendous play. Yeah, and so you you just talked about before, you know, what are you going to do with the Panthers? The only thing you can control right now is you got you got to score. You got to score. You can't worry about clock. You can't worry about how much time you're going to leave them. Right now, you got to focus on if you don't get the ball into the end zone, you can't win this football game. So offense got to score. Clock 408, two timeouts, plenty of time. Uh, uh, to get the ball into the end zone. So be patient. Make your reads. Make your blocks. Everybody play. you got to play one one series right here. One series of perfect football. One drive. First and ten at the 50 for the Panthers. Two wide to the right. They roll now. They set up with Postal now to the right side as well. And it's Ramsey going to run it. Ramsey inside to the 45-yard line of Clearwater. So there in a close quick, but they gave it a pick up. Five yards. And Ramsey's done a good job tonight. Also caught a touchdown. I think he caught two touchdowns. Let's see what we've got. Drew Ramsey, yes, three catches, 72 yards, and two touchdowns for Drew Ramsey in this game. Second down and five at the 45-yard line for the Elder Panthers. 335 remaining in the fourth quarter. It's Clearwater Academy, 54, the Elder Panthers, 52. Two wide to the right, one to the left. Shotgun formation for Ramsey. Ramsey across the 45. Nope, he just got right around the 45-yard line. The tackle on the play by number 23, Shakespeare Lewis. The free safety coming up and making the tackle. So the elder, you know, trying to go with that draw, coming around to the backside, making that uh, the play. Uh, you know, Clearwater able to get to it. So third and five. I mean, the Panthers aren't going to punt the football. So you got two downs, at least pick this up. 
255 remaining in the fourth quarter. A big third down coming up for the Panthers. Third and five at the 45, down 54-52. Two wide to the right. And Ramsey now goes to the right with Luby now in the shotgun. Steps up, rolls to the right. He's got to run. He runs inside the 40. He's to the 35, and he spins to the 30 of the 29-yard line as Matthew Luby did a tremendous job and got 16 yards out of nothing. As he went to roll to the right, everything opened up. Everybody had moved over. Uh, receivers, everybody was falling. Nobody was watching the football. So able to get out there, pick up the first down. The clock's rolling. We're at 230. Still, a lot of time, but Panthers got to keep that in their back pocket. And the advantage, of course, Harmeyer can kick it pretty well. He kicked the 33-yarder last week to win it, so that's that's an option here as well as clock continues to run with 2.15 to play. They're at the 30-yard line right now, or 29, rather. First and 10 at the 29. Three, uh, two wide to the left, one to the right. Now Luby going to run it inside the 30, and he gets taken down at about the 26-yard line, so a gain of three on first down for Matthew Luby. And with a minute 53 to go here in the fourth quarter, Clearwater 54, Elder 52. Panthers trying to win this one. With a second down and seven, the balls will be spotted at the 26-yard line for the Panthers. A minute 35 now as the clock continues to run. Right now, it is a 43-yard attempt from where they are at this moment. Second and seven from the 26. One wide to the right, two to the left, setting up. Now to give to Catania. Catania inside the 25, and he gets to the 23. He's still moving, and they're going to get him right about the 22-yard line. A gain of four. It'll be third down. Clearwater's going to burn a timeout here. And a timeout for Clearwater with a minute 13 to play, but we'll keep it here, Phil. 54-52. The Panthers are going to have a big third down coming up here. Uh, if they can get this first down, they could pretty much run down the clock. They could kick a field goal. Right now, they're, they're a, a, it's a 40-yard attempt from here. And you can tell with that last run with Catania, just running up the middle and trying to keep the ball in the middle of the field. I, so I think, you, you know, they're going to go here, see if they can get, pick up this first down. I think the Panthers, I mean, unless they go over to the top, maybe try to throw to Royer, but probably just, you know, keep the ball in the middle of the field, work and kick that, because honestly, you know, like we said, you don't want to worry about the clock, but Len, in the back of your mind, you know, you want to give them, like, as little time <laughs> as possible. I'm talking, you can give them .5 seconds. Yeah. That'd be great. Um, but 113 to go. Clearwater just took a timeout to stop the clock. You know, they got two. Elder has two. So let's just kind of see what happens on this play. It will tell us really what the Panthers talked about in that timeout. Third and four from the 24. A minute 13 to go. Three wide to the left side. One to the right. Now looking. Luby throwing left side of the end zone. Royer in the end zone. Touchdown. There's flags down. But I think it's going to be a touchdown for the Elder Panthers. It's it's Joe Royer in the left corner of the end zone from 24 yards out. Yeah, and that's is they are they already signaled it that they got it on uh, pass interference. I'm just making sure as they call it. I saw a signal, but now I got. Uh, never good when the head referee comes running over. So let's see what what's going on. 
Okay, they're just talking about where they wanted to assess. 58-54, Elder Panthers with the lead. So it is, yeah. it is a path interference. It is on the defense. I was just worried because all of a sudden you got two guys together. I'm thinking, please don't tell me that they're going to tell say, well, I had offense, I had defense, you know, in that position. Joe Royer, though, made an excellent play. So go ahead, Len. A minute six to go, Phil, in this exciting one. Joe Royer, another uh, big touchdown grab. That is his second. Six catches, 106 yards, and that touchdown grab there. They're going to go for two here. Luby, shotgun, rolling to the left. The throw again to Royer, and he gets it in the end zone. Two-point conversion. Good. A minute six to go. Elder 60, and Clearwater 54 will take a timeout on the Prep Sports Radio Network. I'm Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And while I'm proud to provide orthopedic sports medicine care to the Elder Panther athletes, I want to remind all our listeners that Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine is available for youth and recreational athletes as well. If you or your loved one has an injury that's affecting your active lifestyle, we can help you get back in the game. We are conveniently located at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999, and on the web at mercy.com. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth here at the pit at Elder High School. Glenn Harvey, Phil Bengal, the Elder Panthers, 60. Clearwater Academy, 54. Joe Royer, a touchdown grab of 23 yards in the left corner of the end zone. And then a jump ball, two-point conversion, and the Panthers lead it by six. And we got pass interference, so you know that this one's going into the end zone. Yes. So it's going to be, you got an 80-yard drive, which we know they can do. Oh. And a minute six, so now it turns over to that. I mean, the offensive stuff, Joe Royer catching his pay, great touchdown pass, but now the defense go out there and make what Joe Royer and the offense did, Matthew Luby and company, Drew Ramsey, those guys, make it worthwhile. And Connor Raymond will just kick this one easily into the end zone after the extra yards he got. So, with a minute six, minute five to go, the Panthers lead it 60-54. to 54. Now, keep in mind, a touchdown and the two-point conversion they usually tie at least they might uh they have not kicked an extra point yet they have made all of their uh two-point conversion except for one so on their um two-point conversion so keep in mind about that so they will not probably kick it for the win they'll go for two more than likely but with a minute six they've got to go 80 yards they've been able to do that with showcat on numerous occasions but here a first and ten at their own 20, from left to right, they will go. The referees are calling. Clock. they got to yeah. change the clock. It's a minute five. Clock shouldn't have changed. On the touchback, should be like a minute six, I think. Yeah, it was a minute six when kicked it, so it should not have. You're right, so they need to put back the second on the clock. Let's see, did they do that? No, they did not. A first and ten at the 20. They, they're keeping it at a minute five. Let's see. Still, they're wanting him to change it. Okay, now it's a minute six. So now we can start. First and ten at the 20. One wide to the left and a Joe Joe. Three wide to the right. Stanzani steps back at his 11. Throws it down the field. He overthrew it again. And it's intercepted by Dieters. Dieters at the 30-yard line. He steps back at the 28, and the Elder Panthers have the football. That's exactly what they needed. 57 seconds to go. Two timeouts left for Clearwater, but Dieters with the huge interception. 
huge interception. So right now, Elder needs to just take care of themselves, make sure that, you know, finish this game, take care of the football, run that clock, sitting at 57 seconds. I'm breathing a bit of a uh, sigh of relief, but I'm not. Double zeros is when I'm going to be comfortable. Uh, I can't even add this amount, but we're, we're close to almost 1,100 yards of total offense 659 for and 429. <laughs> so figure that out. That's, uh, that's more than... Uh, my math ability is going to be able to do right now especially after this game what a tremendous game Royer with that left corner end zone catch of 23 yards then the jump ball two-point conversion to take the lead they lead it and then Dieters with the big interception the Elder Panthers have it at their own 30-yard line going from right to left with 57 seconds remaining in this one two wide receivers to the right side none to the left and they set up Luby. He's going to give it to Catania across the 35. He's out to the 39-yard line, maybe the 40. It's close to a first down, but I believe he's going to be a yard short. So it'll be at the 39-yard line. Catania has had a, another good game. Catania did, uh, let's see, 25 carries, 91 yards, and two touchdowns. I don't know if that included that nine-yard run right there. He could be right at 100 with 51 seconds left. And we get a quick uh, timeout here, but this has been one of those games, Phil, that just back and forth, and you knew if you gave them enough time, they could score, but that throw, he, he, one thing that stands out, he had problems with all day, is overthrowing the football, and that's what happened and that's that when one. it finally cost him. Ben Dieters got out there, made a good play, gets the interception to the Panther to, to lock this one up here after an exciting night of football. I mean, when would... And there aren't many times when you can say, you know, Elder's going to score 60 points tonight, and it's it's going to be a very, very, very close game. Yeah, exactly. 60 to 54. The Panthers have a first. They gave them a first down. So it is a first down for the Panthers at the 40-yard line. With 51 seconds remaining. And now victory formation for the Elder Panthers. Matthew Luby just down it and give the ball to the referee and a timeout is called with 48 seconds so that's the last timeout i believe for clearwater and that yeah that's gonna be it i mean the panthers are gonna take one more knee uh and just finish it up panthers aren't even gonna go over and, and huddle up about it 60 to 54 the panthers with 48 and they'll set up here Next week, we are on Saturday night, or Saturday afternoon, rather, at 4 o'clock. Yep. So we're going to Medina. Is it Medina, Ohio? Traveling. Traveling, Getting man. on the road. That's right. Taking the road up in Ohio on 71. A little uh, for Lakewood St. Edwards. Don't forget, after the game, you got to stop up uh, to La Rosa's for Prep Sports Radio Network game night. All the great stuff that Steve Bengal, Tom, Kennedy, Mark Bengal, do they will be up there? And here is the Matthew Luby will just that. We got a bunch of flags down, and Clearwater is, and they just, Doug they Ramsey's just, upset. Let's just walk off. I mean, this needs to be a walk off the field. That dirty. I mean, I'm sorry. It's just you knew this was coming. A lot of flags down with 43 seconds. As they Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, when I say walk off the field, I do not mean walk off right now. I mean, take your knee, run the clock, and then let's just go ahead and get both teams separated and out of here. That's, uh, I mean, that's, that's on the coach. 
That's on the coach on that one. Yeah, that is not a good uh, Doug Ramsey was not happy with that. And they move the football to the 45-yard line. That's that's irrelevant. But the clock will run with 40 seconds. And get ready for this snap as Matthew Luby in victory formation for the Elder Panthers with a 60-54 to 54 lead, 30 seconds. They continue to run the clock with 25 seconds. Down to 20 seconds, and Luby will just take a knee and give the ball to the referee. And the Elder Panthers are going to win this one. 60-54, to 54, a tremendous game, back-to-back weeks. Last week, overtime. This week, almost 1,100 yards of offense between the two teams. We'll come back to wrap it up from here at the pit at Elder High School. Once again, the final score, the Elder Panthers 60, Clearwater Academy 54 on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. I'm Father Dan Schmidtmeyer, Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Cincinnati. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time to call out the Cooper Electric star of the game. And now, let's go back on the field with Len Harvey and Phil Bengal to break down tonight's action and pick up the elder star of the game on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Dominic Bonavita broadcast booth. The Cooper Electric star of the game tonight It's going to be Joe Royer. Joe Royer had a tremendous game. Six catches, 106 yards. The game-winning touchdown and two-point conversion. He had two touchdowns, that one uh, two-point conversion. Uh, Honorable mention, though, Joseph Catania had a great game. 26 attempts, rushing 101 yards, two touchdowns. Cooper Johnson also had two touchdowns. Lots of scoring here. On the other side, Clearwater Academy, uh, they had 54 points and over 659 yards of offense. Their quarterback, Lucas Zani, was uh, 7 of 23 for 215 yards, two touchdowns. But their running back, uh, Choquette, was 14 carries, 296 yards, four touchdowns. Just a tremendous game there. On the other side, Ajoa Joe, three receptions, 75 yards. They had a Luke Dean, three catches, 69 yards, and a touchdown. One Williams, one catch, 79 yards. Back to the Elder Panthers, just receiving-wise. Drew Ramsey, a good game as well. Three catches, 72 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Evan Vollmer, three catches for 23 yards. Dakota Postal, uh, two catches, 25 yards. Elder Panthers, 439 yards of offense 
226 yards through the air, 213 yards on the ground. Just a, a, a performance on the offensive level. Uh, Clearwater, obviously, a lot of speed, and they came to play. They were ready to play, but a 60-54 to 54 win here for the Elder Panthers to go to 3-0. and Just a, a fantastic game, and of course, the winning touchdown, a 23-yard touchdown catch. Joe Roy with a minute six, and the two-point conversion, a jump ball in the back corner of the end zone. Well, thanks to Mark Bengal, Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, to Kevin Kennedy back at the studio. A tremendous job tonight by everybody. Thanks to you, the listener. Once again, the final score, Elder Panthers 60, Clearwater Academy 54. Next week, we move to Saturday afternoon, take it on the road up to St. Edwards in Medina, Ohio, for a 4 o'clock kickoff. For Phil Bengal, I'm Len Harvey. So long from the pit. Stay tuned. Coming up next, it's the best prep sports radio network game night show you'll ever see. And here, from the Roses on Boudinot with Steve Bengal, Tom Kennedy, Mark Bengal. Make sure you head up there. I'll be there as well. We'll have a slice of pizza together. You've been listening to the Elder Panther football. Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther game of the week on the Prep Sports Radio Network. So long. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Seg here for Joseph Toyota Clearance Event. $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. JosephToyota.com. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside Home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years. But that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service. And with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Safety footwear. There is hardly a job site or business that doesn't require them. And your local Red Wing shoe stores have them. Red Wing has the popular safety styles you demand, from comfort shoes and athletics to traditional boot styles. With five convenient locations, Red Wing can manage your company's safety shoe program, and we can bring the store to you with our mobile safety shoe truck. Contact the Red Wing store nearest you in Eastgate, Tri-County, Western Hills, Mason, Florence, and online at redwingshoes.com. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Did you know that almost 3.5 million young people will suffer a sports medicine-related injury this year? And 50% of those injuries are considered overuse injuries from focusing too much on one activity? Remember, a long-term healthy lifestyle begins when we're young. If your youngster is limping, has swelling, or is complaining of pain, we can help get them back in the game safely. Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, 347-9999. That's 347 nine nine. 
La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Bill Cunningham here, the great American, for Robert Jones Plumbing. I only use Robert Jones Plumbing, and you should too. 513-353-2230. Or visit them on the web at robertjonesplumbing.com. Robert Jones Plumbing. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Hoding Realtors, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Red Wing Shoes, La Rosa's Pizza, Jim Collins Auto Body, the wealth management team of Adam Schoester, Rosard Pharmacy, your Westside Skyline Chili locations, the Underground Sports Shop, Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, Wardway Fuels and Grills, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Robert Jones Plumbing, Cooper Electric, and Schmidt Heating and Cooling. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of elder high school football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. I'm Father Tom McCarthy of St. Anne's Parish in Cincinnati. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFP Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. It's time. It's time. The Prep Sports Radio Network Game Night, brought to you by La Rosa's Pizza. And now for a recap on tonight's game and a look at all the regional key matchups and final scores, let's go live to the La Rosa's Pizza on Boudinot Avenue in Western Hills. Here is Steve Bengel, Tom Kennedy, and Mark Bengel. Well, hello, and here we are at La Rosa's on Boudinot. And, guys, uh, what an exciting uh, game and a finish. And, uh... (laughs) Big, big win tonight, and I want to call this game the tortoise and the hare. You know, the, the tortoise and the hare, the, the hare takes off running and does all this stuff, but the tortoise keeps going and going and going, lays down the uh, what they have to do, and the elder panthers knock it off. Uh, Bill Welch came in and said they have probably a couple of guys, maybe a, a three, four guys that will play on Sunday, and a bunch that will be doing Division One. but he goes, the elder panthers played on Friday night better than they did. So, and that's that's what was exciting. I, I There's a lot of games I, I don't want to leave. I didn't want to leave the ending of that game to get out here to get this stuff going on the air. This was one of them, and it was tough to leave, Steve. It was, and uh, in the lead-up to, to this season, there was a lot of talk about the offense, and I remember somebody had, making the comment, it's like, I'm not really worried if they get in a shootout. If this team needs 70, they'll get 70. Well, Bruce in the pudding. They, they were there with enough firepower to uh, outgun a, a very heavily armed team. I mean, it was just, just amazing how, how they could overcome all the adversity each time that they had to get back and, and score. And one of the things that I, I did not talk about in the halftime report, I'm just going to keep it straight and up and down, but they were a very uh, confident team, and that's saying it. Uh, they, they thought entirely through the game. I mean, I, every time Elder would 
go up, uh, their players would be on the, they'd be dancing, and they were making hand gestures to the crowd, and they were egging people on, and they were just acting in a way that they thought, this is no big deal, we're going to beat you, don't worry about it. And I, the more and more they did that, the more and more I was sitting there, please let us win. I know Tom's going to talk about it. it's not going to be a Harbin's Bonanza because they're a low-division school, even though they're probably run the table and all that stuff, but I, as far as a pride game, a game you wanted to win, put that, that team back on their plane and say, thanks for coming. Go back and uh, enjoy enjoy your day back at uh, the uh, Church of Scientology School where they uh, go. So, You know, guys, we talked at the pregame show about, <clears throat> excuse me, about it's going to be smash mouth football. And Elder's going to have to take the first punch because uh, Clearwater Academy uh, was very confident, arrogant, cocky, whatever word or adjective you want to use. And Elder took it. They took it right in the teeth. Uh, first play, 70-some yards, and they're down 8 to nothing. Uh, but one thing that, uh, that Elder showed a lot today, tonight was their heart. And they've had heart, and this school has always had heart. Uh, Tuesday night at the dance club, Doug Ramsey was talking about how this game, going into this game, how would this relate to other teams that came into the pit or other teams that Elders played over the years? And he came up with two previous games that he thought would be very comparative. And looking at the outcome of this game, he was pretty spot on. The first game Doug recalled was DePaul Catholic in 2015 when they came into the pit. Highly rated, Elder came back to win in overtime 35-34. to and the second game that he recalled, <clears throat> excuse me, was back in 2007 at the University of Cincinnati at Nippert Stadium when that Charlotte Independence from North Carolina team came in. Carl Rudolph was on the team at the time, and they came in with a 90 or 102-game winning streak. 109. 109. 109-game winning streak. <clears throat> and what the Panthers did that night was they also won in overtime, 41-34. to Well, tonight, looking back at this game and how – Elder came back and how they put the ball in the hands of the players that needed to make the plays. This game and the way it ended was very comparable in my mind to these two other games that Elder has won over the years. And and it's really, Mark, you're spot on. When From a Harbin standpoint, uh, Clearwater is a Division Seven school. Uh, they only play five games. Uh, they're not going to get a lot of Harbin points if they won the game. They wouldn't give up a lot of Harbin points if they lost the game. But you said it best when you said Elder showed the heart of a lion and the heart of a panther tonight by winning 60-54. to 54. And it was, we mentioned in the pregame, a collective team win. You know, Elder is team. Clearwater was individuals. The individuals going to Clemson. The individuals rushing attack. Me, 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 me. And once again, it just proves at the end of the day, it is a feel-good win, and, and the good guys won. And I think that that is, uh, you know, it's what it's all about. And, you know, in a way, uh, the, the team from Florida lost their composure. Yeah, they did. And the Elder Panthers were able to keep their composure against a lot of uh, times when they could have easily lost their cool. But give credit to, uh, you know, Doug and his entire staff where they uh, – took the smash mouth football and gave it right back to him well why don't we go into the stats tom uh so you don't have to uh yeah get 
I mean, there's so, so much to talk about, but uh, this is uh, one of those games. Uh, it, it's unbelievable, the stat page. It is. So what I did real quickly is I went into the Yelder stats to see uh, how this game fared from an offensive standpoint in rushing touchdowns, passing touchdowns, and total touchdowns. Elder came close, but they didn't break any records tonight. The, 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 there was the history, the record for rushing touchdowns in a game for Elder is seven, and tonight they hit four. The record for passing touchdowns in a game is six, and they hit four tonight. And the total touchdowns in a game is nine, and tonight they hit eight. Elder did break a record tonight with most combined points scored in a game at 114. The previous record was 95 points versus Centerville in a game that the Elder Panthers won 56-39 on September 25th, 2015. From a perspective, real quickly, Mark, total yards, 1,198 yards. Wow. That's 12 football fields. <laughs> and Clearwater had 659 of them, and Elder had 439. And the rushing yards, total rushing yards, were 657. Uh, in my LaSalle, that's six and a half football fields. And in uh, Clearwater Academy International had 444 of those. And the Elder Panthers had 213. Um, and, I, and, and I tell you what, I would imagine that uh, the Clearwater folks are going to say that the, the rest were against us. There was a lot of penalties. There were so many uncalled penalties, so many holds that I, literally there, there was a, uh, a hold uh, on a defensive back that he literally ripped the, the, the shoulder pad out of the shoulder, and the ref came over and talked to him about it, uh, and, and uh, then the guy starts doing a dance and uh, gives him a you know, this thing. It was one of these things like that could have been called. It was it was during in the third quarter when time after time after time they were throwing penalties, but they let a lot go by, and it was a very you know you see a lot of clean games. Yeah, they, it wasn't a clean game tonight, but there was no turnovers by the Panthers from what I recall. Correct. Uh, it was a clean game by the Panthers, and, and the biggest turnover that the Elder Panthers probably had was Ben Dieter's interception at the end of the game. But I recall another play where Mason Berger somehow lost his helmet and it ended up 20 yards past the past the line of scrimmage, um, and nothing was called on that. So it is what it is, uh, but it is a victory. It is a win. Big big win, 60 to 54. The Elder Panthers. Uh, in, in an epic, as I, maybe we'll call this the tor tortoise and the hare game. I don't know. This is the game where uh, you know, we saw the fastest team I think I've ever seen. They're most prolific. And, yeah. and it was literally one of those things that, like, uh, my buddy Bill Welch came in there uh, making his heart palpitations uh, move. And it was that kind of a game. You did not know what was going to happen, but you did know that Elder stayed within themselves. They stayed within the game plan. They played exactly the way Doug. And I think Doug was calling, whoever was calling the, the, the plays, they really, really had uh, this Clearwater team not knowing. Now, they, they, they kind of got things going in the third quarter, but then they were really pushing a lot yep. of people up in the box, and then Joe Royer made him pay for it uh, with a couple of passes down the middle. So it was just a wonderfully called game, and uh, the defense 
you know, I, I'd like to say they bend, bend but don't break. break. But they they bend and they broke a lot. But yeah. uh, they were uh, look. If you're playing guys that are bigger and a heck of a lot faster, you just have to do the best you can. And they did the best they could. Uh, these are. These are not recruits from uh, all over the world coming to an international school. This is uh, elder high school uh, Catholic young men going there, moms and dads paying tuition to play, and they play and they learn together as a team. Team football, I'll take that any day over absolutely rock stars. And and take nothing away from Clearwater Academy. They're, They're very athletic, and if anybody was watching the broadcast or even better at the game, uh, the wide receiver, number one, the much acclaimed, a Jew, a Jew, or a Joe, a Joe, excuse me, uh, going to Clemson. He made some great catches, and, you know, everybody's going to watch him play on Saturdays next year for Clemson, and you're watching him play on Sundays. But just remember, uh, you know, that he played at the at the pit, and uh, they came up six points short on this Friday the 13th in 2019. Well, before we get into the scores, I wanted to give a big shout-out to my buddy, John Muzzo out there, my childhood friend, sitting on the other side of the restaurant. Uh, we grew up together. He came out first time. Uh, hey, John. Good to see my buddy John uh, uh, at the uh, La Rosa Zambuno. Hopefully, if you're leaving the pit and want to refill up, get some calories in you after that exhausting game, this is the place to be. Come on out and join us for Prep Sports Trading Game Night and celebrate with us. And, uh, Steve, you ready for a little scores? I'm uh, ready. Uh-uh. Let me see if I can find... Uh, our buddy uh, Steve Geis, where is he? Oh, there he is. Uh, he was—he's back in the uh, talking to the waiters and again out in the in the back room there. Let's see, here he is. He's coming out. There we go. Let's get to what scores we have in uh, before we go to our special guest, uh, Mark Meinhart and his wife Missy. We're going to talk about Sophie's Angel run here in a little bit. All right. In the Greater Miami Conference action tonight, it was uh, Fairfield over Middletown 47-7, Lakota East 20, Mason 14. Lakota West wins tonight over Hamilton 33-13. It was Coleraine Big over Oak Hills 45-14. Sycamore over the highly touted Princeton Vikings 16-13. I love that. Love that score. A little bit of a pitcher's duel after what we just saw. 16-13, Sycamore over Princeton. Sycamore goes to 3-0. Princeton drops to 2-1 and one on the season. Claremont Northeastern, 63. Batavia, 14. Clinton Massey, 28. Bishop Fenwick, 21. Butler, 57. Wilmington, 29. Elder over Clearwater Academy, 60-54 to tonight on the game. Hopefully you heard on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Elder moves to 3-0 on the season. Clearwater Academy drops to 2-1. and one. Deer Park, 41. Miami Valley uh, Christian Academy, nothing. Baden over Edgewood, 27 zip. Little Miami, 33. Goshen, 24. Hillsboro, 21. East Clinton, 7. Moeller gets off the snide tonight with a big win over Lexington Lafayette, 60, 68 to 7. Wow. Haven't scored a point in 13 quarters, and, and uh, they, they well, crank it's out. More than 13 quarters, but that's 13 quarters of this year. Uh, least, yeah, yeah. But, so at least they, 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 they crank out 68 tonight and get a win at, at Moeller. So I think they actually played it. I don't know where they played the game. I don't know what at Moeller <laughs> means. Milford and Loveland matched up tonight, two ECC teams, but this game actually didn't count for in the ECC standings. Um, I was talking to Tom off the air. 
Cliff Loveland and Milford were looking for a week three game instead played each other in, in, and they're going to play later in, in the year. You know, Elder would have loved to have played uh, a, a team like uh, Milford or Loveland instead of the Jokers that, that they hosted this evening. But it was Milford 47, Loveland 13. LaSalle 38, Mansfield, Massachusetts 16. New Miami 39, Fayetteville Perry nothing. New Richmond 28, Monroe 21. Kings 38, Northwest 6. Madeira goes to 3-0 with a 39-6 win over Purcell Marion. Summit Country Day with a win tonight 33 to nothing over Reading. Williamsburg 43, Riverview East 6, Roger Bacon 45, Woodward 6, Was used 34, Lachlan 15, Wynton Woods over Upper Arlington tonight 30 to 7. It was St. X traveling up to, to uh, near South Bend to Mishawaka and they win tonight 37 to 7. They go to 3 and 0 on the season. Turpin over Troy tonight 62 to 13. Lebanon uh, 16, West Claremont 6. Walnut Hills 35, West High 6. Taft over Withrow tonight in a close one, 29-26. That game played down at Stargell Stadium. They did have it ready to go. They had it ready to go for the game tonight. Wyoming 10, Mount Healthy 7. South of the border, we got Newport over Bracken County 63-8. Ryle defeats Boone County 46-0. Cooper over Campbell County 36-0. It was Beachwood 26, Corbin County 10. Coming in Catholic, big over Dixie Heights, 45 to nothing. Dayton, 49, Gallatin County, 14. Highlands, 28, Simon Kenton, 7. Louisville, Holy Cross, 21, Holmes, 14. Newport, Central Catholic, 10, Walton, Verona, 7. South Dearborn, 7. Connorsville, nothing in Indiana. And Batesville, 25 to 20 over Rushville. Those are all the scores we have at this first, before the first break here, Mark. And Tom. All right, Steve Geis, you can head back into the kitchen now. There he goes. <laughs> He's uh, watch those pots and pans. Yeah, That's right. And don't clean up. Stay, stay out of the uh, minestrone soup, please. Yeah, All please. right. Once again, big win tonight. Elder Panthers in a barn burner of a game. Uh, they knock off. Uh, the team from Clearwater, 60-54, to 54, and uh, we're going to take a timeout when we come back. Uh, talk to us about it. Slow things down a little bit so we can regroup, get some more scores in here. we got Lionel Harvey to talk with later on. He's coming out. And lots of other things. We're going to slow things down. The Sophie's Angel Run is coming up uh, at, in the end of September, and we're going to talk with Mark and Missy Meinhart. You don't talk about slowing things down when, you, when you're going into talking about a run unless you're going to watch me well, run. Well, I'm... Then, then, I'm, then that'll yeah. slow things down. If I run, it'll be really slow. So we're going to take a timeout. You're listening to Prep Sports Radio Game Night live at La Rosa's on Boudinot. Join us if you're in the area, and we'd love to see you. We'll be back on the Prep Sports Radio Network. La Rosa's proudly supports high school sports. Whether you're fueling up before the game or celebrating afterwards, La Rosa's for great pizza, wings, hoagies, and more. Dine in or 513-347-1111 for pickup. Or we'll deliver wherever you are within our delivery area. Order online or La Rosa's new mobile ordering at LaRosa's.com. Hi, this is Dr. Matt Bosom with Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. 
We're proud to support elder football and just as proud to provide outstanding orthopedic care to all Panther athletes and their friends and families throughout the West Side. If you have an injury, we can help. For your sports medicine needs from the simple to the complex, we're at 6045 Bridgetown Road, 347-9999. That's 347-9999. Buying or selling your home is a very important decision, and your first correct decision is contacting Coldwell Banker West Shell. With outstanding agents and top-of-the-line marketing, Coldwell Banker West Shell has the tools to provide you with expert service. The professionals at Coldwell Banker West Shell will develop an effective plan to market and sell your home or assist you in acquiring your dream home. Coldwell Banker West Shell, 922-9400, on the web at cbws.com. Take care for Joseph Toyota Clearance Event, $2,500 rebate or 0% on 48-month financing on RAV4. Unheard of, a $1,750 rebate on Highlander. Lifetime powertrain protection when you buy a Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati. josephtoyota.com. For a sharp team look, work, or play, it's the Underground Sports Shop. From team uniforms and sports gear to fan apparel and promotional items, they can customize any order. A wide range of items is at undergroundsportshop.com or 513-751-1662. This is Father Rob Jack. Thank you for listening to Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. 740 WNOP Newport, 89.5 WHSS Hamilton, 910 WPFB Middletown, and at sacredheartradio.com. Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, back to La Rosa's on Boutneau Avenue. All right, here we go. Back at La Rosa's. Elder wins tonight 60-54. to And it's kind of interesting. Last night, my wife, Teresa, who's standing right over there in the red, she says, you know, the Angels run, uh, Sophie's Angels run coming up. You need to call Mark Meinhardt. And I said, yeah, I will. I'll do that uh, somehow, blah, blah, blah. And I'm walking this morning. I walk before I go to work, and I get a text from Mark uh, asking that. And, and wow. this is no lie. I was probably walking maybe 15 feet from Sophie's grave site yep. uh, when I walked right by there. And I thought, this is unbelievable. Uh, and I took a picture of it. And I put it on our Facebook thing. But anyways, uh, uh, Mark and Missy, thank you for coming. We're going to talk a little bit about the the Sophie's Angels run. It's coming up. Uh, it's kind of in conjunction with the St. Jude uh, uh, Oktoberfest uh, fund. With this, the run's on Sunday. But uh, first, for those who don't know, uh, Sophie Grace Meinhardt, your daughter uh, lived uh, for 18 months uh what 2005 2006 and yes. uh so uh suddenly she she was diagnosed with cancer and 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 passed away and it was a unbelievably tough thing to deal with but you guys have taken that grief and, and as i put on my facebook page you turned it into action and, and uh talk a little bit how you came up with this idea yeah so uh Thanks for having us again, and it was oh. really uh, kind of providential that you were walking in the graveyard this morning. <laughs> yeah. Peaceful place well, I to do, walk. Yeah, I do all the time. And then. so, uh, and and you know that really brings out a lot of the great things about the west side of town. Uh, you can pick up the phone and text people, and you can call people, and they always respond. And so um, <clears throat> that response is really what helped us start Sophie's Angel Run. Uh, we went on vacation, and Sophie passed away. She had a brain tumor, no signs of it. 
she didn't make it through surgery. So it was a, just a devastating time for us. We went on vacation with four, four daughters and came back with three. And so uh, throughout the winter, we were grieving and we were asking a lot of questions. Missy's a teacher and a, and a really good researcher, and we just couldn't figure out why. And at a point in time, because of we were we were prepared for uh, our family and friends to pick us up and help us. We weren't prepared really. We didn't expect how nice the whole community is. You lose a little child, and the whole community strangers would hug us and pray for us and do some things for us. And we thought we would try to take that energy and make something positive out of it. And so we came up with a family motto. And the family motto is to become better and not bitter from this tragedy. And the way we did that was decided to do something positive, and, and Sophie's Angel Rob was born. Now, the proceeds from this, uh, I, I, I was looking through. I went on, and folks, if you're at home, get at Sophie's... Uh, SophiesAngelsRun.org, and you can follow along with us, and you can download the registration form. You can read everything about it, but it's impressive looking at all the, the money that you have raised throughout the years, and, and not only uh, Children's Hospital Medical Center gets a lot of it. You do scholarships and, and so forth. Talk about where all this money goes to and, and why people you want people to get involved. Well, the first year we did it, um, it was kind of like to save our lives, really. It was helping us through the grieving process. And, you know, one thing about Mark and I, we both can admit our weaknesses, we're stubborn. Yeah. We're very stubborn people. So when people tell us not to do something and we know we are passionate about it and it's the right thing to do, it's going to make us even work harder. And so when we thought about doing Sophie's Angel Run, people kept saying, it's not going to work. You, you don't know what you're doing. You're going to give racing a bad name. It just gave us the energy to even try harder. In our first year, we had expected maybe 300 people to show up, and we were praying we'd make $5,000. And instead, we have had over 11 or 1,200 people and made over $40,000. And we knew then that we were onto something that was going to be life-changing for us. So in the last 12 years, we have raised over $805,000 towards wow. pediatric brain research at Children's. And this year, they are starting a trial treatment, not specifically for Sophie's type of tumor, but there's over 120 brain tumors, which makes diagnosis and treatment very difficult. There had not been a treatment in over three decades. So this wow. is huge that this is happening. So our money is used to seed money there to give scientists um, a way to start saying, hey, I have this idea and I want to try this. And once they can show that it works, they can publish that, and then they can go for the big grant money. The other thing we've done is give scholarships to local Catholic schools, St. Jude Parish, where we go, Our Lady of Visitation in St. Al's in Bridgetown. Um, the reason we do that is our older girls were going into high school. One was going in ninth grade and one was going in eighth grade at the time Sophie died, and they really helped our daughters adjust to this tragedy that happened. Sophie died on a Monday, and our oldest was starting high school on a Wednesday, and Madeline had to start eighth grade that week as well. They just wrapped their arms around them and really helped them, and we truly believe that they are well-adjusted adults because of their Catholic education, and it's tough sending a kid to Catholic school. We live in excellent-rated school districts, and it's it's and it's a sacrifice for parents, and we want to make sure to try to keep it affordable and show parents it's not just about the academics, it's about this, it's the community. So we have given over $42,500 in scholarships wow. since our inception. That's it's amazing. And uh, 
obviously this is not a solo project between you. You probably have a team of people that help and make things work. Can you talk a little bit about the people that help and assist you with this uh, effort? Yes. Yeah, so, and before I, I talk, and, and it's been, we have so many volunteers and so many people want to help in so many different ways, and you really find a lot of talent uh, out there that, hey, I didn't know that, I forgot, Bridgetown Road is a state highway. It's a little bit of a problem to shut that down without an ODOT permit. I had no idea how to do that. People at St. Jude knew how to help me do that. Um, and so the the... Time, what do they call it? talent, treasures, and time are three things that people can bring to the table, right? And uh, and we've we've been recipients of all that. And we really would not have been able to do it without the vision of the guys that ran the St. Jude Oktoberfest. And the St. Jude Oktoberfest, um, one of the things that we really wanted to do, we did not want a pity party. I, you know, our our story is very compelling, but. We don't want a pity party. We want a positive event that's fun for a family, and that's how, why we hooked our uh, our event, started our event uh, with the in conjunction with the Sophie or with, in conjunction with the St. Jude Oktoberfest. And you don't have to run; it can be a walk as well. Is that Absolutely. correct? Absolutely, you can walk. And you know, going back to the volunteers, it takes an army to make this exist. I think a lot of people think, oh, you just get people to register and that's it. We work year-round on this event. Um, We have to make it safe because, like Mark said, Bridgetown Road is a state route, so that has to get shut down, and there's a lot to do with that. You're shutting down a neighborhood. we got to safety is always first, but we also want to make it fun. We probably, on the day of the race, have over 150 volunteers at least, and that's not including people who help us all prior, during, and after to get this event going. Um, A lot of times we get a a lot of high school kids reaching out for us. We take a lot of local high school uh, cross-country teams. Um, we have um, Ursula, we have Mercy McCauley, Elder, Seton, and even Oak Hills. I'm an Oak Hills grad, so I wanted to make sure that our community was not just focused on just the Catholic part of it, but our whole community, because this affected a whole community. Right, so right. we get support yeah. from everyone, and those kids do an awesome job. They come in and really help us, and, the, and because they're runners, they know how to encourage the people, and they know how the race starts and ends. And then we get a lot of other people, obviously, who help us. I mean, St. Jude, um, the week of the race, the students will stay after school on Wednesday and help us fill 1,500 goodie bags. Wow. Um, they help us set up. They help us clean up. So it does take an army. We, it's not just Missy and Mark. When you see this event, it's hundreds and hundreds of people that have given their time. We are a 100% volunteer organization. Nobody has a salary. We have real jobs. I'm a teacher, as Mark said. Mark's in real estate. We have just as many responsibilities as anybody else, and we do this in our quote-unquote spare time. You know, to me, just listening to your your wonderful story it's a, it's 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 amazing to me how much you're actually getting getting back from the community and can you speak about how that touches your lives day in and day out or week in and week out it was definitely not one of our um, plan going in. We were kind of selfish. Our main goal was to get through the grieving process and obviously raise awareness for pediatric brain tumor research, raise money, and do the scholarships. But what has happened in the gift, and I tell people this all the time, it's, it's still sad. And when I think about why we're here, I would give it all back to have my daughter back. But the gifts we've been given and the people we have met and the lives we have touched has just been an incredible blessing and gift from God. And um, so many things, like I just posted on our Facebook page today, there was four children this year, small young children, that instead of receiving gifts for a birthday party, had their friends donate money. And just those four children alone raised $710 for Sophie's Angel Run. And it's just things like that getting kids service hours. We're one of the first West Side races in this area of our city. 
it has taught children to become runners and be healthy lifestyle and walk, and it's a family thing. We have not, being typical West, West Siders, being conservative, our prices have not raised since day one. So we have $20 individual uh, registration fee and a $65 family plan for all the Catholics with all the lots of kids in their family. We try to keep it an affordable event so that they can all participate while also being able to give back. And I think that's some of the gifts that we have received back from this event. Mark and Missy Meinhardt are our guests here uh, talking on behalf of the Sophie's Angel Run, uh, which is September 29th. We've talked now about the why this is occurring. Let's talk about the how. How how can we get people involved? If they want to run, that's great. If you want to walk as a family, that's great. And if you want to enjoy the Oktoberfest festivities uh, at St. Jude, let's talk about the fun part of this. Okay, and, and it is a fun, fun event. And I can truly say there is something for everyone. If you have a child in a wagon, in a stroller, you can take them. They can, they can go on the walk with you. There's plenty to look at. We have bands, and we have a lot of local DJs and such. Along the route, there is German dancing and great food. I always get the uh, a pretzel Reuben or the uh, get egg and cheese on a, oh on a salted rye. Uh, it's, it's outstanding. Uh, so there's something for everyone. And um, the nice part is if you want to walk, if you want to run, that's great. We'd love to have you some really competitive runners, some great walkers. It's a lot of fun. But if you just want to show up, um, We'd love to see you register for the race. We'll get you a T-shirt, and you can go into the tent, drink beer, and watch the German band, <laughs> or maybe a, f- a football game. So uh, the most important thing that we can ask anybody at this stage, we have a lot of volunteers. What we need is registrations. The registrations is the lifeblood of, of any 5K event, and free registrations are cheaper and better for the event organizers. That way we can have enough T-shirts and have enough infrastructure to accommodate. So pre-registration is the number one thing, and we really appreciate you all uh, letting us use your airwaves to try to drive some of those pre-registrations. So if I want to pre-register, how do I do it? Okay, you can go to sophiesangelrun.org. And uh, there's there's instructions on how to do it. It's a registration tab there, and you can either do it by mail um, by next Friday, or online up through next Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so and again by mail. That guarantees you a t-shirt and a goodie bag, and we just we just got things on the way here dropped off at our house for our goodie bags, and our t-shirts have become kind of a, a thing of their own. Everybody yep. tries to guess what the the color is going to be every year, and the purple. I know you all want it to be for Elder, but it's really not purple because of Elder. Sophie's birthstone was purple, and she loved Barney, so that's the significance of that. But the secondary color is what everybody tries to guess, and so we have a new color this year. Nobody knows what it is, but if you want one of those T-shirts, you guaranteed you have to pre-register for the race. And it's $20 for individual and $65 for a family to register, pre-register. And we see some of those T-shirts. Our race starts at 1 o'clock. A lot of people will go to Mass at 11 and then come right out, and they'll get their T-shirts, and they'll get ready to walk by 1. At 6 or 7 o'clock at night, they're, they're enjoying themselves so much, they're still at the Oktoberfest, again, watching the bands, having a great time, eating great food, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful feeling. Well, Steve and I are St. Jude grads. Uh, oh, you are? Uh, we are. And, and yeah. you know, what, what, back when we went there, the J stood for genius, right? <laughs> It, it does. Yeah. I, have a, I have a grandson there. It still does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, my my buddy John Mother over there, he's a fellow St. Jude uh, too. So uh, I don't even think we're called Bulldog back then. We were called the Dead End Kids, I think. I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, I don't think we had a name. No, I don't yeah. either. Well, Mark and Missy, thank you so much. Once again, get on line tonight, sophiesangelrun.org, and uh, register, pre-register is the key to this thing. We're going to keep plugging it between here, well, tonight, until then, and uh, we'll get Lenny, our play-by-play guy, to keep plugging it uh, on the air. Plug it, Lenny. Plug it. I know, yeah. I know. That's a, thanks. All right. And so we appreciate you guys stopping out tonight. Mark and Missy, thanks again. Thanks, well, thanks guys. Really appreciate it. God bless you, All right. Thank well, you. I'm going to, while we're doing uh, so switching, I'm going to have Steve do the scores here. And uh, let's let's get uh, Steve uh, Geist going here again. Here he comes out of the kitchen. Here he comes. I yeah. get it. That's for St- that's for these guys, not Steve. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, Greater Miami Conference action: Fairfield 47, Middletown 7, Lakota East 20, Mason 14, Lakota West 33, Hamilton 13, Oak Hills loses to Colerain 45 to 14, Sycamore 16, Princeton 13, Harrison 78, Anderson nothing. Claremont Northeastern 63, Batavia 14, uh, Clinton Massey 28, Bishop Fenwick 21, Butler 57, Wilmington 29, Elder 60, Clearwater Academy International 54, Deer Park 41, Miami Valley Christian Academy nothing, Baden 27, Edgewood nothing, Little yeah, Baden fans there, <laughs> Little Miami 33, Goshen 24, Hillsboro 21, East Clinton 7, Moeller gets off the snide tonight with a victory, 68 to 7 over Kentucky La- Lexington, Kentucky Lafayette, Milford 47, Loveland 13, LaSalle 38, Mansfield, Massachusetts 16, Cincinnati Hills Christian Academy 40, McNicholas 33, Granville Perry loses to New Miami tonight, 39 to nothing, New Richmond over Monroe 28-21, Kings over Northwest 38. To six, Madeira 39, Purcell Marion 6, Summit Country Day 33, Reading nothing, Williamsburg 43, Riverview East 6, Roger Bacon 45, Woodward 6, Ross over Western Brown tonight 34 to, to nothing, it was Baden over Edgewood, I think I had that score already, 27 to nothing, Taylor 28, Cincinnati College Prep 16. Hughes, 34, Lachlan, 15, Winton Woods, 30, Upper Arlington, 7. St. X uh, travels to Mishawaka and wins over Penn High School, 37-7. to 7. Talawanda, 44, Eaton, 14. Turpin, 62, Troy, 13. Lebanon, 16, West Claremont, 6. Walnut Hills, 35, Western Hills, 6. Taft over Withrow tonight in a close one down at Stargell Stadium, 29-26. Taft goes to 2-1 on the season. It was North Woodstock, that little bird from uh, uh, Charlie Brown over Norwood tonight, 61-9. Wilmington, 10. Mount Healthy, 7. In Kentucky, is Newport 63, Bracken County 8, Brow 46, Boone County nothing. Cooper shuts out Campbell County 36 to zip. 
Beachwood over Corbin, 26-10. Covington Catholic, 45. Dixie Heights, nothing. Dayton, 49. Gowton County, 14. Simon Kenton loses to Highlands, 28-7. Louisville Holy Cross, 21. Holmes, 14. Walton Verona loses in a close one to Newport Central Catholic, 10-7. South Dearborn over Connorsville, 7-0 in Indiana action. East Central, 35. Franklin County, nothing. It was Batesville over Rushville, 25-20. And finally, it was Milan over South Decatur in mid-Indiana Conference action, 42 to a big zero. Those are all the scores we have at this moment, and those are just about all the scores that you'd probably need. And Steve Geis heads back into the kitchen again to check on the Minnesota soup. And uh, once yeah. again, Elder wins 60-54. These are the kind of games we like on Prep Sports oh, Radio Network. Uh, they are... Uh, Heart stoppers, you uh, chew your fingernails, but we keep people listening to the end. I was a couple people posting, uh, they're listening in San Antonio, Texas, and all over the country wow. on on uh, all the different apps and platforms you can hear us on. We appreciate that, uh, as always. Uh, well, we're going to take gr- a gr- great call by Len Harvey on Ben Dieter's interception. And he'll, he'll be over here talking about yeah. that. We're going to take a timeout. Len Harvey will be joining us. We have one segment left. We're taking this thing to the top of the hour. And uh, you're listening to Prep Sports Radio Game Night live from the Roses on Budno on the Prep Sports Radio Network. Wardway Fuels has been your reliable Westside home fuel oil and propane supplier for over 30 years, but that's just a small part of what they do. They sell and service great grills like Weber, Duquesne, Broilmaster, and others. They offer complete pool supplies and expert service, and with cooler weather on the way, it's time to consider an outdoor fireplace. And they service and sell indoor gas fireplaces and accessories as well. Wardway Fuels is located at Glenway and Bridgetown Roads. Their number is 574-0061. Wardway Fuels, 574-0061. Your West Side Neighborhood Skyline Chilies are supporters of Elder Sports and Elder High School. After the game, stop in for some delicious cheese conies or your other favorites and support these locally owned Skyline Chili restaurants. Supporters of Elder include Glenway, Del High, Price Hill, Bridgetown, Cleves, and Dent. Talking about Skyline. Your electric bill these days can be pretty shocking. And trying to fix an electrical problem by yourself can be even more shocking. The way to solve both problems is by calling Cooper Electric. Cooper has been serving Greater Cincinnati's electrical needs for over 64 years. They're licensed pros with years of on-the-job experience. Cooper Electric will save you money by wiring or rewiring your home more efficiently and installing devices to conserve electricity. And when you call Cooper Electric, you'll be in for another shock. A real person will answer your call 24-7-365-513-271-5000. Portions of tonight's Elder Game are sponsored by financial advisors Adam Schuster, Ted Lucian, and Matthew Smith of the Lucian Schuster Smith team at Morgan Stanley in Cincinnati, offering wealth management planning for their clients. Elder grad Adam Schuster, a certified financial planner practitioner with Morgan Stanley, is currently scheduling wealth management consultations at 513-562-8304. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Do you have a sniffle from cheering on your favorite team? Do you have a headache from that last-minute loss? Well, Brozart Pharmacy has all your health care needs to take care of your health. 
They offer professional, friendly service without the wait. Brozart Pharmacy in Cleves, Ohio, 941-0428 and brozartpharmacy.com. Anna Mitchell here. Enjoy the game and be sure to tune in Monday morning at 6 a.m. for the Sunrise Morning Show for news, weather, sports, and compelling interviews all from the Catholic perspective. The Sunrise Morning Show, 6 to 9 a.m. every Monday through Friday here on Sacred Heart Catholic Radio. Sports Radio Game Night continues. Now, back to La Rosa's on Boutneau Avenue. And we're going to get right back into it with Len Harvey, the play-by-play voice of the Elder Panthers on AM740, Prep Sports Radio Network. Lenny, uh, you... Uh, you had a, two two great calls uh, in a, uh, this last week and this week, unbelievable endings and great calls of the game. But uh, before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about I left uh, to come here and didn't see the end of the game. And uh, we were talking about the, I guess, the brashness of the team. Uh, they, they're very proud of their abilities, and they are very talented players. But they are also very brash, bold uh, jerks in a way. Uh, you, you said it. You said it kind of nice, I guess. Okay. We'll yeah, talk uh, about what happened. Well, for, first off, I wanted to bring up something that before the game, it was about 5:30, um, or 5:40. I'm on the field with with Coach Ramsey, and they are just going back and forth on the elder logo and screaming and going back and forth with the elder coaches. It was it was really disrespectful then. But after um, Elder got the intercept, after the game was over, the, the they had players on the sidelines going after players. It was just, it was, their Cincinnati police, yeah, were, were down on the sidelines and just, I can only attribute it to one thing. In the movie Miracle, when the Russians were down 4-3 to three and they didn't know how to lose, this is a team that didn't know how to lose. And that, and they, like, we don't know what to do. I mean, that, and they just, the brashness, they were upset that they lost. They never lost, because I talked to their uh, podcast people after the game. And it's like, we're used to beating up on people. This was amazing. That elder kept their composure, and, and they did a great job. But that was, you know, not a good sportsmanship. You know, you come, you know, Coach Ramsey invites you to play, and, and, and you're, you know, doing victory formation, and you're trying to go over the line and, you know, hit people. That, that was, you know, Coach didn't like that either. So no, it, it, no. Was, it was awful. I, I don't like to see that. I don't like to give any credence to it because I don't know how people can, can teach that at any school. It is not a, not a good look for high school. It's not a good look for the NFL. It's not a good look anywhere. I don't like seeing it. Give the ball back to the referee, win or lose, and learn how to lose with dignity. Right. I, I uh, couldn't say it any better. Talk about uh, it was a heart-stopping game. Momentum shifts back and forth, back and forth. Uh, talk about Elder's final drive uh, t- to go and win this game. And, and well, just your thoughts on the basically the whole fourth quarter. Uh, it was kind of boring, wasn't it? No, I'm just uh, <laughs> no. Uh, it was it was utterly amazing. And one of the things that Phil and I were talking about was the fact that you couldn't give them enough time on the clock back. And giving them a minute six was even way too much time because they scored in nine seconds. They're, you know, they had a running back. You know, he had four touchdowns and two were 72 yards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was um, he was amazing. But we were we were just talking about getting in position and maybe getting it down nothing where they kick a field goal. I mean, we had that option because they did not. They could not kick. So 
they, the option that we had was we knew that Harmeyer kicked a 33-yarder last week to, to win it or to go to overtime, rather, and we knew that that was an option. So the fact that, you know, you're looking at a third down, you're at the 23-yard line, and it's a 40-yard attempt, which would have been out of Harmeyer or close to his range. But you don't want to expect a kid to kick a 40-yarder. So um, to throw it in the end, and, and Royer just in the left corner of the end so just stood up, and you knew it was coming down. And he had two people on him that, you know, there was three, there was more laundry on the field, you know, after every play. But that one was amazing. And then the, uh, the two-point conversion was even better. Because he really went up and got it, um, used all six foot five, and just put it down. That's why I gave him the uh, Cooper Electric star of the game. Because I, and there were so many people to choose from. Uh, Patrick Ramsey at the end of the game, a uh, couple of big runs. Drew, he, Drew and, Ramsey. Uh, excuse me, sorry, Drew. I apologize. Patrick used to play for the Redskins. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Drew did a great job. And what was interesting is in the last drive. Coach Ramsey used him to gain a few yards at the end where Luby um, wasn't in there, and then they moved Luby to throw the ball. So it was it was a big deal, and, you know, I guess you don't worry about defense. It was like arena football is what I like to say. Um, but it was uh, outstanding, outstanding game, on, and two weeks in a row. How can you – I mean, I don't think there's been two better football games back-to-back that I can remember uh, in, in any, any level. Never mind. So – Tremendous. I, I just so from here out, what what do you think the, the lasting effect of this game on, on the Panthers as you see them is going to be taking it up north? And you know, will this be one that wore them out, or will this be one that kind of uh, rejuvenated them a little bit? No, this the, the, I think last week built the confidence. This week just put the cherry on the top. So I, I really believe that. Uh, you know, next week's going to be a test. Obviously, St. Ed's is always a tough game. But, you know, they beat a team tonight. I mean, those kids did not look like high school kids, some of them. Right. Well, yeah. I, they were, I even said to Coach Ram, just kidding. I go, do they have an age limit at this school? Because it looked like they were, you know, 21. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. They were NFL players. So, I mean, the, the one kid, I mean, he's an NFL player. He he actually acted like the, the spoiled kind of NFL and I don't want to bring up, I won't say, uh, will be initials A, B, but that, that is um, kind of what I thought of when I saw a, a Joe, a Joe. You know, I, that's kind of what I thought. And I don't like it. I just, I'm, again, I'm an old the man, but I tell you, I'm old school. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that, that kind of mentality, tremendous talent. But, you know what, catch, never, never mind throw me the you-know-what ball, but how about catch the ball and shut your mouth? Yeah. So that's kind of the way I look at it. You know, Len, when you go up against a team that is that fast, and, and you can now say any other team you're going to go up against, there, there's not going to be another team on the schedule that's going to have that overall strength, speed, and everything. You've seen it, you've survived it, and you won. And that has got to be a big learning lesson and a, a great experience. And uh, has to say, well, heck, we can go up and, and play St. Ed's. They're no faster than this team. No, it, we, we, no one is. Yeah, right. I don't think the New York Jets are as fast as this team was, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. It, it's it's tremendous team tonight uh, to win this game. And, you know, obviously, you know, you throw defense out the window here. But you get back to, to a, a normal type of situation next week against uh, St. Ed's. Obviously a good team. We don't want to give uh, – 
you know, get ahead of ourselves. But I think the the fact that they played three games, uh, the last two were instant classics. It's only going to help. And I talked to Coach Ramsey before the game about it, about confidence. And one of the things about not going it, going forward on fourth and three and kicking it was to give Harmeyer that ability to say, you know what, I can kick a 33-yard field goal and win a game for us or go to overtime. And that's going to only get better as you go up, up north later. So, You know, Len, I'm glad you said that because it seemed like every week there's somebody that's made a play or making plays from a confidence standpoint. I'm glad you mentioned Sam Harmeyer because I listened to your great interview with Coach before the game. And, and for Sam Harmeyer to make that 31 or 33-yard field goal last week was huge. Yeah. And then it's only going to go into this game. And then when other players see this, you know, Ben Dieters comes, makes a big play tonight. Uh, Drew Ramsey, what a special. I mean, there's just a lot of guys that made plays tonight when they needed them. Absolutely. The Dieter's interception was about as big as you can have uh, after, you know, Royer gets the, the touchdown, the two-point, and you know that they're going to go down, and uh, and it just seemed like they were going to score in every opportunity they could. Yeah. Um, but I think, we, you know, Phil and I mentioned this during the game, that their quarterback consistently overthrew the ball. He was 7 of 21 for, you know, 200-something yards and, and, and a couple of touchdowns. But it was 2, and thir- two yeah. for 13 at half. Yeah, 2 for yeah. 13, right. And and all of them were overthrown. I mean, he could have been probably 17 to 22 with 480 yards and, you know, five touchdowns. But yeah. he missed a lot of receivers in the game. And, and, and that was another case when he threw the ball and didn't look for the receiver. He just threw it down the field. And that's why Dieters was – and he was right there. Well, I was just going to say, so from now on, it's week – one week away, then we're home, then we're away, all the way out through the rest of the season. And Doug mentioned a couple weeks ago that Cleveland St. Ignatius is not on the schedule no. this year, replaced by Ryle. So in two weeks, Ryle, I think, comes to the pit. And not that that's going to give the Panthers a breather, but in past years it was Lakewood St. Ed's, Cleveland St. Ignatius, St. X, Moeller, Wentwood, yeah. five big games in a row. And so this way, it, it's kind of good. It's kind of nice. And one thing that Doug mentioned, he would have preferred to have had to play uh, football north tonight and yeah. the Clearwater team in week nine, I guess, to get the players' feet under their, under them more than no, they had. Actually, it was because he wanted it to be hot for the, the Canadians and he oh, wanted it cold, cold for, for the, the yeah, Florida Floridians yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You're, over, good, you're overthinking it, Tom. Oh, yeah, no yeah. doubt. Well, they said it was funny. One of the kids from um, Clearwater, they, they, somebody asked, uh, "Well, is it, it humid? As it's more, is it more humid or uh, less humid than it is here?" And the kids said, "It's actually better here um, tonight." And, and you can imagine how humid it was tonight. Yeah. So. Well, we got just a few minutes to go next week. Uh, the Prep Sports Radio executive jets flying to Cleveland uh, yeah. see if Lenny can Len's going to be on it. Yeah, Len will be on it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've got it. I've got the uh, the executive phone on there, and I've yeah, got everything. 5 o'clock, there. Charlie will be yeah. flying him up there. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Tune but, in that game uh, 7 o'clock next Saturday. Uh, 4, 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock yeah. next Saturday. And uh, I, thought, I thought that was... Four or seven, but I'll have to check. Well, I thought it was four, but maybe I. We, we, we'll check the Because I think they changed one. it um, the we're, last we're couple of years. Real quick, because it I was got... four o'clock. Thanks to all. So it is yes, four, four o'clock okay. uh, next week. I'm going to and... have to make sure my producer 
at, at Highland over in Medina, right? Okay. So it's four o'clock. Four o'clock. <laughs> yeah, thank you. We got it all. We got a confirmation. We've got more than one source. Let me check. <laughs> We've got a third source third with check. their phones out. Everybody's got their phones out. So pregame at three thirty. Yes. Their time at four. Absolutely, we'll have it all. All right. Well, that's all the time we have out here at La Rosa's on Budno Prep Sports Radio Game Night. Big thank you to Mark and Missy Meyerhart uh, talking about Sophie's Angel Run. Get on it, sophiesangelrun.org tonight and get your registration for your your walk, your run, or what have you, and uh, they will appreciate it. And we always appreciate you at home listening to us as you do every week. So for Steve, Tom, Lenny, I'm Mark Bengel. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Kelsey Chevrolet Elder Panther Game of the Week. Brought to you by Kelsey Chevrolet in Lawrenceburg. And by Hoting Realtors, Mercy Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Red Wing Shoes, La Rosa's Pizza, Jim Collins Auto Body, the wealth management team of Adam Schoester, Rosart Pharmacy, your Westside Skyline Chili locations, the Underground Sports Shop, Joseph Toyota of Cincinnati, Wardway Fuels and Grills, Coldwell Banker West Shell, Robert Jones Plumbing, Cooper Electric, and Schmidt Heating and Cooling. Join us again next week for all the exciting play-by-play of elder high school football on the Prep Sports Radio Network and Sacred Heart Catholic Radio.